Feeling as we move into another weird, wild episode of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Well, if I can, I'll tell you that I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is what we're calling episode number 267. 267. Welcome, Welcome to heaven. Everybody, welcome to heaven. I hope you're having a grand old time. It's the weekend of Valentine's Day, so I hope you're with your lover, oh, yeah? is what I say. Yes. And I know that Eric's lover is DC Comics, and that's what Obviously. we talk about, especially over at the award winning website that this is the official and official podcast of, and that is weirdsciencedccomics.com. But it doesn't end there, Eric. Oh, we also are on Twitter over at Weird Science DC. And we also have a Patreon account that you can go and support us for this podcast, everything we do, but also get a bunch of shows. It is at patreon.com slash weird science. And one of the bigger shows on there is the DC Comics Spotlight that comes out every Thursday. And this week, the bad butts of the Get Fresh Crew people pick Harley that. Quinn and the Birds of Prey number one, the Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor book, and Batman Pennyworth, R.I.P., number one so if you want to hear us talk about those you have to Mosey go over. over there and now we are going Pilgrim. to salute those who did pick those two books two pretty big books indeed how big were they they were so big that they were taller than me that's just me setting you up uh yes eric and this is the bad ass roll call that's oh right. my there we go and here are the bad asses of the get fresh crew we have t funk lawrence lee niels teaworth our man rob lewis fertile alcachute dalton edom christian folds ken halleck lady abby nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Ramillion, and Aldrin Stoja, Supergirl Mark, that's what he called him now, Eric G, David Fink, Manship, Manship was excited, I thought that Telos was in the books, but there was a little bit of a mention, he'll be excited this one, we got Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Bill from the Bat Pod, Ian, Admiral Whisker, Seth Nine, I call him Brennan, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Wojcik, Comic Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Brian King, My Man Pete from NYC, Polly Pete Down Under. He, he's eating a Vegemite sandwich probably right now because that's all they do in my mind. Obviously. Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony, G, Missy T, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. Eric, I'm getting too good at this is what ends up happening. To and uh, I ended up having a problem because I usually end up having to kind of X out and I didn't do that and I realized then so I had to just go so if I missed anybody I really do apologize because I was having problems but still or if you so ran your name into the ground there yeah, that's what happened. Brutal Akachuk is what I was doing as I was scrolling to see if I missed somebody before him. I'm sorry, it's Brutal. It's too good, though. I'm sorry. Well, really. I mean, I'm, that's better than the usually is, right? So I'll just go with that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I do hear you. It's not appropriate because I'm angry about it. That is true. I am angry you, about that. But we have a bigger show than we've had in quite some time here because they actually had some books come out this week. So we're going to not delay that anymore. Anymore. No more dilly dilly. Right off now to the books. Now we have waited for far long. 
And here we are for the first book section of the night. The meat and cheese. Uh, yeah, and the meat and cheese. It's time for the meat and cheese. That's what he usually says there, but we're not dealing with wrong turn anymore, Aww. right? Until later. Oh. <laughs> Until later, at least before every the, mail yeah. section. Yeah, and we'll always deal with them there. Or will we? I don't know. I told you that. I'm starting to phase him out, that jerk. But here we me are. Out. Well, yeah, I've been trying to do that for at least 266 episodes, but hey, some things don't stick right away. Some people don't take a hint, but here we are to talk some books, and we have a lot more books than we've had in the last couple of weeks. We're going to have a longer bit of a podcast, but that also means that if you go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, you're going to get to read a lot of reviews. All right. I see I see people are just getting falling all over themselves to get that Gotham City Monsters review down, right? <laughs> and a you bunch leave of my others. review alone. <laughs> oh, the, the review wasn't bad. It's the, uh, the attendance that would be. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, books tonight that don't seem to really be on the tips of people's tongues when they're talking about the greatest books there are at DC Golden Comics. Golden Age Comics. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because we're still here to talk about them. Good, bad, usually not indifferent. We're, we're usually I'm at the least, guy with you know, the gun. on either of the sides. Yeah, oh my, that's terrible. But yeah, here we are. And we have a, a pretty, you know, Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, section uh, in this oh, one. Oh, yeah? I so no we're calling it? what I was going to say. I was going to say super something. Flash. I completely wham, lost bam, thank my, you, my train of thought choo, there. Choo. Uh, but we have the big books in this first section. The big books, I would think, though, there are books that have been driving a lot of people insane, including us. But you, first, we're going to start with one of these specials. Oh, this Superman special. Heroes is what we're going to start with. And it is one of those that's starting to get on my nerves just the idea that you don't, you have stories at DC anymore that only seem to be there to lead to specials and one shots and things like that. And where you end up having these things, we had Pennyworth RIP this week on the Patreon that I already said, uh, at least I like this a little better. It seems as if the focus or the tone is a little bit along the lines of what I would like to see, though I still don't think it's perfect like a lot of other people. But let's get right into it, Eric. What am I talking about? Superman Heroes, number one, written by – all right, this is going to take a while. So sit down, Jim. Written by Here we Brian go. Michael Bendis, Matt Fraction, Greg Ruckworth, Art by Kevin McGuire, Mike Perk, and Steve Lieber, Mike Norton, Scott Godlewski, Paul Mounts, Gabe <laughs> Altiev, Andy Troy, Nathan Fairbrand, Troy Petit. Clayton Cowles and Simon Boland. Superman yeah. has. 
now, boys! <laughs> Superman has revealed his identity to the world, and now it's time to see how his friends and family react to the news as we are given an issue of short vignettes to show our Man of Steel talking about his choices, how others see his choices, and finally, something that moves our story forward in some sort of direction where we learn what Lex Luthor gave Lois Lane back in Year of the Villain. Yeah, and we're going to end all these things. It seems like all these little things end w- with... Somebody yelling somebody's name, yeah, Superman, Luther. It's just the ending is the, the thing ending, that right. I just shake my head oh, at. Not perfect. Uh, and really, there's a couple things to like in this. There's some things that feel a little off. Uh, Jimmy uh, part seems as if this is a double take. You know, you're trying to double dip here, and people don't like double dippers. Uh, but, you know, you start off with the Kents. I don't know. You you're, talking, you're, the whole the thing, young... you're talking about Jimmy. I think my, the problem I had the most with it was when Superman went to go to the Hall of Justice to talk to the Justice League and everybody there about his decision. We just see these strange ideas of who the characters are, who Brian Michael Bendis thinks the characters are. Nah. It doesn't matter that I'm telling you, they're both weird. Uh, but you start off, and it's not weird how you start. You start off with the Kents, you have young Superman. The and the thing I only the, the thing that bothers me about it though is this is going very generic. It's going very cliche. It's what we always see. We've seen this deal, and really, with what has been going on. And why this is a, you know, an issue itself, the truth, the identity, the identity is a thing that, you know, Pa, he wanted. It was something that he was really down with. And he did not want Superman Clark to expose that because he was afraid. If you even watch Man of Steel, the guy walked into a tornado to keep that stuff going. Damn right he did. Made me cry. I'm like, just leave that. I know people love dogs, but please just get a biscuit. Come here. Dad, I can save you. No, I've had enough of this family. I'm going with the dog. that after the whole, uh, you know, pretend you're my father. I am your father. I'll start crying now. I mean, that you know, you are that's my the works for me. That's water works for me. Uh, so when you go back, Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Yeah, yeah, really. You haven't had the Kents, you know, mom and pa in a long time. And Brian Michael Bendis has done a lot of hints that they are alive, including maybe after the Superman reborn into this and with the identity. So I said, if the Kents are indeed alive, then fully make them alive and have Please, Superman go to go to Smallville about the identity before this. It'll be you know, weird. In that issue. After Doomsday Clocker, we got the idea that the Kents did survive and are still around. If we actually had Supergirl, which is now a canceled book, be the thing that actually shows them since she's in Smallville Man. right now. Yeah, it would be crazy. But you have what's going on here is, again, Pa Kent, 100% for that identity. He, he, he wanted the secret identity. He thought he needed that. He did not trust the world. He, he didn't trust everybody to look at Superman as, you know, just a normal guy, which really does a great thing of tying into what's going on now. But instead, you go back to see a scene where it's just, I had a bad you know, day today, Pi. I messed things up. Well, yeah. tomorrow you can wake up and fix them then. You don't make it too yeah. complicated, son. And that, that seems to be that is a theme going now with Brian Michael Bendis is the Superman's the kid who a guy who always picks himself up. But we're dealing with the identity. I would have liked to have seen maybe something that ties into the have, identity a little bit more with this well, whole little thing. Him vignette. having something with maybe. Ma Kent talking about, you know, eh, I don't really agree she with you. She's get into the background of this whole thing while yeah. Clark gets to talk to Pa Kent. Finally, she says, my and, boys. And, they and even if it's even if it's one of those things of you go with the cliche of Pa saying the world's not ready for you, they, they're not going to treat you right, whatever, to get the idea that one of the things that went through Clark's mind in this was he thought the world was 
better now. He he's never been on Twitter and Reddit, obviously, obviously. but he would have thought that maybe you see this thing with Pa that then leads to Clark thinking to himself before the whole decision, you know what, Pa, I know you didn't want this, but I think the world's ready. I think it's time I have to do this. I, I you know, and I'm doing this not against your wishes, but I, I want to honor you. This would be him sitting there thinking to himself, or if if the Kents are alive. And you do have a little bit of Batman say something that seems like it might be the case. Show it here. Please. Why not show it here? I know that what Brian Michael Bendis likes to play is collectibles and things like that of his issues where he'd want to have the big reveal in one of his Superman or action well, comics. Well, just like issues, beating around the but... bush for this whole thing because even we saw before it was a big story at one point when Clark was going to leave the farm and he actually ended up selling the farm so he could go and move yeah. on with his whole life after his parents died. What is the status quo now if they are alive, if Doomsday Clock did affect something? Because the whole thing when we have Superman go to the Hall of Justice and talk to the Justice League, you have the little big panels of the individual heroes. And Batman saying your parents farm is completely off the grid all they have to do is not touch it who is they yeah they and is it that he ended up buying back the farm from these jerks who lived in it now they're real handsy they bought it back put it aside and they are the ones who lived in it but no it seems like it's the kents but they, all they have to do is not touch anything well what the hell what is it a museum here uh, it belongs in a, a museum yeah it does it's throw me the farm i uh, know uh, there you go through the whip there that's what i meant uh so you end up starting that with that cliche of hey pa and in brian michael bendis i think that this is his part obviously so as he's writing it he wants to have pa be more of a badass in my mind he wants him to be more modern more like not oh shucks it's yeah i know that beep in school sucks beep <gasps> you know like that pa! Oh my. and so as he's going with that you don't have as much Bendis speaking this, which I do like, uh, but mainly because John or John, I always see a little like that. But no, because the idea I was thinking of Clark, because Clark isn't saying anything. I'm telling you, if Clark would have talked a little more, there would have been more of the Bendis speak. But it's okay. I just have seen this scene and this sort of thing so many times that I wish that this could have played it out a little differently. But then you go to what really is the only thing that matters in this whole issue is the thing that Lois got from Which is a Lex. weird part because what before. we do here is we go a day before he goes and like reveals his identity. And this is kind of what we saw before, almost like a shot for shot at the beginning mm-hmm. of the whole thing, where it's the idea of them talking, how Lois has been writing the story in her head for a while, so was Clark. But by the end of it, we do end up with him saying, you know, our marriage will be able to like, you know, overcome all this. But it still seems weird. That Clark doesn't seem to know that people have been talking about Lois sleeping with Superman behind Clark's back, even though we have seen that happen in other comics. But and we've seen it happen all yeah. over the place. And plus, it's not just that he's Superman. He's, he's also a newspaper exactly. guy. He's, he's involved but in the media. By yeah, the yeah, end. Trisha Q yelling stuff in the stupid, you know, bullpen. It's just, but yeah, by but the by end, we find out that, you know, Lois is able at this point to want to share with the box that Lo- uh, Luther gave her during Year of the Villain. We're going to find out what it is. And they take the entire issue then to get back to the whole point. I'm like, yeah, all yeah. right. It's the box. And I, What's the thing in the is, box? Is, I'm like, I was so mad when I first was reading this because when we had the whole thing where she's holding it out to him, I'm like, okay, it's time for you to finally see what's in the box. And then we move on to it. So I'm like, I'm never going to find out. But thankfully, we get to it by the end for the epilogue of the story yeah you do and so this pushes the narrative going forward in the other books and things like that but i i actually again i wanted this to be a, a, a deep dive not a deep dive but more than a surface level thing i wanted to see like a superman that lois is concerned because she's never seen him nervous she's never seen him upset like this and maybe the the last time i saw you this nervous was when john was born and you know stuff like that and you just get 
a redo of a scene and then hey look i wasn't going to tell you what was in the box and it was ridiculous the last yes. time she did it she really seemed like a jerk when she did i guess i should show you what's in the box and of course it just leads to exactly what we've just been dealing there's no surprise it's just the surprise is oh that's what it was and why didn't you tell him before because it seems like something superman would do Manhunter gave Green Arrow before the end of this series. I was thinking about it the whole time. With that I'll tell you, every, I'll tell you, we don't talk gone. about it anymore because it hasn't been in any comics. You and I discuss it briefly on and off at work and stuff like that. And I think to myself, was it the idea that we just didn't get it where it wasn't properly portrayed at the end of Green Arrow where there actually was nothing in the box and that's why Ali was so angry? But we and never so that's dealt what with that, it. <laughs> that's what you think it was. It was like uh, a box that says, the the dream box of Eric, this will make everything okay. And then when you open up, it's a mirror. <laughs> you see your ugly, stupid face. No. Oh, my. I don't think anything like that. <laughs> But no, when that end of the Green Arrow ended and you had the box that was given to Ollie of everything that that could could take take down down the Justice League, yeah. The Justice League. Maybe what happened is the Justice League expanded so much that the box, you know, I just know that that the Green Arrow story ended. It seemed like Ollie couldn't be Green Arrow anymore, left to like Seattle, but now he's just hanging out in the Hall of Justice like nothing ever happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, The people who are hanging out in the Hall of Justice, oh my. It's a who's who of nobodies. I'm telling you, these people (laughs) need to get books or something to do. They're just hanging out. Also, I sit there and think the idea. Wonder Woman's saying, listen, I get the JLD involved in the recent Justice League, but they're busy doing something. Yeah, they're all hanging out in the, in the Hall of Justice well, doing nothing. I see almost that all Jessica of them Cruz and the rest of the Justice League Odyssey team made it back from beyond no, yeah, the end of the back, edge yeah. of the universe. Yeah, not only did they make it back from the edge of the universe, but now all of them are accepted as full-out Justice League members. You know, it seems. Dexter, Dexter, Ryan, Axe, Blackbird, they're all hanging out. I mean, these are the characters that you think are so important. Poor Gavin that have to, her. And, and really, I mean, what's the deal with these like, oh, man, you know, they're commenting on Superman's identity reveal. We didn't even know happened <laughs> the last month or so. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that's what happens. Superman on his way to go talk to the people in the Hall of Justice. He's got to stop and help some kids. And, you know, you might as well have had him get a cat out of the tree and goes and It's nice enough. But, of course, when he gets there, he has to go with his main liaisons and his number two, one and two man and woman, the Wonder Twins. Uh-huh. To to go in and it just yeah, they, yeah, they're interns, all right. They're interns. I'm going to kill them. They oh end my. up just there. So you're going to push a lot of things in this going here. Uh, there's a couple things that, like, Plastic Man would never have been involved in any of Plastic this. Plastic Man because is of the, the Leviathan. big deal of this whole yeah. thing, it seems like, who wants to talk about the idea of Superman's identity. And for some reason, freaking, it seems like Mr. Terrific keeps wanting to photobomb his panels this entire time. I'm like, yeah, what is Mr. going Terrific on? Mr. Terrific ends up being, I even say, it's Rip Taylor. Wee, Dan, He's jumping in the music background. Right He's throwing things out there. He's he is photobombing. He's just jumping into every scene as if he needs to be a yuck yuck. Oh my! The smartest man in the world. I'm telling you, and because of the idea that you're going to continue off with Booster Gold, which is a nice moment that we get after this, he, I think that Mr. Terrific plays off as like a Booster Gold, as a crazy. And I think that also that could be hardly whatever. That still shouldn't be in the Hall no. of Justice. But still, Mr. Terrific being the comic relief. I think he has. I, I really but do. But just looking and, at know, the who's who here, when he first Clark first enters the Hall of Justice, we have Harley Quinn. And like the last time we saw this scene uh, during the first reveal of the truth, and we had the big pinup page just like this, there's now it's a strawberry blonde woman who looks like she's wearing a Flash costume, who I still have no idea who it is next to Barry yeah. Allen. And it's really yeah. bothering me about who this character is. 
Yeah, we'll have to see. It, it is kind of weird. And she's kind of got her arm on Barry as if this would be something that they're close or something. I don't know. Does Iris get like a new power new haircut, haircut, all you know. this, hair color, all this stuff going on? Uh, but yeah, I, I also like that they make Damien look like he's plotting something there. He's What's you Miguel know, doing behind Vesitana? I was just going to say, then Ooh. you have Dial H's Miguel. I mean, really, these things, it's nice enough, and it looks okay. And I like the Kevin Maguire art here. There's Steel. We don't get to see him. I'm glad glad Swamp Thing's better. We see him there. And poor Firestorm. I told you before, Firestorm just gets no respect anywhere. You have Tom King in the Heroes of Crisis say his biggest concern is his head's on fire when his head isn't really on fire. But he ends up always being called for photo ops. At least he's got that, right? He always shows up there. Where are the Titans at? I don't know. Look at the Adam. He's hanging out with uh, with Ollie. I don't even know if they know each someone. other. No, they're, they're not friends. They're acquaintances. <laughs> and you go through and you see. And really, to me, when you did have the identity reveal in 18, Superman 18, it did look like Wonder Woman was pissed. Wonder Woman wanted nothing to do with what was going on. I guess she's kind of thought about it and she thinks better of it because she seems okay. Batman, you know, he ends up where they're playing it off as just a complete and utter douchebag because this they're talking about the, the story, identity reveal. But they're like, what's it? The thing though is he's not paying attention to what he's being asked. And that is a douchebag. They are all being interviewed about, hey, what do you think about your friend, his identity, your parents' farm? He's off on his own. He's like me. He can't focus. And then how do I feel about what? Like, he doesn't even know what he was asked. He's just doing his thing, which then continues on. I'm just saying in this reveal deal of the thing. Later on, whereas explain, it is the best part and it's good. Uh, But, and I think that might even be Greg Rucka, the way the style is seem like oh, a that's the thing. Deal, that's but... what we have. You know, uh, Mike Perkins on art here. I figure it's a Greg Rucker as well, going with the Lois yeah, Lane team. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think. But right, right before that, you get another nice moment where you do get Booster Gold, where he's counting down the time because he knows exactly when Superman is going to reveal this. Skeets is MIA. He's still in the basement he's of Arkham at- Asylum. Telling you, he's just trapped in that basement. He's getting the KG Beast uh, deal from back in the day. They sealed him up. He's there talking to so the like Carrie Ellis and Saul is chained and, up and, to yeah, the left yeah, of the Saul. That's there. all he is. I, I'll, I'll I take cut off my fin. I've never, I've never seen Saul. You, you, you end up see here though. No, 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 but I, <laughs> but cheapers creepers. <laughs> you end up here with. A good moment because Booster Gold would know from the future and all this. I even went and looked to make sure that there wasn't something that got skewed or whatever. But no, he indeed does know. And he goes and he's counting down the time to the second to go up and just yell Clark Kent for some reason. I mean, he could just yell to the highest point of like the Himalayas or whatnot in order to freaking yell out this whole thing. Mike, you he can, just wants to sing. You, you do know this what's going to happen. You could be on the street in Metropolis or wherever you want to be yeah. and do the same thing. Yes, but he's he's going up there and it. it of all the things still, I think this would be Bendis. Uh, it's actually pretty funny because Booster yelling Clark Kent, Superman's going to hear this and think that he's in trouble and come for him. Like, oh, my God, it's Booster. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I just want to. And I like that Superman's like, oh, really? Like, you, now, you knew this in the future. And OK, I'm, I'm down with it. I like. Do you it. want to trust in Booster Gold, though? Because after all this is said and done, he's like, oh, and no spoilers about what's coming next because it's yeah. going to be amazing. Do you think that Booster Gold is playing this up or do you think what's coming next in DC? comics and superman is going to be amazing uh from what we get right now i think that he is a complete and utter liar oh no and i'm gonna i'm gonna say that it's nonsense coming up eric there you go eric 
Toxic Fandom. <gasps> there you go, Erica. That's Toxic Fandom. No, I, I, I trust Booster. I'm hoping that at least what comes up. And again, he could think he's talking about 10,000 years ahead. 10,000? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. It's, it'll get good then. But yeah, I like that moment, though. That's a good moment. It kind of does touch into a, a, a character. He gets it right, all that. But then you go off to diana going to visit bruce and i love this uh for one main fact is you don't rarely you rarely get to see these two by themselves talking but also you rarely ever get to see them out of costume talking as just just hanging out away matter having tea yeah and i i liked it i liked it a lot it's like one of those where though like the mike perkins art is something i feel it's unnecessarily dark a lot of the times one of my biggest problems with the lowest lane title is just the way the art is and at times it does look okay but for some reason it's just not a style that could really like like grab a hold of Really it's not like. my favorite style, but I think that it works well here so more I. than uh, other times because it's a more realistic style and they're not in costume. So I actually like that, even though Wonder Woman has her bracers on. You know, she can't take those off, but she's she? going there. And uh, they're talking about all this stuff. And pretty much Wonder Woman realizes why Bruce is upset about this. One it's thing that he idea. can never do yeah, to one-up Superman and reveal yeah, and, his identity. Bruce Bruce can lie all he wants and try to say it's other things and how it's going to affect all of them and it's going to compromise us and all that. But it really does come down to that he's upset that Superman did something he can't do. But it goes further where Bruce even says kind of jealous he gets to have a family he's everybody loves him i mean nobody's afraid of him i mean the bad guys would be afraid of his power but he can just he could fly down into a elementary school and nobody would bat an eye and they would think he's the greatest and he'd be able to have you know little snacks and batman jumps down kids are running away screaming he is people are running around i'm telling you they're running around screaming and batman now has a restraining order he can't do that sort of thing so i think that this is a great thing to have in this it's a more of a character study of a Bruce Wayne I think it works than well. anything else. And I think it it's does my favorite well. part. Of this I really book. liked it. It is mine as well. Uh, and then you then go. I don't off like the part with Mr. McKay things. going back to Smallville Elementary School. I think it's too, it, it's overlong. It, it ends up wasting too many page count deal because it's all of just Superman worried. And I love that all this reveal, and you're going to see it in Superman. I say next, elementary school is probably uh, high school, but for some reason, just yeah. because a little yeah, car fan here, I immediately school. just go to a small child. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's high school, but even then it's supposed to be this kind of thing of people are going to think that Clark cheated through all his life with things. I got to tell Mr. McKay, powers. I never cheated. I'm telling you, there's way you're more things going student, on Ken. than I know just you didn't this cheat. one guy. But I did like him going and i wish it would have just centered more on the idea of this teacher in smallville who ends up you know working through smallville it's not like you're working in new york city in the big time you're in smallville and this was a guy that kept him grounded taught him to grind it out taught him to keep trying and i wish it would have just been more on just that not this cheating deal that's the brian michael bendis you know influence of what this whole well, identity deal with reveal we're gonna is deal be. With going yeah, into the superman book next up. issue that we're going to be talking yeah. about where the idea that daily star thinks that clark kent cheated with the powers that he had for getting the stories that he did Yes. And that's what I think this kind of sets up as you go. And I don't need that. I wish it would have just been this out of nowhere. This teacher had no real idea the effect that he had on a Superman. I mean, this is Superman and Clark coming back. Maybe the guy, you know, he's about to retire thinking about all the things he's done. And Superman wants to just go back and say, I want you to know that you were a huge inspiration. And just imagine like how much that would affect just anybody for Superman to come back and say, 
you were one of my main inspirations. And some so of the lines are Mostly we just have people like you going back and say this, and they look at the person like, I didn't do anything with my life. What's that? I go back to a teacher. I'm like, you know what? You were a big influence. Who the hell are you? I'm like, uh, Jim Warner? Like, I don't remember you. Get out of town. Uh, I, I sit there. You and sure you're I still love- not in school, Sonny? <laughs> yeah, really. You haven't grown much since then, have you? I got to go listen to Unpretty by TLC again. <laughs> you end up with this teacher, though. One of the lines of, you know, from me thinking back of a kid in Smallville to now Superman, the line draws straight through you and your classroom. Awesome. That is, that's almost as you are my son. I mean, it is, it's an emotional deal, but because we don't know this teacher and because it's dealing mainly with, I didn't cheat, I didn't cheat, I didn't cheat. I didn't get the emotional impact that I think that you could have had from this, where just this guy in Smallville was a huge impact. He has saved a lot of people in this world because of what he did in his classroom, because maybe he was a little tough. You know, you can even show sometimes where, you know, there's young Clark, he has to stay after doing homework homework and all these things i just the the idea of pushing the i didn't cheat i think didn't play out as well as we i'll also say in the superman book coming up but then we finish with jimmy and you, you know you don't, you, want, you, you have, don't want to talk about like uh, uh superman getting letters sent to him by people from all over the world i was i was hoping you'd skip that it's okay no, you, you have is, all the, these the, letters the thing is it's a very nice sentiment you it deal ends with something with a twist though no no the, the twist is funny even the idea that lois has her own sorting thing before oh, but the idea that we have you know this actually goes along with what bruce wayne was talking about how selfish it is to reveal your personal truth because it is a selfish thing to do it affects other people this was a facade for bruce wayne just to try to hide his jealousy that he had but what we're doing with here is now the daily planet has to have freaking warehouses for all the letters coming in bruce wayne has to do background checks on all the people setting in all these things this is a yeah. lot of time and money and energy oh, yeah. going into this mail service for superman and lois lane i'm like yes this is the selfish nature that bruce was talking about that is and i i even when i've been talking to you about it for a couple of weeks now since the reveal and one of the things that i would worry about about what's going on and brian michael bendis again i think that a lot of times even with that beginning with the kents things like that he's just dealing surface level stuff yeah. he's only going to deal with the things that he's going to deal with he said there's a thousand stories that come about from a uh-huh. identity reveal and we're going to get like three of them it seems and wow, none of them three. Good, but you know yeah maybe but, the stars uh, here one of the things where i thought you were going to have with Bruce and then going to this to see like this is the big ramifications you got a lot of uh, mail I mean at at points you even have stories back in the day where Superman would get a lot of letters at Christmas it was one of the things that I wanted to talk about in the back issues on Patreon for Christmas where he does answer all these Christmas mails and stuff like that so he would be getting mail anyway but this is the thing He's yeah, fine really. for attention. <laughs> Santa Claus, really. He's make-believe. Superman's <gasps> real. You end up here with, oh, man, I, I knew there would be repercussions. It's it's fan mail and hate mail. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, And, and basically, really, I get the at idea. At point like, for how I'm reading the book, this is the biggest repercussion that I've dealt yeah, with so yeah. far. And so you have these are the people who love you. These, this middle part ticking stuff guy i think there might be bombs and stuff and then this part is all the fan mail or people who really have issues and stuff like that where it's funny because is it because they didn't know where to send them before is why they didn't send because these seems like mails that would have always been sent anyway to superman to ryan reynolds hollywood california yeah to eric shea somewhere quaker town pennsylvania america even so like they always say that santa claus 
gets letters every day and they're sent to the North Pole. I'm sure that Superman all along this time, you would just have Superman, Metropolis, boom, and then the male Superman would have figured out something. Fortress of Solitude, North Pole. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle, Uh, Erica. You ain't getting them. Um, But having this as being the repercussion, one of the things that I said to you that I thought right away that would be crazy is the idea of, and you know how people are. They're not just going to hear that Superman is Clark Kent and stop there. They're not just going to say, oh, really? That's neat. All right. No, no. The minute that that's announced, people are on the case. You are going to have podcasts, uh, you know, coming out out the wazoo about who are the Justice League. You're going to have TMZ on it. You're going to have everybody. And the thing that I was thinking would be the story. You and I were looking at Jordan's jeans commercials from the 80s. I happen to think I recognized when I did a lot of research to find out who this person was and and find out what they've been doing for the last 30 years. That was the basics commercials. They were awesome. They were like nano two one zero in commercial form. But so in my mind, a repercussion that I think would be a, a little bit of a deeper dive would be the idea that people would try to figure out who Barry Allen is or Flash is based on if he was seen by this, that, and the other thing. Oh, who's this? Bruce Wayne's always hang up, you know, superimposed. That's Batman. You'd have all that going on. And while Lois and Jimmy are being pushed as safe and they'll never parry, not in trouble, I think that maybe the other heroes, loved ones, and things could be compromised and in danger. And I wish you would have seen something a little bit, maybe eventually, but the ramifications that there's a lot of mail and some of it's the lowest i mean really that that's the ramification so that doesn't hit with me that just seems kind of silly and really really surface level on there um but you then go off to jimmy which is the double dipping we already saw jimmy and superman talk about now this is kind of a after deal but they seem to be cool before so when he shows up and says hey i feel bad i didn't are we? You already dealt with that. And in fact, he went to Jimmy to tell him, and Lois blew it. We were mad at Lois. So, but don't this worry, isn't Jim, because what we have here is that Jimmy knew all along because only Clark Kent yeah. and Superman ever called him Jim. That's why I knew my dad. He was the only one to call me James. And, and when he did that, that was troubles. That was that meant you. a lot of Somebody who knows who their dad is. Who we? Really? I know. <laughs> Look at you. You don't. So I feel bad for you. But yeah, you go in here, and, and the whole deal is just. He already went through this, but it's okay. It's so, weird because hey, Jim, Jimmy, go Jimmy will not turn. Jimmy will not turn he's busy. to look at him too. Hey, he's this is old hat busy. now. I think he's still a millionaire. He's I not. wish he was. I wish he was. It'd be great. <laughs> I don't know if anybody even remembers him being a millionaire in the New 52. He, and, and almost a trillionaire. I think a billionaire, actually. Me. He just went through that money like it was water. He was going through. Oh, it was so great. But yeah, overall. Through that money like Wally issue. West when he hit the lottery back in the 80s. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. That's what happens. And he does everything fast. But yeah, you have all this going on. And nothing in this issue infuriated me. In fact, this might be one of the actually, better things the thing of is, these three writers I The thing writers, actually bothered like. me the most was the thing that I came here to see, the Justice League reaction, because even when we have Batman who's talking about things that it's we don't know, nothing. we have Plastic Man being the main focus, which felt weird, and in the background, we just saw the out just thrown out there in one panel with Zatanna. Hey, if you happen to change your mind about this, I can just magic it away. I'm like, well, there goes any ramifications of this, or this mm-hmm. I- the idea that this has to last when Zatanna can just magic it away. Yeah, and and the the weird thing about all this is, you know, you have some people here. You have a John Stewart 
who that uh, an identity that's a big thing for him we saw that in the justice league just the last justice league 40 with a venditti's first issue but here it's it's just like again it's just surface level stuff and when you think about it there's swamp thing he doesn't say anything you have constantine are you out of your bloody head well, what would he care you know what i mean then you have i need to come uh you to come see me privately it's dr fate and we have a new dr fate now so that's a weird deal but does that is it supposed to say at midnight because it says at my night my tower and i'm like all right whatever you don't know how to spell but and maybe i'm missing something there with dr fate but it seemed very odd that deal and then like hawkman i relish your i'm not getting anything from these and it seemed like maybe you were supposed to but at the end you got over that sky tyrant thing there hawkman yeah, it's all yuck, yuck jokes and things like that. That Actually, the only one that I take anything from, actually two, Batman, because we want to know what that means, and Aquaman, who keeps it real. This guy don't fake no funk. He's like, I think it's a bad idea. You should have come and asked me, jerk, and then walks away. You know, the, he doesn't care. Quiet down, but, fish uh, boy. Yeah, really. So you have all that. And I, I liked it enough, though. Like I said, we're going to talk about Superman next. And even with Brian Michael Bendis' specific part, as its own, I like this a lot more than a lot of what we've been getting. But again, it's because this is the Superman Heroes number one. I need one. you to come see it me privately kind of, at midnight, my tower. Yeah, mine says my night. It does not say midnight. That's weird. It says, yeah. Oh, no, no, no look sorry, at yours. You're right. yeah. It does. It, there's yeah. no D in there. You're right. No, there you said no D. My night. I'm looking for OMY. Yeah, no. The only D is the one I'm talking to. And uh, you end up going, <laughs> I met myself, Eric. I hate myself. Why are you myself. talking to yourself? That was, that was a big Why you hitting yourself? That, that's the only people who talk to me. Listen, ow, that hurt. Uh, I yeah, like that. all day. All day I was been told how much of a piece of crap I am. So, right, hey, people how, know how, you. Can you, how can you love yourself then? Uh, so you're going through all this. And yes, it's surface level in my mind. It is kind of cliched. It is the thing. Some of the things are a little deeper with the Batman stuff, but it's kind of what you expect from a one shot yeah. thing like this. And at the end, you do end up fully ending with the idea of what's going on that marisol leone who is now the owner of the daily planet is the leader of the invisible mafia and now it's up to lois and clark to figure out what they're going to do with this information and what the ramifications of that's going to be and the thing that bothers me the most because i want to know what this whole thing was the idea that we're going to find out about who's the leader of the invisible mafia the invisible mafia seems so far left behind and such not a threat for anything we've dealt with in so long that we're going to have and it seems like here luther wants us to take out his big competitor i'm like uh you're just really trying to up this character without any be- like b- background to the whole thing like yeah. without doing you're any just work you're just your saying this and saying oh yeah. this is how what kind of threat she is i'm like i haven't really seen her do much and the thing that gets me is this is a big reveal the bomb the truth but is the going reveal. to ruin our lives the lives yeah. of yeah. Uh, almost everyone yeah. we love really and and then says she owns you know goes fully out with with clark saying she owns the daily planet which is a big thing coming up in a couple issues in Action Comics. Who owns the debt? Well, is it somebody else? And then we it she appears going? out of nowhere and these huge, weird contributions to Star Labs. With all we know about them lately, it even knows, who even knows if she is from this Earth? I'm like, which... What are you doing now? Like no. you've just and taken again, this character, which we really know nothing about, except for that she is the leader of the Invisible Mafia. Now you're just throwing all these wild accusations and, about, and again, about her. Lois is just throwing that out there and what it it seems to be is pointing out that she's from the multiverse maybe naomi's earth whatever it might be you know this earth and that's gonna be what it is 
I mean, do you think she's Naomi's be that? mother? And she is just <laughs> Naomi it out there. Yeah, <laughs> she, that's pretty good. <laughs> she just is throwing this out there. That would just be me and you at work. And I go, you know what? I think Jeff Johns is Italian. Uh, that doesn't mean that he is, but it would what be, uh, you know, all these things. I don't know. Oh. What am I? Ancestry.com? Please. <laughs> so it's just, her th- and you know, that's going to be the case. So you end up with this, which it is a reveal of a mystery that was never a mystery to the reader. We've known here this for information for years. And now I find out, like, put though. the box away. I don't care anymore. It, it's been a year and a half since we've known Leone is the head of the Invisible Mafia. So this reveal to Superman is fine, but it's not going to hit home with us because least, we know I'm this. Sorry, I sit here, I'm like, at least it's going to move some kind of story forward in action comics and do something along the way. Maybe. I just like it. It's like, you know, the whole thing is Leone, it's Leone. She's awful. Star Labs, Other Earth doing things. Here's her picture. Lex Luthor. He's like, no, <laughs> Lex no, is Clark, having time, us take time care time of his out. biggest problem right time now. Oh, yeah, this biggest Lex problem, huh? isn't the, exactly the problem here. We got two problems, okay? I understand. Lex Luthor and just wants to go. No, no, no. He gets blamed for everything. And it it makes it so that is this the setup of, well, I don't know. Is this an enemy that isn't my enemy of my enemy that's an enemy? I don't know. He's getting all confused. Time out. Call Zatanna. I want my identity back. This is nonsense. Put it back. Uh, also, I do like, uh, again, as we've had before, looks like Jimmy's sleeping over <laughs> at the fortress over there in the, the panel. I didn't even see him until now. Uh, you know what? He still hasn't He's heard got of bed sheets. Legs. He's got no bed sheets. That's what he asked before. I guess they don't have pillowcases, Jim. Pillowcases. He has a pillowcase. He don't have no sheets. I guess Kryptonians didn't use sheets. They were against that since they weren't against space travel suddenly. They were against sheets. Uh, but no, no. Laundry. They were against space travel. Then suddenly they weren't. No, no, no. They weren't. That's what I'm saying. Since they're not bad about space travel now, they have to be mad about something. It's sheets. But yeah, he's mad at Lex Luthor. You end up having the invisible mafia and Leone that seemed to be taken care of when we had the identity reveal now become the big bad again. Though it's just we didn't Leone really take care of the last thing we saw of him is that no. when Red Cloud went after Remember, Superman, it seemed like, like it was dissolved. Now we got to go and start a war. It, she seemed it, my in my recollection, she was like, "Okay, it's over." Nope, <laughs> pack the our opposite. bags and get out we of here. We haven't dealt with it for so long, though. Mm. I'm telling you, I thought when the reveal they showed Leone, like, "Pack it up, we're out." Uh, so you have all these things going on, and yeah, it's just a one shot, and I like most of it. So I'm a little more positive about this than a lot of other things. Uh, what did you give it? I ended up giving it a six point nine out of ten because while I thought it was an all right little story for a bunch of vignettes, if you are a fan of Superman and want to see where this whole true thing goes, it's not terrible. It's just it doesn't do enough for what you want out of a story like this, in my mind. Yeah, I'm going 7.5, and it it came down. If this would have come out some other week, maybe I would have been different, but we got that Pennyworth number one, and, uh, you know, this is better served than that, and because you end up at least dealing with what you're supposed to be dealing with, and there are some nice moments. There are some little bit of a more of a deep dive into things like a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that was the best part of the whole thing. That was where, like, a lot of my score hinged on, because a lot of stuff like Mr. McKay in high school and stuff like that, it didn't go anywhere far enough. I didn't mind it. It's just, I think, the didn't really focus on the idea of what we're dealing with here. And I'm like, even and the stuff that I really want to see with the Just League did absolutely nothing. And the reactions felt off and the characters felt yeah. weird. And 
And now we're going to go off to the villains issue. And seriously, I'm telling you right now, we start reading this villains issue and you have a lot of villains who would have opinions and thoughts about this identity reveal. If we focus more on Leone and Red Cloud, I'm going to lose it. You know, because you know these aren't happen, the right? deal. I know. I'm just setting this up. I'm so just waiting for angry. Toy Man to show up because that's I'm all I want to see. setting it up to be – well, he's supposed to start it. But like we always see, it'll probably be just it's a credits open. page yeah. and move on. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm only setting up so I can be awful later, Eric. Is why you I never set it up any other that. time. Mm, yeah, I do with my whole life sets up me being awful. But we're going to move on to the next issue, which, again, it ties into this yeah. uh, because it is what? Superman Eric? number 20, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Ivan Rice, Joe P- Prado, Eau Claire Albert, Alex Sinclair, Jeremiah Skipper, and Dave Sharp. Finally, we're given some ramifications to the reveal of Superman's identity, but for some reason, it solely has to do with the events of Unity Day, where Superman says he would speak for Earth. How would anyone know about this? Well, it seems that someone secretly filmed the Superman speech on Thanagar and then emailed the video to the Daily Star, who now has a bone to pick with Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Elsewhere, Superman's getting his butt handed to him by Mongol, which means that everyone has lost respect for our hero in the universe. Yeah, and I I don't know. They sent that space email. (laughs) I guess, and they were taking photos, and that the big uh, mystery is who would have sent that. We think that it would be well. It's still the the idea. I'm telling you, for what we're dealing with now, and just the idea, like who knows who if Leone's of this earth or this planet? Is it Leone who just happened to be there? Who might be actually just be a Derlin or some nonsense? I don't know. Daxamite. I think it was Mongol. It was Mongol. Just hanging out there. Nobody recognized the Mongol hanging out. You have this whole deal going on and this big fight with Mongol. And the problem that everybody seems to be having as well as me and you is that you have shown Mongol to be a real easy Brian you know, Michael deal. Bendis can't be, help showing Mongol and Superman fighting for all these little weird things That's he wants to do he in the background. Superman has never had a problem because we've never heard of him having a problem in anything that Brian Michael Bendis does here because it's always taken care of. Now Why is Superman, he always fighting poor Mongol? I mean, not say poor it's Mongol. It's Mongol's that fault do. that they're always fighting. But uh, – Poor Superman. But the thing is, now the Superman, he'll hit Mongo with as hard as he can because you always know Superman to be holding back because he is afraid of his true power and actually doing real damage. Here we see that Superman is going to use his full power, doesn't even phase Mongo. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing here, Brian Michael Bendis, because you just really made Mongo OP and made our, you nerfed the hell out of our hero. He nerfed him. That's what he did. And that's the thing is we've seen Superman take care of him in this run so many times. Every other alien species we have here with the Dominators, the, like the uh, Thanagarians, the freaking Tamara- Tamaranians. I'm like, nobody here can do anything, even with the super strong Kryptonian, with the power of the yellow sun. Nobody has a chance here. And on top of it, I'm actually really mad because for some reason they keep screwing up of who who because they keep talking about Thanagarian as a freaking Tamaranian here. I'm like, Yo, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah, yeah, it's messing it up. And so with this, there are two separate stories going on. On Earth, you end up having the Daily Star trying to figure out how they can quite compete. Which is my favorite part of the book. I don't like it that much, only because it's pretty much a one-page story that is drawn out to 15 pages or so, as well as the Mongol deal. The Mongol story is just, oh no, we have this United Nations of Space and it's just starting. And so if anything happens, yet, so well, and if anything happens, it's going to dissolve. 
involved. Superman getting his butt kicked should have no ramifications at all to whether or not we don't respect these people this guy stick anymore. Around. His idea of a united planet not on our watch, but, and that doesn't make any sense for what they're doing. Look, you don't know the law of the universe, Jim. Who's ever well, the strongest gets to dictate how the universe well, works. And here's the thing, though, is with the things going on on Earth, I think that's all that's going to be pushed throughout this is the idea. Earth doesn't want Superman. Okay, well, United Planets, we're done. Because they're pushing it here. He's getting his butt kicked. They're going to dissolve. Ah, let's go home. Ah, I didn't want to. Anyway. That, Even though dying. they're saying this, this would have been great. They're saying, well, now if Superman ends up looking like crap because, oh, Earth doesn't even want him. Eh, let's pack it up. Let's go. And it just I, I don't need that story. And the story with the, you know, the Daily Star, it's fine enough, but it could have been told in three pages. I actually don't it think goes it goes on, on all that much. And on and on just to reveal it's it's page after page after page, and all of them are spread pages with it. They talk so much about, well, what are we going to do now? Anybody hear a Green Lantern? Oh, he always Look, says that all I the time. Happy. Okay, what do you think? I'm, I'm eating my sandwich. I'm going through. I'm looking at it now. I'm going through page after page. The idea that the ramification is an intergalactic video being emailed to the Daily Star. It's the most ridiculous thing. Where the, now they're just mad that they think that Superman's going to try to become king of the universe. It's the worst part of this whole thing with everybody sitting around and talking like Bethany Snow, people that have worked no. with Clark Kent and Lois Lane who once worked for the Daily Star. I like seeing this Bethany. This all works from the idea that, you know, yes, we're mad because this guy is not a great reporter, but he wants to say that Clark Kent was cheating because he had superpowers the whole time. We have Bethany Snow talking about she watched Superman catch a plane out of the sky that was going to land on top of him, kill all these people in Metropolis. And the whole thing was like, and no. you know what? I checked oh, now. That's a good, Clark Kent that's the good part. That story. I did that story. And like, that's the whole thing is like- no. This part, like the idea that where people are going to sit there and talk about what it means for a Clark Kent Superman, I like this. But as soon as we go to, you've got mail, and we have a video being taken during Unity Day on Thanagar, and it's this, this on the idea that no. I will speak for Earth in these matters, and then everybody who is in their mind about this, I'm like, well, I'm done now, because you just really took the ramification oh, is what mind. you're dealing with in Unity Day. So it's not even something new that's going to come from this. It's something that we've already dealt with, and now we're going to go back and deal with that, because you want to make this story more important than it was, because it seemed like it was out of nowhere just to tie into the Legion of Superheroes and Superboy joining that whole thing. So you've got to really force this idea that this is yeah. more important than just a throw-in story back then. Now we've got to throw the story in here. No, it's a double throw-in story is what it is. It's double dipping again. <laughs> and with that double dip, again, like I said, you end up having this whole deal now. One of the stories that he wants to deal with is Superman wants to be truthful. He's going to tell his identity. But he hasn't told the whole truth. And it's one of those, eh, even the one person's like, well, we can't get to space. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want no stinking alien representing <laughs> us. Well, nobody cares the about guy, them space stories. The guy has saved the planet over and over and over. But I know that some people would get upset about it. Some people would. But where I end up really shaking my head. I know that you like it. And I like the concept, but not how it's played out. Mm -hmm. Is while this is all going on, you see a shadowy figure in the oh, background no. with, her, with her arms crossed. Ominous. And they're like, listen here, since that Clark Kent came out, you know, we know all about him, all these things, Mr. Smallville. We're going to get him and we're going to do all this. What do you have to say, Lana? Well, I say that I was his best friend. Uh, the guy didn't know this. The minute that Clark came out and said, I'm Clark Kent from Smallville, you would have had this guy go right to Lana. You better get on that story right now. There would be no hiding in the shadows of what's going on. They have an in one of the 
the biggest ins that the planet doesn't have. The Daily Planet, can, they have lines. They have. I don't know. Of, Do you go she, around and work and tell people who your childhood fr- friends are? How about that they would have had background checks for her to get hired? You would have where she was from and where she lived and what she has done. Some of her background Look, checks and I things like that would have been that. I've watched the Man of Steel, Jim. Where did Clark Kent go to college to go and then mm. and just work for the he biggest newspaper in the world? He was a drifter. Uh, university. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's so close and drank beers. You end up here. That was my biggest problem with that. Well, one. No, the whole thing like, is, so like, you saw that this is the part that I really like. I like that they reference like Lana, Lana Lang being there. working for the Daily Star because that is last where we left her during the Superwoman series where she was doing this. But I don't like the whole thing is where she is standing there like she's she going like she's going to she's pissed off everything. and she's going to freaking be like the person to write this whole expose on who the real yeah. Clark Kent is. I just don't like the idea. This would have been her already. Him. We used to yeah. be best friends. Like he used to be best friends. Like what, she would have. What is this chip about on your shoulder? Before. And what is going on in the background well, of this news agency? Oh, there are I'm TVs everywhere. We have Lana Lang on the Daily Star, but we have a towel in there. We have Batman versus Deathstroke. Like, what's we have happening? The, we, we have Young Justice flying around. <laughs> what might even be the multiverse? You, you end up having all these things, and then who is Clark Kent? On the he's Superman, and also Lana. I'm telling you, they would have known this. Now, I'm in like, my don't mind, ruin Lana, don't make her in into my a bad mind, guy. Oh no, because I love Lana, and the thing about Lana is, I know what's going on, and I have a chip on my shoulder because even with this Lois Lane style haircut, Clark won't talk to me anymore. And that hair is weird, and also she was weird. super. She was Superwoman, but that got kind of taken. That away, got probably. reborn. We would think a lot of things that are well, up in the Tom air, but Keaton that was get his powers, but if somehow that reborn Lana Lang I know what's going on because I was superwoman, <laughs> but no you don't make it seem, and again this is going to be one of those, I hope that it seems very nefarious here, and it ends up that it's kind of nothing like that but she's just going to use that to get on the he daily used to planet. be my best friend. Oh my, let's sit down and interview Lana Lang. Clark Kent is the nicest, most beautiful yeah. man I've ever known in my life. He He's never so done anything great. wrong and everybody should love him. The end. Well, again, there is the idea. There are, <laughs> <laughs> there's the door. You, you get the, and actually, yeah, um, you know, I grew up with him. He's my best friend. Oh man, is it weird that you now know he's Superman? Oh, oh, I, I knew that all. <gasps> I mean, I, you didn't give us a story. Get out of here. Because she could have broke it all this time. But no, the idea, just the idea that they have no idea of this. And they're they're just desperately searching for what angle they can go with. And yet they have his best friend growing up on staff. It's there for the reveal there. But the thing I At do one of like these quotes, is I want somebody to like, you know, go to Lucy Lane and make sure that she's okay, that nobody's taking out retribution on her for Superman being the like the husband of her sister. Nobody cares. Oh, Lucy, Lucy she, she's she's a vampire again. And so you have this too. I want them to sit around. They're like, what are we going to do? We have a newspaper. We have to run. We're going to do this. What's the plan? Well, we should probably get rid of the newspaper because nobody reads them anymore. Let's do some other things. But as they're going, I do like. What they're doing, the concept is they have Clark Kent Superman on staff. You can't beat that. You can't. There's no way we can. But we have Daily a different Planet angle. wins. We we have a different angle. We have the angle. What we are, we're the common man and woman and everybody that is We're the newspaper where Superman this. used to work for. Yeah, and we're also – but we're the, the <laughs> everybody. You, yes. We're on the streets. We're the ones who can go with this reaction. It just seems to me that they should have said, do you ever hear about J. Jonah Jameson, what he did with Spider-Man back in the day? I'm writing now the Wrong flying podcast, buddy. menace. The menace is what he Wrong is. Podcast, and I'm, I'm surprised you don't go with that. 
is the idea. We'll just say he's bad, but I think that's what we're going to have. George Taylor <laughs> would never do day. that. Uh, Jorge Taylor may, because we now have the video of the Unity Day, which is supposed to be the greatest thing, and the twist is now it's going to be. I used will speak for Earth in these matters. It's going to play on repeat on a big screen in Metropolis. Yeah. I will speak for Earth in these matters. I will speak for Earth in these matters. King yeah. Superman, flying I mean, menace. Yeah, when are we going to end up next issue where we have people protesting? Go home, Superman. I oh, have you no And then home. on the end, oh, you don't have a home, but this isn't yours. Get the hell out. Right? There you Put go. Up you a this. Wall. No aliens for us. Da, da, da. I'm trying to think of a, a catchy slogan, right? You're not Superman. How about that? That'd be pretty good. You protest. <laughs> da, 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 da. And as this is going on, you see, unfortunately, that the Days of the United Planets you, uh, seem to be in big trouble here, anyway. I think it's the most interesting part of the story because in the background, the rest of the story we get is Superman getting the crap kicked out of him by Mongol. We have freaking uh, like Tamaranian forces come in with like warships blasting away and nothing is really coming of anything about, about this fight except for Mongol wedding and everybody saying the hell with Superman. Yeah. I hope that what happens is Lois, uh, or not Lois, Lana, what she ends up doing is basically like, you know, I have my story, and she's just highest bidder. She's going to, you know, blackmail just, everyone for a story. I just want Miranda to talk about what, what's going on with the freaking, you know, like uh, the ghost sector and Tamaran. Like, where's nah. he hanging out at now? Yeah, he's not hanging nowhere. He's at the edge of time. It's, but yeah, I'm telling you, I think he wants the United Planets to stand because he needs somebody to help him out right now. Now, Mongol is the big, you know, no federation. I hate it. I'm going to punch Superman out. And I get, you know, pretty much have been beaten the crap out of. I've been his whipping boy for this whole run. But now he's not going to do anything. And you do have a slight little thing that leads to that. Just the idea of Superman saying he doesn't sleep. But the thing is, that doesn't make him tired. No. And so I'm like, are you getting that he's tired? Because I mean, he I know never how sleeps. So when he does sleep, he'll he sleep a long it. time. <laughs> yeah, Shut he up. gets not. I love that that's all just to be a clever moment of Mongol knocking Superman out, ridiculous, and then, man, when I actually get knocked out by somebody, I take advantage of it. It's what I told you at the one point when I heard about telemarketers. You never like this story, but telemarketers call, and if you end up having a line that stays open, they could just pretend they're still talking and actually relax for a little. That's what it seems when he gets knocked out. He can he can dream, and he you know he doesn't have nightmares. We saw in Doomsday Clock, though, but everybody's seeing what's going on here. And my Andrew Young out, Superman, you have brought this uh, madness on us. You have made your yeah. enemies ours. No, and and this is the thing. This actually goes well into the what's happening in Boston with Wonder Woman, but these. Enemies of Superman being brought to the United Planets. First off, that's why you have a United Planets yeah. is so that you can place the Borg guys attack. Off. Yeah, really, the Borg are bad. I mean, they have the spherical machine that they ride. Spherical? And stuff. Yeah, that's what happens. And the Quarkians, those guys are crazy. They got like bad you. ears. And so when you have this, plus, I mean, really, those sand people. Remember when Kirk fought them? Oh my! And you you go in this, and that's what you have this. United Federation for that's no why more. it's around but because Mongol comes and goes how dare you I, I think that he's just mad they didn't invite him he, he's very sensitive that Mongol and world, yeah, war you're, you're world. not gonna not have exactly this a planet. Stuff. Well, they don't want War World in because every time you say it, you mess it up because it's a thing. To, it's a tough thing to say the all rural the time. Jerk. Rural 
sure, sure. <laughs> and so he's mad, but then you end up seeing as a twist and a twist of a turn that the United Planets, they are together. If they just have one man who can step no, up no. and say, no, no. let's fight. They are going to kill Mongol and Superman if they have the chance right here, right now. Well, they're all going to do it. But yeah, all of a sudden you have the craziest things show up and now you're going to have to fallen have- United. Yeah, I, I really, you're fallen united. <laughs> united was two minutes. And so I think this will be Superman stepping in front of Mongol and saying, if you're going to take down Mongol, you're taking down me as well. Fire at will. Don't they do end it, up Superman. And they're both dead. But I think Mongol's that he, a jerk. he's going to step up and show that Superman is always there for everyone. And this will be why they continue you out again, the United Planet. He wants to sleep. Go to sleep is what he wants. And then you go with Lois and she's like, I think I'm going to dress up. And go out well, for she's a, hot a dog. She's a celebrity. She's going to go out. Yeah. She's in Chicago at the Drake Hotel. She's going to put on a wig to go out and grab she's something. She's one of those celebrities that sits there and bitches and moans about the paparazzi and stuff. She loves Mark every Adam single has to go minute around of a wheelchair. He goes out hoping Damn the people right, don't recognize him. Yeah, he loves it. And you have her tapping away. Tap, I, I saw tap, that on the internet. I can't verify yeah, if that's true or not. Yeah, we don't want to. That, that's, <laughs> that seems like it'd be something you'd get shade thrown at you for that. But you end up where she wants to go get a hot dog. She ends up yelling, Smallville, you on the planet? I mean, she can't even, you know, do anything, but he's not. So she's going to go out. She puts on her wig, and that's where Bethany Snow shows ambushes up. Ambushes her Bethany, outside of her hotel room. She is the ambush lady, and I like Bethany Snow. I am Bethany Snow, Daily Star. Question, who died and made your husband king of the earth? <laughs> and is that the real reason he has decided to come forward with this truth after all this time? And do you want to be in our king next of what who now? wore it better? And that's what she's going to be. Who wore it better, Jimmy or Lois? But yeah, she's like, the what now? What, what? She has no idea. And is this going to then be, you know, Lois like, you got to fill me in on stuff. I'm going to get ambushed by the Bethany Snows. But yeah, she didn't even get to go Channel out and have 52 hot dog. News. Remember her doing that? Yeah, I loved it. Back of the you 52 know, books. Ambush bug, ambush bug would always show up <laughs> the calendar with man. stupid reports. Yeah, Calendar Man, they had all their different guys. Uh, I think Weather Wizard may have even been the Weatherman or something. It was kind of fun. I don't uh, think but that's yeah, the case. You have, it would be in mine. You have to be continued. And so, yeah, of course it will be. I don't know why you have to put that. What do we think this was the end? Please. But yeah, what did you give this? I ended up giving it a 5.5 out of 10 because while I thought the art was pretty good all the way around, except for, I, mean, I say all the way around, I didn't like the manga stuff because it was a really weird like washed yeah, out look and the whole thing and then they, deal, but I they kept messing up who the like the like myander was and the whole back and forth with dialogue so it wasn't great that part tony the thing that i actually liked the most about this was that like you said it went on too long the part at I the daily star before the video dropped and the idea that lana lang is still there a little bit of continuity there a little bit of flavor that i enjoyed it's just yeah. overall the ramifications going to unity really upset me at the end because i'm like i'm looking for new things like don't go back to something that we already did to say that this is why he He's wrong because it's the most because ridiculous that's why thing. He was great we, before. We had a it, it's video. We had a video from Thanagar that was sent to the Daily Star of like, stop it, just stop it. Now do well, something with Toy Man yeah. or the Parasite or just somebody. Give me a Superman villain on Earth that makes sense that wants to get after Clark Kent and Superman just because they hate his guts. Yeah, and I do remember though. I think that we did make the joke uh, when Superman did say. I'm the one who's going to speak for us. I think that we did say, yeah, that's a little weird there, Superman. All right, so Kryptonian, it, calm down. It does make sense. And yeah, it is going it's just a different angle. The thing is that we're going, the idea is we have this short video with Superman saying something out of context that's going to drive the entire narrative for this whole well, thing out of ridiculous thing. Well, isn't that what Brian Michael Bendis trying to show us that that's what people usually do? <gasps> oh, I mean, my. The way, this is the, social commentary. The reason I don't 10. like it as much, it's because you end up... <laughs> 
now showing the thing that you wanted to show before as the greatest thing ever now being the worst thing ever. And I want new stories just because when you said about the identity reveal, it had all these stories going. No, it just had the continuation of the stories you were pushing before so far, but we'll see. And, and, so and we the- keep doing the continuation. Now we're going to push Leone as the big bad again. We've got to push Un- Unity Day because we didn't do enough with that because we freaking did all this other stuff. My Move on, please. Yeah, I'm Move telling on. you, that, that villain's issue is going to be heavy Red Cloud and Leone, and you it's going it. to drive me you nuts. Stop it. It's going to drive – and the, the Invisible Mafia, the only thing that we really liked about it was the concept of not saying How one words. operates in Metropolis. And it was a clever idea that we never went that way behind. With. That's way behind now and, and all that. Even going on, it's just nonsense. But uh, in this one – It was yeah, two years I, ago. I'm telling you, I'm so, looking at Superman number 20 yeah. right now. It's like 20. Like It's a monthly series. So it's almost two years ago that we started getting the invisible mafia over an action comics I'm like stop it never just did anything on. with it and then just pushed it again but uh in this issue i i think a lot of the things were just what bendis usually does he has two stories that he's going to tell he really could have told them in eight pages and he extends it to 20 and it ends up especially the mongol you're right the mongol stuff really does just keep going and going and the big thing the big thing going forward is the i'm the king of earth thing that's the just thing then i go like mongo as a villain but we never oh, do anything do too, he's just a, he's just punches superman all yeah. the time that's all he really does and and just from that we've had that a couple issues now and just for the big thing oh the king of superman to go then and just extended scene of superman and mongo punching each other with characters that a lot of people don't even know the characters going, oh, we're out of here. Don't I'm even going know. Freaking Bettis doesn't know. He's getting their names off. wrong here. Well, that's what I'm saying. But most people don't really know or care about those individual characters. Well, I can't they say that. No I know. I'm you, here's, a, here's a random Dominator. I don't know who that well, is. Well, that's what I'm saying. But a lot of people don't even know what the Dominators are. So he's throwing these in as if it's like, look at me. I know all these things. Get some wrong. But really, they don't hit anyway. You end up thinking, what a bunch of jerks. I mean, one thing goes wrong and they're they're skedaddling. And uh, yeah, it just was extended. But I I thought the Bendis speak and all that in this was that idea of the whole Daily Star getting together. And, you know, I I didn't need to see them going with the back and forth about, you know how, you know, Tommy boy over there is and stuff. Just get to the point of the deal. He can't sell stuff very well. I saw that movie. He can't. He just takes no for an answer and he goes. But, yeah, I think still I'm going to go 5-5. Uh, I like the art for the most so part. And it. yeah, I do like the idea that I, I think I'm being a little more negative, though. I just still oh. like it as a 5-5. Five, five. And uh, I just like some of the ideas there. It's just they took too long. But we're going to go to the next book and the final book of this section, which is The Flash number 88. And I don't know if you know this, Eric, but we're starting a new story. So that things. means we have to forget about everything else that came before, Aww. except the stuff that we're reminded of from before, but it's kind of twisted. Yeah. But it's going to make sense Joshua so that why we, you know, Barry didn't remember his year one and steadfast had to make sure that he remembered this thing that was somehow mixed up into a puzzle piece that was never explained, right? We're going to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, no. Oh. No, we're not going to deal with that. We're not going to deal with that. Plus, I think that this story ends up lessening what I thought was going to be a big story. But we'll see. It's it's only the first issue and not dump. much happens. So it's written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. We start a new story in Flash. And while I've been waiting to see who this crisis has been since the crisis, end of the Flash everybody. War, he is now called Paradox. Oh. And we get his origin story here. I think that the concept is cool, but the scope seems smaller than what I originally envisioned the character to be. And there 
are a few things that could have been better used to set up this story. Still, I will remain cautiously optimistic and hope Williamson can nail this story by giving us more information than he usually does. And so you do get an origin. You do see. And when you saw this crisis was in the 25th century, you saw the, the, end cell. Of the, the epilogue it, of the 50th issue of the Flash uh, War. And it was Flash War. It was yeah. that big oversized issue. So you see this and it looked like this crisis. I mean, this was going to be something that would be able to rival, you know, Thanos. Johnny, I, and, uh, I, I you know, thought it was the character from Stanley's Just and, Imagine, the thing that the justly came yeah. together, the crisis like aspect of the story was the character, the villain that they all had to fight was called Crisis. I'm like, all right, it's going to be this weird multiversal thing where Crisis yeah. has been locked up ever since this weird story in the 25th century of Primer. I'm like, I thought it was going to be, there's a lot of crazy things you can do here, but it's an established character. Just to go from issue 50 to 88 here and just like, oh, no, it's not crisis on that. It's Even though it says inmate crisis, it's now yeah. paradox. Yeah, and it's paradox and what I thought because – you see crisis and even then you know you even read it to me last night while we were recording other stuff and it's like you know this was a thing that was going to come and get flash and in my mind this was a bigger scope than just year one this was a villain that the flat even all the flashes but specifically barry has created because of all the times that you know flashpoint changing things going forward year one all these things where he twists and turns and changes the speed force going through time and space and not even just Flash, but this was a thing that, in my mind, has grown bigger and bigger each time these things well, happen. Even the Flash and when he changed the future, it even broke time yeah. travel, and like the like Commander exactly. Cole was all upset because he couldn't get back, and he didn't even know if he had a future to get back to, if it would be the same thing Ned for how they changed the timeline. Yeah, and so in my mind, and they do throw out there the idea of the Speed Force being broken as a thing here. But what I thought was there was this huge thing, and and when we when it would be revealed, this would be like I said, this would be a dark side of the Flash. This would be a doomsday just this huge menace that was fully created because of all these things going on and then when they broke the barrier of the speed force somehow that cracked the deal and he was able to escape or get out at that point but it ends up just being a guy who just happened to be a conspiracy theorist who was right a conspiracy and then theorist, ended up scientist like you know yeah. like almost like amateur scientist With no at home. setup really and he's on the idea are we alone superman's you know rocket gotham haunted he's on the case he has a, a map of the multiverse even before he even finds out and then you know or that's after he's kind of get it yeah. but still even so it's when Flash gets hit by the lightning that it is that same moment that he sees the multiverse and then it's all kind of ties well, into thing. that it year one. Weird. Time was so much bigger than I had hoped. It was like I was witnessing the hand of God pull back the curtains of the multiverse. But the problem is we are shown the multiverse in this thing. When Barry gets hit by the lightning in his year one story where he first to like jump into the human version of Paradox here, Chris – he is, he is, for some reason, with the machine setup he has in his one bedroom in his apartment, he is able to see the multiverse and understand how big the multiverse, the universe, and all that other stuff is. But for some reason, it feels weird because he just keeps talking about the multiverse, but we're really dealing with timelines and stuff like that. I don't know yeah. how one really is about the other because I don't know because yeah, the he's idea just of mixing the paradox, them up together. Exactly. The multiverse and the, like, you know, time itself keep getting yeah, thrown paradox, together in a yeah. weird way here. And I don't think they should really work out this way because we're not dealing mostly with the multiverse, but it seems like all his powers are based on the idea that of him witnessing this multiverse when yeah. Barry was struck by lightning during and his year yeah, one story. So- you're waiting for the paradox that would have created him, but instead it's just the creation of Flash, which opened up his well, eyes. Like, he actually saw the like, that deal. that one moment, I could feel the power of our time stream flow through. I'm like, why? Yeah. 
And and so you, you'll have this a lot, even with Godspeed, who ends up at the end. Uh, first off, you end up with Joshua Williamson. All of his things always seem to go from the moment that Barry got his pet, because that's how Godspeed, he was there. I mean, he all of a sudden out of nowhere, he was his best friend back in the day. And you had that. This is where he ends up being affected by the lightning strike as well, which then throws him out of time and space into this side dimension of the speed force multi-timeline, whatever it is. And he's there with a couple other people. No, he's no, like, no. You're talking about when he ends up fighting the turtle and the yeah, whole idea yeah. of like... I'm saying just at that point, I still don't get the idea where he just is angry and it just doesn't hit well, for me with is, what's going on. Well, I'm saying I'd be angry too for some reason if I got thrown into a weird I side just, dimension that doesn't do anything but makes you into a monster. But like the whole thing is when we have to deal with the idea where we go then. Why and, is he mad at the turtle? It's, he's just mad at Flash. Well, that's the thing I, is I'm trying to understand the whole idea because now that we're going to throw in all this time travel stuff into this, it's going to get so convoluted. And so I'm going to tell you, just reading this and thinking about what we had before, my head started hurting, even though I usually like time travel. But the problem is yeah. when you deal with stuff, you have to be really precise or it does get really convoluted because now that he has been shown the multiverse, he has this innate kind of power inside him. So when the Flash was going after the turtle, he was going to break the loop that the future Barry, I'm sorry, already talking about it, it's going to get yeah. stupid. The future Barry told you, you have to keep this thing in a looper. We could create a paradox. And our, first, our year one Barry realized, I can't keep doing this. I have to move on. He realized running through the multiverse that he could actually take everybody with him except for the turtle and future Barry into the future and leave their powers behind. So everything at the end of that, we had future turtle and future Barry disappear because he had broken yeah. the loop and changed the timeline at that moment. For some reason, down the line, he would forget about all of this, which has never been explained. But when this happened... Our Paradox character, he yeah. was left behind as well and he thrown into behind. a side time dimension where a few people were sucked in as well, which I still don't understand why these people he were sucked in as well. He says it was just because they were in the vicinity but of him and you right see them behind. Family. I'm saying though, his family right was right there. Family. Why weren't his family there? Why didn't his family get sucked in? He was closer to his family. You see the people behind. But yeah, he was there with his people family. Behind. Yeah, when he's there and they're looking at Flash Punch the turtle there's two people right behind his his what it would be his right shoulder watching the one looks like joey from friends just watching there and then you end up having him be sucked away because of that connection that he had from when you had the first storm and so you end up with all of this but it also mirrors a little of that new 52 story where people were trapped in the speed force at one oh, yeah, point the, the, including the savage Iris. Ran of the speed force not even had. that before that we started <laughs> off where everybody got sucked into the speed force and disappeared and they ended up being the 21 or whatever that were sucked in it's very similar to that as well and so he's there and now we just get him in the side realm saying oh we weren't the only ones you see some spaceships and he's building his lab and I'm to talking, try to I do things. I don't know things. what this thing is all of a sudden we we have floaty pieces of like earth this like platforms all around this empty void of space this sh- lightning shooting all over the place to the point where they are not the first people to explore outside of this whole thing even though they're being slightly turned into monsters that's the longer they've been in here but they end up finding pieces of machinery where chris then is able to remake a new lab and he tells everybody look it wasn't the flash of this to you it was because of me if you want real answers yeah, about what's happening to us i need you to touch this lightning rod which then as soon as he says that gets struck I'm by t- lightning i'm telling you don't touch disappear. the rod I was yelling, don't do it. You know, and then, yeah. Look how huge this giant thing is he made. I'm like, the thing is, I know you have some pieces of like machinery here from like weird spaceships or something, whoever of trying to like, you know, pierce this dimension. That's the worst part of it is you have to say, how do you get one man here to build this 
80 foot spire. Slave labor. These other three, they were involved. But yeah, the only reason you have, I wasn't the only one who must have come here. That's only to get the things from their spaceships to make the stuff. Uh, and as it's going on, even he's the, the only one with he the goes connection. Around, it's such a weird idea because he talks about while he was in this, he felt the timeline change constantly. Yeah. And it hurt him all this different time, even though later he would have to go back here because he said it wouldn't hurt him here. But the whole yeah. idea is he sees the Flash's timeline go throughout. He realizes, oh, this is all the Flash's fault. I got to stop the Flash. It's like, this is one of the parts that, you know, gets him to really start hating the Flash. But the idea, like, where are we? Because how many times has the timeline changed since he's been here? Is this the new 52 here one thing? Or like, is it like, you know, has this gone Super back to the- born? That's the thing is, I'm, I'm just wondering, how many times has the timeline changed wow. since this new year one that's been giving to us? Is this like, you know- Yeah, because what's weird about it, I think what you're saying is, going to year one, you're assuming year one is just the, our continuity yeah. now, the new 52, but it's almost like it's playing like year one was a year after the original, you know, Barry, and, and, that's and the that thing would is, mean is you'd the cross whole barriers where, and Exactly, stuff. is that the thing is, because even where I'm looking at here, we have Crisis on Infinite Earths, Barry, dissipating yeah. here on the one thing. We have the one where he looks like he broke the, you know, Eobart Thawne's neck back in yep. the day. And well, so what like, happened is, is Eric, once you get in this one? land, you end up seeing things from before as well. It just, yeah, it's, it's a little But even convoluted. having the future Barry come back at the end of last issue and say, oh, we messed up with the loop because we should, we created a paradox. That Barry was disappeared because you rewrote the timeline. How would he come back and know about yeah. this whole thing? And, the whole, and like, this is I the know thing. this is a future Barry, but who would have the same memory? as a Barry at this point, but coming back in time, you know about changing the future and yeah. all the stuff. You know it's a bad idea because you've already lived through Flashpoint. You know not to do this and it just seems very weird for everything and we're dealing with. And it is weird. And with Especially this, based on a story that Barry for some reason forgot all about until a guy with the Steel well, Force was able to show him his past. I'm like, and that's you're why, just doing a lot of weird stuff in this saying yeah. this, this makes sense. Here it is. Well, that's why I wanted it to be crisis. Like I said yeah. earlier, that's my whole thing of a guy who did witness all of these changes, not somebody that you're setting up from your rebirth year one story that would have been contained in one continuity. It seems now we also have Barry and Wally remembering some things as well. But still, if you add that, because I think pretty much is what happens is this paradox and knowing all this stuff is going to be the reason why Jay Garrick does come back in right. that Flash 750 ending the deal. And so what's going on? Because you're not spelling out, hey, now that I'm here, I could yeah, he is in a state of change. He sees the manipulation, but a lot of this stuff would have been pre just all gets missed. Well, that's know, what I'm wondering. Like, we up. have this Flash year one. I'm like, now is this the new Flash year one that was also created, or is this an original idea where this is the original Again, of all the Flashes, why... all the Barry Allens, where then we went through a timeline here yeah. where everything was changed to crises, freaking zero hours, Flash well, points, here's all the thing. different things. This is why I think that you're dead on at the beginning. I should have hit the uh, uh, take, Eric, that the idea that when Barry gets hit by lightning and you end up having him see the multiverse, it should have been more of a timeline. He should have seen the open timeline. Don't deal multiverse. There's no reason to have a multiverse. Even if you want to give him strange hyper time power. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's no reason that you need this guy to know there was an Earth 3. You don't need him to know Gotham by Gaslight. That's what I'm saying. All you needed him to do, I had a vision. And he's going with, I see the stream flow through me at time. But you're pushing it as the multiverse, including having him redraw the multiversal map. Just go with the idea. I see timelines. I realize that the Flash that I know as the hero, this is only one iteration of them. There's been others. They've been this. There's been that. And all this going on, it would have been better served. I think that that's what he means. I think that he 100% means that. But uh, tying it into 
to that map and all the things, it seemed to get a little out of the realm of what we're dealing with because I would have rather have had a guy not just, you know, hanging out in Central City, Barry goes by and bumps into no him. No matter I what you're going to do, that. the Speed Force, Hyper Time, the Multiverse, no matter what, it's all going to be confusing. But when you add it all together, there is not a chance that anybody's going to know what you're talking about for the most no, part and or the, any of that's going to make any sense. About this, I will tell you that he does something here, though, because I'm still excited about it, though there really wasn't a paradox. You, you end up with some things going on. It feels big. It feels real big. It feels like this could, and and the, that's the problem I have. It feels like he's not going as big. If you have a crisis, now we're dealing with stuff that could lead into 5G. We're talking about opening up the timeline. That's going to be what happens in that issue 750. Really make it clear. This is some of the things that are starting. Joshua Williamson is involved in the 5G stuff. You are setting up things for a change. Make it clear. Make it more precise. Make it so that it makes sense all the way around with who you use what you do so then people could be reading this and saying i kind of am seeing a picture of what we're going to be dealing with i like this oh my this is good because without me knowing the solicit that jay garrick is coming back in 750 i would never think that's what this would no. lead to because this guy so also explain impulse coming back so this guy is just sitting there looking through things he can do more than you think he can at points than he can he's building towers but well, he's also looking is, in on his family he, and he's he, mad when he comes back to visit his family, coming back to his own time. You know, he's been gone for all these years. Now he comes back, but now he's a, a monster because of this freaking the whatever this this universe he existed and in. And they seem to not really remember him. And I look, you're not going to remember your daddy. He's a gigantic monster man coming through a freaking Here's portal. The thing they're drawing pictures of things before you start off with the idea. Just imagine that it's like, hey, uh, the kids in school were playing the time travels game, and you know what our son said? Our son said that if you create a paradox, it might kill you. The parents got mad why are they mad this is pretty much just you know parents 101 of anything, time Jim. travel oh your son said that somebody could die in the time travel well, uh, the teacher talked uh, your son like our son he went and drew a picture scared some other children like what is wrong with these other children yeah, yeah it's made crayons you, this is what happens nowadays eric hopefully his chalk drawings don't come to life but yeah you better not let him in your lab again ah and and with this you want to have the concept that he's a good guy before he goes off to be Paradox, and he is kind of when he gets hit by Barry, and Barry's a jerk. He, he, Barry know, it seems thought, like he's always secluding himself in his room doing a podcast or something. Well, not that's really what dealing I'm saying. People. Then you don't because you set it up where you think that Barry's filming the video for the Verve walking down the, the road hitting everybody, and hey, that guy needed a good word. Then you go just to show that he's pretty much me with podcast. He's a neglective father. Heard it all day, Eric. And you end up there where he's Only not today? a good guy. Well, mostly today. Oh. I mean, it, it, it came to another head today. Uh, the idea that, and the, the oh, you, you care more about the podcast than this. <laughs> I'm like, the podcast doesn't punch me in the face. You end up there where he's always up doing things and he's, you know, and then he gets separated through this, but then he's long. Oh my, I wish I was eating those pancakes right there. Shows you the family's in big trouble eating pancakes for dinner. Eric, there, there's trouble. It's, it's delicious. It's fun. Yeah, it's a cheap meal. The thing that I I love is just as a thing they always do set that commemorative place for the dad with the pancakes he ain't coming why are there four plates or is that the one to serve later but it also has another drink with it with no chair they don't even have a chair for those other pancakes so ridiculous i wish they would have just shown up oh pancakes and they're for you daddy 
But maybe, yeah, maybe that's just where they're putting the pancakes in case you want more. No, but there's another glass of juice too. It seems. How do you know the that's one not the mother's? Juice is the mom's, and while the mom's across the deal, I don't know. It just seems like another place setting for the pancakes, each with two. But yeah, they're they're eating the pancakes. It, it's like uh, you know the knight who hasn't been born yet. Right there, he gets the pancakes. I wish he would have come back and like, there he is, Dad. Come on, have pancakes. I can't eat pancakes. I'm a monster. But he goes, and they don't barely recognize they don't recognize him but they also seem they like it's going to be spelled out something he's a doomsday looking guy like, with a giant red cloak he says please it's me chris your father no your chris is chris is what not yours not chris a monster is a, a love child i didn't tell you uh just stay away from my family with this going on and it just seems like maybe he's wiped out of it but they still have the kids so you're dealing with a lot I, of I weird think stuff i think he just disappeared and they don't remember their father being a giant monster man they're saying is he's wiped out of the thing because he even said he was out of time even before and had you know he knew this but then he just jumps through the portal it was my mistake never go back and he just jumps through lands in the future where he comes into the future as if he's upset he wants well, he's to a giant kind of monster do man thing. he's been uh, like you know contained by the police of the well, 25th yeah. century well, he wipes him away with an energy blast and then he has to see that the flash yeah. is still celebrated in the 25th century which makes him go over the edge but now he has to deal over with the, the renegades and the reverse flash you the know who's guy, a hero at this point the guy shows up and says i've come here for a second chance the police surround him and try to figure out you're under arrest by the order of the time institute he has time traveled and he goes wait i don't want to and then blast the hell out of him. And now all of a sudden, oh, Flash is big here. I'm going to become a villain and starts. Where's the second chance that he had two minutes ago? And then he just freaks out. He doesn't even give it any sort of chance. He freaks out and then sees that reverse Flash is the leader of this whole you know deal that we saw. Before. The renegades. Commander Cold, all the renegades there. And he's like, oh, looks like somebody's stepping up to join and that the was Rogue's one of those things, gallery. though, in the end of the Flash number 50 in that epilogue thing, the idea that the Iron Heights of the 25th century is a prison that reverse flash built before he went evil and its only inmate was at that point crisis but now renamed paradox and he was he just broke out after the force barrier was destroyed time travel was broken and the rest of the renegades was going to try to stop him but they were wiped out just like the rest of these cops these time institute cops were at that point so this is you know before all that obviously when reverse flash is still a good guy and wants to be the flash of the 25th century before he loses his mind and like i said i don't mind some of this but just the idea that he arrives in the 25th century Entry, wanting a second chance you you might suppose well, that maybe you could do somebody, that just don't show up looking like a monster well, somebody it, it still wouldn't matter he's just shown up out of nowhere the police come to see what's going on and he blasts them it seems accidentally and then just says because joshua williamson never wants to explain things suddenly in the future i had powers and i blasted them huh i think that i could use this to be uh, you know the big shot and take what i wanted and that just leads right away to the rogues and reverse flash coming and arresting him that is how we ended up seeing him in that flash 50 and then you also see that he has escaped because they broke the speed force barrier all that stuff and he's talking and telling his story to godspeed saying that this is great we're gonna go and we're gonna show that flash is a monster and yeah so it does feel big i am still gonna be optimistic about it because if it does end up being something that we can go on i'll be happy because i want a flash story that i can get behind 
fine. But these flash stories always end up with things not fully being explained. Again, he just had powers because he was in the 25th century and put his hands up. That'll never be explained. And him doing all this will just be wiped around later. I want to go back. I didn't realize what happened with August Hart, though, this Godspeed, because why would he have been – in that universe that exists outside of time where Paradox was, because once Paradox got broke out of Iron Heights in the 25th century, he said he went back to his own realm to like, you know, locked away from the change of time that hurt him so bad, even though he said it hurt him before. But, and that's where August Hart says, where you found me? Exactly. Yeah. And now we see your Flash's connection to the Speed Force and the whole thing. I'm like, why was August Hart there? And why does he not look like a monster man? Yeah, is this, well, he had a, I don't know, he had more of a connection? I don't know. But yeah, you're saying, you just pointed out something else. He went back to where he was out of space and time with his, you know, shabbily built Hall of Justice, it seems, and, you know, hanging out there. And that's that's where August was hanging out, but why? And he, August just seems to disappear at random times. I thought he just ran away after the grill, Grodd stuff. that's what I'm saying. He usually just runs away, just like when Mina just disappeared, and then, you know, you figure it out later. But yeah, why was August in there? We'll so I want to go back and check that. Maybe I missed something before that is explained, but I did not have a chance to go back and well, look at it. I don't it remember there explained, anything. Though. The problem would be is you're going to have to give us a little shout out to when that was because it was so long ago. You you should show that or even have an editor's note and you don't. So it's just going to be something you have to have them meet. And that's where they met. And the way we go, it, it just continues the idea of throwing concepts without ever explaining stuff just to get to the next point. And that'd be fine if you end up having ramifications in the story. But all these stories end up being stop, boom, reset, rewash, go to the next one. Uh, And just like the, you know, Captain Cold, City of Cold, that just kind of got boom. We don't need that anymore. We'll go back to something here and there. So, yeah. And you end up having Avery and Wallace end up disappearing in the last issue. They went back to China, went back with the friends. But this is something that I'd like them to be involved with as well, because this should be a bigger thing than just a Barry. This is a flash thing. And I wish that you would get more and maybe we will have them. But it seemed like they were kind of put on the uh, bench to not be involved anyway, but you end up getting August again and, you know, Paradox, that's Paradox just as a clever name to say because of time travel and changes, but what would you give this? I think I'd end up giving this a 6 out of 10 because while I'm not the biggest fan of Howard Porter's art, I think he, I think he did a fine I job like here, yeah, I'm a fan and of. it's just that the story itself i'm telling you i'm excited to see where it goes because you will have a big villain going after barry and i'm like you know i want to see where it goes because i want a big story at this point to actually hopefully go somewhere but the the info dump aspect of this origin tale was too much it contradicted itself here and there it left me wondering what was going on and why things are happening and things just seem to be completely changed for the little bit of things that he actually set up previously in other issues so it's just it's a mixed bag where i am excited to see where it goes but i don't think this was the best strongest way to introduce the character of paradox and even even with the idea you end up paradox was created when you know a flash didn't want to create a paradox and if you're just going to do that you don't he goes a little too far all you need to do is have somebody where because of a time change he's separated from his family and he never existed something like that that then leads to him being angry but they do a little too much he does a little too much that then doesn't really make sense by the end fully what you're trying to deal with so that's what confused me a bit um but yeah i'm gonna go six five i like the art i'm a howard porter fan 
fan, so I did like the art. And I like the overall idea of Barry Allen's always being accused of, you know, changing time and things and messing up and doing stuff on his own deal. Everybody, they always bring it up. You have Wally talking about it all the time, even in Flash Forward. He's a murderer, Uh, Jim. I learned, well, he is. He's murdering that track. Uh, But you end up where that is a cool concept to have a villain and Again, they want to make it a villain like a Batman, a villain he created. And yet it's just a little off to the side of really making sense in the overall scheme and why he would be mad at the Flash fully. Uh, seems to be misguided since he we, we saw he was a piece of crap before. He should thank Barry. I, I realized, well, yeah, he ignored his family. He didn't he even said that. Was, I mean, the only he thing that he research. did good. Yeah, he was a conspiracy theorist. He was shown the multiverse. It doesn't matter that he was right. He was this nonsense guy, even before where he ends like up he's those dog I, people if, in his if backyard I think that the whole idea is like you know the paranormal there and if i actually get to see a ghost live there listen, i'm gonna spend a lot of my listen, time going and yeah, trying to replicate but that that's the thing too he does seem also to be involved in that before anyway because he was up there when he got electrocuted but you end up where it'd be like you you have chess she loves you it'd be like you're there and on a friday night you go out and you decide to go ghost hunting that uh-huh. doesn't show any love of her i mean that's okay. really like the <laughs> Deal, but you're home all the time. Where's your love? Yeah, you're I am. Well, like, exactly. What I'm saying though is, is he's a piece of crap. He ends up, and you're you're skewing it by showing as a nice guy to a Barry Allen walking around, but then he just like goes in. They're like, "Up, oh, it's raining." Playtime's over. Eh, I don't want anything to you. I'm going to go upstairs in my lab and try to figure things out. Yeah, which he was supposed to help check. They said he's gone. But yeah, I just and it just didn't hit with me as much as others because I was told by a bunch of people that they love this. And I just think it's more the same of this big opening. And we have that idea going, especially right now, especially in this podcast, of the idea of starting something so big that we think it's going to be the most important thing going on at that point. It's going to show us things that we need to know. It's going to take us forward into this new realm of the Golden Age of Comics. And then at the end, it just stops and it's done and we move on or you have a non-ending like we usually do but we'll see how that ends up being but right now we're going to go off to the first section of mail yo it's mail call it's mail with Jim hallelujah it's mail with Jim oh yeah it's mail with Jim hallelujah it's mail with Jim amen it's mail with Jim hallelujah it's mail with Jim amen let's hear Yes, it is Mail with Jim and Eric, though Dancing Mike says not. And we have one mail in this first mail section. But if you want to be part of the mail, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Wolf Cipher did last week. Right. But we had already done recording. Uh, I ended up getting this mail late on a Saturday night, and we had already Ooh. finished up recording because, late if you remember, we didn't have a lot to do uh, last week. So we ended up uh, finishing slightly earlier than usual. And you I'm usually have to get the mail in before say eight o'clock on a saturday or we're already you know in the nitty-gritty uh but here it is it's not one that is necessarily you know time dated or anything so it all makes sense still and you have dearest jarek and shaw warner and the rest of the dcfu poop poop 
F you. Is what you have there. You hear me, Jim? I do. Uh, he starts up with a spoil, neglect, and kill. A little <sighs> variation of the F Mary Kill spoil, game. Spoil, neglect, and kill. Spoil, neglect, kill for me. It's Ethan, Logan, and Rafe, oh. and I think that that's easy. I kill Ethan, I kill Logan, and I kill Rafe. There, there you go. <laughs> and let's not stop there. Alex and Zach are in my crosshairs as well. Oh, but no. if I really had to do this at the moment, I would spoil Logan because he's the only one who really does anything with me and talks to me. I would neglect Ethan as I do normally, and I'd kill Rafe because he's driving me insane. Every time I try to record, he just screams and yells and screams and yells and screams obscenities and things like that, and it's it's killing me. But the next one is an F. Mary kill for you, and he has cigarettes, Burger King, or Skeletor. Why would you do this? Well, that's what he wants you to know. What are you going to F, marry, or kill? All right, well, right away, you got to F, you know, cigarettes, because what goes better than a cigarette after a good old F in, am I right? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm not a smoker, but I might agree. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to marry Burger King, because why Why wouldn't I want to be the Burger Queen in this relationship? Yeah. I'm going to be that's a one of my dreams. royalty at this point, and I would uh, kill Skeletor, because obviously the guy's a failure. I don't need to have this in my life. He I'm does. constantly he coming is. home to somebody who's like, meh, and like, you didn't mm. do shit today, did you, Skeletor? No. No. <laughs> How about if the cigarettes turned into a vape? Would you still end up effing the vape? Oh, there's some right? magic land you're living in? The magic yeah, is turned into a vape? That's a lot right. of people are changing gym. off from cigarettes to vape. I, what what happened if the throw cigarettes are, are always giving you the epic burn, right? And <laughs> then he's just killing you. And, and then says, Jim, if each of your sons were Batman villains, which villain would they be and why? I'm just going to go with the three that you mentioned because... Alex and Zach are not living here anymore and out of sight, out of mind, right? That's how I go. Sure. Uh, but you end up, Ethan, Ethan would probably be, I don't know, he'd be two-faced because he's always lying about stuff and he's always talking crap like about me behind my back, right? <laughs> Logan actually would be the Riddler uh, only because I get, I don't know why. It's just he's always coming up with nonsense and stuff like that. Like that. And Rafe would be the Joker because he thinks he's funny and then he just yells and screams and stuff. So there just you go. Just ends up ruining everybody's day. It. Yeah, just ruins everything. And right now, everybody in this house, which in this house at the moment, because you can hear it right now. I'll pause a second and let you hear. Yeah, you heard nothing because Rafe isn't here. He's over at his girlfriend's, but he's pissing off Tanya at the moment because he won't return her text. She's supposed to go pick him up earlier. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I have one little snack that two things actually that I can have. I have fruit juice, 100% fruit juice that I can have. No sugar added there. Grape juice. This is my one of the things that I can have that has sugar. I can have a little teeny bit of it. I'm on the whole 30 diet. This is a treat that I can have. He has a million drinks that I buy him. He has iced tea, soda, all this. Nope, he has to drink all of my grape juice. Then I also could have, say, a salami. Eric, a salami. And I don't eat it a lot, but I could have it on the diet. But I don't, you know, go. But it is a nice little thing that I can have separately when I get sick of chicken breast and fish. So today uh, in the afternoon, I'm like, I'm going to have a piece of that salami that I've told Rafe about and also hidden so that he doesn't get it, and I went down and got it, and he ate it all, and then just leaves the wrapper 
ton, a whole ton of the salam just did, laying there. Did you hit like him? it's laughing. I mean, he wasn't here. He had oh. already left. He I, went to his gun. Uh, I know I'm him? not allowed oh. to do that or else I would not be living here. I've been told that if I do any of that, I will get, yeah, really, with the uh, child support for five kids or at least three here, yeah, that that wouldn't be worth it. I'd be in big trouble. I know this podcast would end that minute because there's no way I wouldn't be able to, I'd have to get a second job. They'd be done. All, the empire that we know is this punk, and they all come crashing down. And now he says, uh, look, this is the most DC I'll probably bring up in this mail. I haven't read anything from DC since Batman 86. Me either. It was fine. 86 is not that yeah. much behind. But About a month behind. I think King has killed my interest in the character, and if Bendis is going to be the next architect of DC's direction going into this DC Wi-Fi or 5Ds or whatever the F it's called, I guess it's a good thing I've been playing a lot more video games lately. Oh, are you a little old for video games? Not that I've stopped reading comics entirely. That was a blood sport deal. Hey, I know what a little young for full contact karate. Aren't you a little old to be talking crap, you asshole? There you go. Here's my current oh my curse. Here's my current poll list for Marvel. Eric, you interested in this? The Marvel you, you Am always I get upset. yours or Wolf Ciphers? This is Wolf Ciphers. Ah, uh, maybe then. Poll list, really. Uh Venom, Scream, Daredevil, Immortal Hulk, Amazing Spider Man, and Miles Morales Spider Man. Sounds like a solid How poll right there. About that. Do you like what you're hearing? I don't Do know about you Scream. Like is that a title? Uh, yes, that I, is. I, I, I actually that think that's more of a. It's one of the uh, Carnage deal tie-ins. Uh, I thought uh, it was like you know. Do you like watching scary movies? No, nobody likes that, Eric. You're the only one. I don't like scream. that. That's your favorite what are you movie. Talking about? You told I don't me like scream. You said I love those scream movies. I cannot get enough of them. And you said you would physically fight people who who thought differently. The next one involves a sound effect as well that I have anymore. because here's Wolf Cipher. Here's my Pull list from DC. <laughs> there is none, Eric. Ooh. There is none. Uh, and That's bad I, just want, right there. I just want to bring something up. I had that cricket sound effect for that all this time. Never once used it on you. You better appreciate that because that's something that things. I will do. That and you know, so do you, jerk. You make it I seem sound like effects. you're the victim, aren't you? No, the sound effect is stupid voice. And here's my miscellaneous poll list. He also is reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Your Turtles. Stupid, hurtful, and Spawn. Voice. And Spawn. Eric, he's reading those too. And this may be my shortest email yet, but I haven't sent you guys one since episode 250. And I wanted to chime in. Was, that was like three weeks ago, the way we were recording. And uh, he wants to chime in in 2020 with a long overdue one. Too bad nothing on the DC front has happened to entice me to write into you guys before now. And I know Eric has reservations if i start talking about marvel i do now let's start talking about marvel i recently got the uh, disney plus app i originally used the free trial for a week but only watch one movie one day and just let the subscription renew permanently on its own a la tanya with everything she does last week i finally watched captain marvel up until this point a lot of people have crapped on this movie giving me the impression more so that they have issues with brie larson feminism etc than the impression that it's a bland movie now i'm not saying anybody who didn't like this movie falls into that category as if the movie features an insufferable mary sue it is what it is but in this recent culture of everything being overly pc enforced there will always be that hard pushback so i couldn't tell if it was negative opinion or for other reasons i'm surprised myself because he liked it he liked the captain marvel movie i saw some of it like what i saw 
I saw like three scenes, and I'm really I didn't even see all of those. But Logan liked it. Uh, Kyle Carol Danvers, did, did he? Brie Larson's can never do wrong, never failness in this movie wasn't as heavy handed as some people made it out to be. Yes, there is some of that in this film, but it wasn't enough to distract from the enjoyment. And I went into this expecting maybe even wanting to hate it. I followed this film up with Age of Ultron and Civil War just for craps and giggles, and I've watched these films before. But I'm just a sucker for the MCU Scarlet Witcher, and I wanted to see her in act she own and then says prior to this i've been reading my usual share of comics i'm really wishing donny kate's venom was twice a, a month book i don't know why not enough know the marvel there. stuff here but we get the no no not just because it's so good i need more of it it's good enough but because i feel like i'm going through the motions or he's going through the motions with this venom island arc and after solicits revealed it continues up until 24 He's going on now. I, I don't want to upset him, but I may end up saving the rest of this for the Marvel podcast because we don't really get a lot of mail over there. But should I keep reading or should I uh, push it over? I play with micromasters. You do what you got to do. Daredevil has been killing it, he says. And when I saw a reviewer on the Marvel site gave the latest issue a 9.9 out of 10, he cried foul. Who would ever give it a 9.9 out of 10? No one at either the Fresh Start crew or the Get Bent crew ever gives a book a practically perfect score. Eric would be rolling over in his grave as a fat ass had the room in the coffin. (laughs) Or if he was dead. Oh, no, it's 2020. I can't fat shame Eric anymore. I hope this doesn't get out of the Twitter mob. I'm supposed to be an ally. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, what are you and Eric McDouble Patty with cheese thoughts on BoJack Horseman? I don't watch it. I've never seen it. Uh, this is something I that is that way like over it. my It's deal. just not something that I've ever found myself interested in. It's funny, we got it. this email and I saw like six tweets this week about it. It's always something that I wanted to watch. Uh, in in the deal, though, it's funny because people will be like, holy crap, they really, I always get it mixed up with that Brickleberry. That's how good I am at watching stuff. For it's really hard to upsell. He says he, it's hard to upsell the show. To my uh, dumb co-workers, you describe it as a cartoon strike one, starring animal people strike two in a very sharp, well-written exploration, albeit exaggerated of celebrity Whatever, life man. You can sell and the consequences on of one's actions, be it from lame or fame or from a horrible crappy upbringing and that they are generally heavy emotional episodes and episodes that go into dark places okay but maybe wait it out until episode five since it doesn't hit its stride until later in season one. I'm out then, Eric, because I always have to start from the beginning and then oh, yeah. I, I bail. Yeah, it's like Parks and Rec. I ended up getting to where you said it was really good and then I had enough. I ended up <laughs> losing interest. And the first episodes Dumb. don't do the show Justice Strike 3. Have you guys been watching? And if not, I beg you two to do so. I am actually going to watch an episode after this. I hope Who that maybe that? I will. Uh, after we're done recording that, I'll give it a shot. I was going to try before now. Uh, is, is it 10 minutes won't. long? Is it 10 minutes long? Because then I could deal. It ended and the last episode of the final season was the most stressful episode to watch, wondering how things would end. So I'll I'll give it a shot. I always heard that it was good. I just never watched it. Uh, That's all I got. Maybe I'd write in more if I had some DC comics I could stand to read. Maybe if I had some sexy, erotic things to share, uh, you'd hear from me more often. We do get that here. Some of us don't live the penthouse magazine lifestyle that Neil's does. But maybe I should I kill myself. Thought, yeah, I, I always, always thought, thought these letters, letters were bullcrap. <laughs> I never thought this would happen to me, but I decided to call up Eric one night and listen to what happened. Cough, cough, cough. Excuse Why don't you me. Call me up. 
kill my self-esteem problems because I don't know anybody else. And I'm calling <laughs> you up. I mean, I'm sending you a link to get to the software oh, okay. and stop comparing my lifestyles to others. I'm sorry. I snapped Niels. And I also don't know why I had a coughing fit just then and why I typed my coughing into this mail. So that is the mail from Wolf Cypher. Thank you. Hey, Wolf. Eric got to play with his GoBots over there. Yeah, really. So we're going to end up now going back to the books. Eric, and here we are to talk some more books. You ready? I'm you ready, ready for man. this? All right. We have tons of books this My week. Ready. And oh, I'm I love ready. every one of them. I love it, Eric. I just like that song. I'm just going to fake this funk. I'm going to fake the funk all the way to the bank, oh, baby. Me too. I love that Cha-ching. song, too. Oh, you jerk. Oh. How dare you? How Is that dare what we're doing? No, that's not what we were doing. We're talking about the books now. I'm not throwing shade at myself. What do you think this is? What do you think this is, real life? (laughs) This is the pretend life of the podcast. We have uh, three books in this section, and it's a weird one. I thought that you would uh, like the switch-up of The Flash suddenly speeding its way into that first section. You think that's what I like? Yes, no. you do. Obviously, not your close. All right. Huh? What else do we have to yell at each other about? Huh? Not that hairdo. What's wrong with my hairdo? Oh, my. 2018 called, and they want their hairdo back, Eric. That's so long ago <laughs> there, like that boomer. <laughs> yes, you ended up wanting to slice her throat, no, I heard. No, I would yeah, never you say told that. me that. That's that a is a line. terroristic threat, and you are in big oh, trouble, yes. Eric. You are in big trouble now. Uh, we have a bunch of books. And yes, uh, Flash ended up jumping, hurtling itself into the first section. Uh, I don't know why. Just no. because I wanted to. Mainly, it wasn't, it was almost like addition by subtraction, possibly, because the first book that we're going to talk about here is Batman and the Outsiders. Normally, a Batman book usually has a little bit of a ticket, you know, to get to the front row. They're going to sit in the front row of the Knicks. Right. While Flash, unfortunately, he's in the second row. And that's not really fair. Flash is a huge character, but you know how it is. You have Batman the Outsiders here. It should be sitting next to Howard Stern, right? In the front row of the next, but it's not. Okay. It's in it's in the fifth row with Eric Shea. Probably facing right. the other way. I'm in the fifth you don't row. know anything about bad. Do you know anything about basketball? Is that one of your sports that's your jam? I can know it- some things. Is the biggest or longest uh, game that you've ever watched of basketball in Space Jam? <laughs> is, is it that, that Man, one? Space that really Jam. made me think I could play some basketball after watching yeah, that. I'm like, very oh my. Yes, you're like, I think I want to be a I'm Looney a tall, Tunes fella. basketball player. Well, you, you said to me, well, you are. I might That's be able to pull this off. 
you you are six five. I am four three. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm five. It'll go eight. Oh, yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling tall today. I'm five eight. I still think that on. I I still think I could make the NBA before you. I've seen your hook shot. Oh my, it is not great. But I've never and seen you, yours. Yeah, I know because I don't. You would never do it. It's a stealth shot, Eric. I, the thing is, I've seen you try to, you know, sky hook things of tape. Uh-huh. That's that's nonsense. That's why, why so even fun. try? Yeah, it's it's fun for me too. I laugh every time. I mean, I, I'm laughing it up. But we're going to start with Batman and the Outsiders, number ten, and it, it is a odd issue in the fact that I think this should have been the number one or close to it. I, this is obviously the story that was coming out of Detective Comics. We we ended up in that one during Brian Hill's run. We ended up kind of getting a detour during the year of the villain, and I think that maybe it's one of those. Hey, Brian. You did your job. You ended up doing this. You're the villain. We have this 5G coming up. Eh, just go tell your That's story. That's the thing. It's That's jumping into it this seems. whole thing. We're at issue number 10 now, and everything we've dealt with seems like it's on the back burner because nothing, none of it ma- seems to matter anymore. We're on to a new story. I'm no. Like, what, what, how did we finish the last story? And and the thing about it is is that you have spelled it out every review. It's like a broken record uh-huh. sometimes is the idea. Y- you never could figure out what Raish's tie in this year of the villain really, really was. I don't know. I thought he wanted to. He wanted to be a sexy self and maybe get some Grecian formula just for men. You know, get rid of that the silver. No, no, that's distinguished, Jim. That is, that is distinguished. Well, it's his look, but it's written by Brian Hill, art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini. It makes him look exactly alike. And Clayton Kells, with the year of the villain over, Brian Hill seems to be able to go back to the story that probably was going to start this book off. I can't say that I was blown away by anything here. And unfortunately, Dexter Soy's art, which usually is a given, takes a bit of an odd downswing as well. But the cliffhanger sets up a pretty cool fight for next issue. I told you, I, I didn't even know what to say about this issue in a blurb. Because you didn't even talk about Alpha, Jim. Alpha. No, I didn't talk about Alpha, did Alpha because I'm like, Alpha? Uh, nowhere. Because the thing is, you are in the 10th issue. It does, if you were reading Brian Hill's Detective Comics run, it dealt a lot with karma, but it also dealt with and ended with this idea of Markovia, the whole gun running Martina, yeah, Dementiva, even you know, hinting at Dracula's Eric the vampires, vampires. all that stuff with Markovia. So when you went to go into this book, tech that's being sold on the black market. Yeah. And that was the big thing. If you remember, you did end up with Katana showing up in the detective comics and they had a big giant globe with all these glowing little dots, little dots going, this is all the tech that has been captured. Again, stuff coming out of no justice is what it was coming out of. And yeah. And so there was all this tech, all around the world, all around the world, same song, Eric. And you have it there. And that was the push. That was supposed to be where you were going to. And we actually thought, here we go again. It's another one of these books that it's going to be a scavenger hunt. When we get to it, you're going to go to this city, get that tech. Almost what we thought back and kind of a little before. But the Batwoman book was supposed to start as yeah. a monster men type deal and then got away from that as well. We got to hunt but down so, the monster formula. Yeah, yeah. So in this, you ended up, but then okay, we well. lost in the lost year with the Yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. And, and again, this got lost in a year of the villain. And Markovia, you know, Martina, all these things have big connections with the outside. There's the classic outside. Like so it looks like, yeah, and stuff like yeah that. all this stuff. So it ended up 
being a cool little deal. We were going to have the book. We thought Batgirl was going to be in this book. You kind of assumed everybody that was in that little tiny run, that little arc of Brian Hills in Detective was going to just carry over. Well, well, it, it ended up being delayed. Well, it ended up being delayed and delayed a lot. Uh, in fact, at points seemed like it was canceled. And this was not a delay because of, oh, Brian Hill's behind. Oh, Dexter Soy can't keep up. Something changed. They announced it. They said there is story elements that have to be changed to get this book out. Eventually it did come out and it was really, you know, going with a weird deal with, you know, Sophia, all these things being thrown in and not really pushing well, this the we're dealing with right now the idea that we had Rachel Goha develop this arc program yeah. to create metahumans for his own design. Like whether it be the League of Assassins, he wants a better like you know soldier at this point, a better ninja. This is a cool part to go back to Karma now and freaking you know Markovia. Yeah. Mike, it's like a just, reset. It just kind of undercut everything that we're yeah. just doing right now, and, which and was actually own- could have been cool if we ever went anywhere with it. And that's the thing. You're right. I, I hate to admit it. I never I really mean, do, but you away. are. Put that on the whiteboard right. right now because the idea that we left Markovia behind, the tech, all that stuff kind of got left behind. But to get a Raish al Ghul, almost like a Superman theory type of thing where he's creating these superpower meta people that he's collecting them, all this stuff seemed very cool. And you never got past. The idea that Sophia's parents were killed and now she has powers. You never really went past that. So as you go on and you add this in where we're going to get back to the Markovia deal – you end up like, how can you end that? Like you well, said, how Sophia? can you end this? She was yeah, just how- in the back cave and now she's still yeah. down there. We don't know what know. she's going to do no. going forward. And and how do you end this without ending the actual story? And he tries. Brian Hill is trying. He's trying to get Rachel Ghoul to now be involved with something bigger, something different. And it is he's going to steal it this world-ending tech. tech. Yeah, and I, I can only imagine that if we didn't have Year of the Villain, we could have ended up at this point anyway. But it would have been a lot different. We would have had you know Markovia, all the stuff going on, even Caliber. If you had it at that point, leading up to a part where maybe they'd have to join forces against somebody else but in this it's just out of nowhere you have to drop this info this is an exposition drop in this issue where bruce ends up going to alpha and just gets info and then in the the, his his journalist for hire his journalist and even when you get through that she you end up how brian hill wants you to not think that again batman was duped not knowing anything so she gives him info and says why do I think that you already know this? And I, I think he's like, be quiet. The reader will hear you. You're just here to tell them, you idiot, shut your mouth. Because that's all it is. She's there to tell us info. It's an exposition drop. It's done in a kind of okay way, but it's out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere, Bruce Wayne has this reporter show up. Tell me everything you've been looking into. And it seems also throughout this issue, you can imagine Brian Hill, who did say at one point, remember when he said that he goes around the house and he talks like Batman when he wants to write Batman? Batman does have some big lines, like big sounding lines. Like, I want to be like you, Batman. No, you'll never, you know, all these things. And I can imagine Brian Hill going around and saying it, but it doesn't play out very well. You start off with Sophia. She must be telling the girders and the the pillars in the Batcave a plan because she's beating the Nobody crap out of Nobody remembers that. Yeah, I do. Everybody remembers that. So she is just down. And this is why we said you cannot leave her on her own 
in the Batcave. She is just wrecking house wherever she is, beating the crap out of things. And then Batman has to, he can't just show up. And this seems like they have put her somewhere else as well. And when she show, when Batman shows up. And it's a weird place that she's in because you want to think it's still the Batcave, but there's like weird chandeliers. No, there's it weird. There's like- chandeliers. You have stained glass. So I think that he is in, she is in, and it may be something that we're not getting completely through it, that she's in like an abandoned church or something like that, that they've hold her up and which i think is just as bad because now she's not protected but she can hold her own against a pillar i mean really but batman he's coming back to gotham from being in metropolis with dealing with the stuff with black lightning and all that so he comes back the guy can't use the front door she is beating the crap out of everything in this and he shows up on the chandelier we need to have a conversation you can't just come in the front door you can't just go to her and say whoa 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 Calm down, you know, whatever. He has to make this grand entrance jump down. Look, just using a door like you. I mean, just read how ridiculous. Yeah, really, like <laughs> poor old me who just uses a door and say, Hey, why are you upset? You know, what, what's going on? He's all of a sudden just appears on the chandelier. He jumps down and says, Listen, I couldn't protect your parents, but I promised them I would protect you. I'm like, What was that? You were supposed to protect everybody, but, uh, you know, the world doesn't know you. This is your out. Finally, I have a kid got some powers wants to i i don't want you to get in the game you can get out of here let's just make you disappear and never do this she does not want that she wants to be a somebody like him and says i don't it's know who to trust that. no she like i don't know who who to trust she she just the be guy so behind the mask yeah and then this is the thing when you end up having batman it's like of my two faces this is the one you should trust i'm telling you these are the big lines and he's like you're gonna judge me as a broken girl and I just wanted Batman to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you see Cass? She's a wreck. I mean, really, I have been judging her all along. I, I don't have judgment left after judging her. Uh, but no, she. I would think that at this point, especially that they would have had developed a connection between her and Cass. It would be very quick. But all you needed to do was have Cass and Duke end up watching her in the back cave while they, they went ha- off. They haven't even interacted. The whole thing yeah, that we had that's, Duke I, you and Cass go to though. Metropolis, there was no reason for them to go there. If they no, heard, so why the didn't is, they? I don't think they wanted to put them in danger because we don't know what Sophia is capable of at this I point guess. and whether or not she's still brainwashed but by race. again, Raish. Cass is pretty – you forget in this book really how badass Cass is. But the thing is, very similar – uh, you know, between the two characters. In fact, this is one of the problems I have with a lot of the art in this is a lot of characters look exactly the same and similar. But I so think Katana that Cass and, Cass and her, yeah, yeah, so much alike. Especially but I, when they're I sharing wish, the same scene. Oh, like, my God. All right, who's talking here? Here's the thing. The only way I could tell the difference when they were talking half the time was the color of their shirts. Uh, but I think that that would have been a good play. You have Sophia. She thinks she's broken. She was taken by Ray. She did some mind whammies on her. It's pretty much how Cass grew up. And actually could have been uh, you know a voice of reason or you could add the opposite where her and duke are so mad and want to do things they go off i think that would have been better served than just her beating up things in an old you know church or something because it doesn't matter anyway because duke and Cass are really just ping-ponging around throughout this and that's where you end up getting katana showing up and saying hey we you know black Jefferson. lightning, we yeah, have black to lightning find never him. returned from the, the you know the outsiders group's not really working out as if people no. keep going away and disappearing and then you get this thing where you know cass yeah all right not cass uh katana says you know he didn't come back and duke says do you think it was Rachel Gould? and then i'm gonna cast assume all is race i'm like 
Yes. All right. I, it's, I, mean, I agree it's because just, that's yeah. the person we're dealing with right now. Good on <laughs> you, Cass. That's the only villain. He's like, that's the only one we know. It just seemed weird. Like, everything. Look, we have has... Ishmael, we have Shiva, and we have Rachel Gul. Ishmael and Shiva have been working for Rachel Gul. So they worked for Rachel. I'm just Raish. saying. It's like, oh, man. And the Gotham Knights, they lost at the end. I don't know how they did it. Assume all is racial. All right, you're fixing games now. I got you. I'm going with you. Uh, the One thing about it is, is that it's just, it's it's right. I mean, that's the, like you said, there's no other villain going on here. It just felt weird for just cast to say that. And they're like, wise. That's what Katana says. Word, word up. You know, I'm down with that. Uh, but they're just there and it's, you know, let's go. Then Duke has to throw in the, oh, look, Katana, you're in charge now. I'm like, here, here we go. Finally, though, you know, Katana, my father, Katana. Katana just says, Katana just says, no, no, we're not the army. There's no ranks. Look, I offer clarity. Is, one of ours has gone missing. Can we please just go find her yeah. stop standing around and talking about point. it? She's like, I offer clarity if you're willing to take it. And then Duke and Cass look at each other. Clarity sounds good right about now. What does that mean? In, in all of what's going on, what is she actually? saying like you said I would agree. Yeah. clarity would be good right about now because i don't know what's yeah. going on in the background what race's end game is so i agree clarity would be good right now you didn't realize they, there's this new character clarity that they're gonna superman power level power they're gonna do it. yeah yeah really Claritin is good about right now but yeah the whole thing is they're sitting around yapping back and forth where they think that jefferson is in very big danger here at least you know is getting himself into trouble and they're just talking about clarity just talking but the thing about this is as you go through this there's nothing wrong with the dialogue per se there's nothing really wrong with this issue except in my mind you don't do much but the thing that gets me is everything is this weird little teeny bit of forced direction into where like nothing seems natural it all seems like brian hill is on a deadline he's got to get people where they have to go he's got to give us information so instead of it naturally progressing in a issue you end up with elf you end up with, you know, racist all. All right, let's go. All these things. I want to be you, Batman. No, I'll never let you be me. It's all this forced nature that gets me. But yeah, you end up with this alpha. The, well, the weirdest you know. part about this whole thing is that alpha is breaking down pretty much everything that's been going on in the background with uh, like Dementia and like, you know, Carmen yeah. and stuff like that, the Brainiac technology. And the idea that, you know, uh, Dementia Tiva has this doomsday weapon that like she like yeah. she's liquidated all her stuff. She sold everything to Caliber, it seems like, except for this one thing. And that Rachel Ghoul apparently wants this thing, but it's a weird thing. She does not have it anymore. No. That's what Alpha tells Bruce. Yeah. But when we go over to Cambodia where Shiva and Black Lightning are, they are watching, you know, uh, Martina here. There's a whole thing. Yeah. It's almost like they're just like spying on her at this whole luncheon place in Cambodia. But the thing is, she's uh, like uh Shiva tells Black Lightning that, you know, Raish has taken weaponry from her that he intends to use on the world. And the whole yeah. thing is like, but she doesn't have it. So why would we then send like yeah. you know, Raish's and, goon and squad and actually murder her in this whole thing if she doesn't have it? But she, I, I, Raish wants to weird. use this stuff to end the world. You know, like, and it's – yeah. I, I agree. It's a weird, it's a weird focus. Now, just for everybody, if, if you didn't know, Martina's the one who sold Karma the, the mask. mask yes. That that was the, our main connection to get to her, even in the detective comics through here. Karma's mask was actually this alien tech that they ended up, he got that for this. Now, the thing is, when you're talking and, and it's going about this with Shiva and Jefferson, in my mind, didn't you not think that possibly Martina was there 
on not on her own volition. And these guys were re- I thought that she was being held captive and they were kind of going through the motions and they had to break. But what it ends up being and the only thing I can figure out is that they somehow know, but not spelling out, which is terrible. The idea that this tech needs Martina's guidance to use racial be coming back for it, but it seems like there's no reason or they have to know about the tech to shut it down well, it's a weird it thing doesn't for the play idea out that well she said she would not sell it but alpha tells bruce that she doesn't have it anymore like she is yeah. in my mind to put it in safekeeping but the idea that race would then go and have her murdered because he wants to keep the plan to himself i'm not sure like does race yeah. have this whole thing that like and that's why she doesn't have it anymore it just didn't feel like it was exactly spelled out yeah, clearly in my mind for what the end game no. was and if it is something they have to get Martina so that they can, you know, that would be a, a, a big thing to grab her so they know what the tech is because they're not spelling it out, but also how to disarm it, whatever, that'd be fine. But I think that at this point, you could maybe approach her and offer her money, things like that, and not put knives through guys' heads because she seems to be on the wrong end of race as well. The you could go is, to her and say. I don't even know what her deal is anymore because I she seems know. to be on the run because she was in Markovia. Now she's in Cambodia. She's out and about, though. We have Shiva and Black lightning go after shiva throws a knife through one of the bodyguards next black lightning takes up the car that she tries to escape and one of the bodyguards yeah. is pinned down there she just shoots the bodyguard head saying yeah. i need better bodyguards like, yeah i don't that's where i was confused when she, yeah. when she was trying to get away i thought like she's just running because she has to run and these guys were guards, you know, keeping her under control and whatever. Like, even and, at the end, though, but like, they were uh, bodyguards. When, she, when they go, actually, you know, uh, when uh, Martina then go, like crawls away towards the beach here in Black Lightning and yeah. Shiva catch up to her, it's like, what did Rachel go take from you? Tell us and you'll survive. Yeah. I'm like, Rachel Gould, that's the thing, is Caliber works for Rachel Gould. Caliber bought all of Martina's stuff from the alien tech, yeah. but then, like, you know, Elfa's saying that she doesn't have this anymore. Almost like it's not like Rachel took it. It's like she put it away I, for yeah. safety because she and would maybe not let anybody did. have it. But and this the whole thing, thing is, what did Rachel Gould take from you? And it seems to be this doomsday weapon. I just don't know why yeah. out of nowhere, no, and it, it's for everything very odd. we've dealt with, we'd go to this doomsday weapon for Rachel Gould when we're strictly dealing with this whole metahuman thing. Yeah, and and just the other point of getting in an issue where Jefferson has been taken by Shiva. They go to Cambodia right in the cafe where you have Martina. At the same time, Alpha is telling uh, Bruce Wayne about this Martina. At the same time, you have Katana. Like, everything converges very quickly. That's why I said it's very forced. But the thing is, too, I, I sit there and you have Martina. She's she's a smart cookie, I would think. She was running a lot of guns at Alien Tech doing this. Where is she running to? Is she just going to run into the ocean? She, she's just going to start swimming. I'm, you you run in the wrong You're way, lady. Get I'm the worried about way. the trust of Jefferson Pierce here because the whole idea before when Shiva came to him, you know, I can bring you the person who killed yeah. your friend and stuff like that. I just imagine this whole thing is like, alright, first I need you to walk my dog and then pick up my dry cleaning. Then we're going to go uh, to yeah. Cambodia and then you're going to buy me lunch. And then while no, we're there, I'm telling you, there's Martina. Yeah. You know, she's doing this stuff. What does this have to do with the person? Oh, that's Ishmael. You can't have him yet. And, first, and we got to do this. And the funniest thing about that is he, that's what he wants. And again, to force the overall narrative, you have to, it, it's just, she just says it. It's not even like, he's like, you know, I want to do all this. You could have just taken me to the person who killed my friend. I don't even know who that is. We're in Cambodia. Uh, that's Ishmael. But you put that aside right we now. We can't do that right now. 
now because I'm not exactly and working with way, Ray Shalgul, yeah. but he doesn't exactly know that. So we got to keep this on the loadout. So we got to yeah. like work our way around the stop race. And when we're all said and done for what I want, maybe then you can have Ishmael. And the thing is, too, Shiva then says she's got to spell out what she's into. And, you know, you don't want to know what she's into, Eric. You end up where she says, I I do, too. She says, hey, I'm not with Raish. I'm against Raish. All I want is my daughter. I want my daughter, Cassandra, my daughter. And so Jefferson's there. And the problem is, the problem is. This almost feels like a, a mother, father, whatever, who ends up having their kid taken away by child services, gets put in a foster home, and now you have the person chasing. She is an abusive mother. She's not nice. She doesn't have anything in Cass's best interest, and she's talking. She's not quite saying well, come that. Come on. You felt that, good after you got your kids back, too, didn't you? I, no. Oh. I, I'm the one who called social <laughs> services. I said, why are you bringing them back? I thought I got rid of them. So the idea of it is where Jefferson and I'd love to just trust Shiva to be like, I know she's never good, but the idea that she hates race and race is going to, you throw that cast thing in and then it's just, no, no, don't help her because all she's going to do, like you said, is talk crap and abuse her like that. And it just, she you know, just to wants her to her get her away from that. Like mothers all yeah. do. They put you down because yeah, yeah. they want you to be your best self. Exactly. That's why your mom's trying to get a hold of you, Eric. She wants to make you her best self. But yeah, you end up with the big fight, her but what? you end up then <laughs> with Martina then just, she's going to run into the ocean. I don't know what's going to go on there. And as she's about to say it it's the classic it is the classic trope and and brian hill is a tv movie guy and this is a like classic deal of it's the boom right in the head gets shot she's dead and then you see for some reason out of nowhere karma is with him and i understand it but i don't because that is another push to a different direction caliber was picked up i guess he was put in the lazarus pit he was brought back to life like he said he was going to yep that's what he said and so with this it's very forced. It's even these three together to face off first Shiva and Jefferson. And then all of a sudden, all right, all right. like a magic is, shop, th- poof. Do you, you actually know? think that this is uh, Duke, Katana, and you know Orphan here showing up here to save Jefferson Pierce? Because they said they're going to go after Black Lightning. So, But how did they know where he was to go to Cambodia and get here and intervene right and at this point? Or do you think it's I'm the saying. mind tricks of karma? No, I, I think they're there. I, I think they're there. I, I think that it's been set up that they're going to go fine. But that would be a good twist, actually, if you're right. Uh, the thing is, it's because so forced. Because the thing but, is, it is so forced. Like, I really want it to be a mind trick of karma here using the tech because well, it doesn't make sense for them to get there that they quick. Could and have, they could have been tracking Martina the same way with Batman. And, I don't know. But – Having karma, Ishmael, and Caliber, maybe he is, but he's now he's open and up front. But so having the three, up, what are you outsiders doing yeah, here? Yeah, really. And then next thing, Sophia's going to show up. She's going to start punching the waves. I'm going to get you waves. I'm Babylon now. <laughs> Look at me, Babylon. That's all I do when I'm punching. I know, and Jim. you end up with the three there. I know, punching down. I, I actually like it by the end. I actually am excited because, yeah, we forced this nuts. I mean, there's, and if that we legitimately just shot is the, the three. Alien tech in the head for everything we were building up at the end of Brian Hill's Detective Comics, where we just shot that person in the head. And yeah. just we have Carmel left in the idea that, yeah, she had this tech now. Raish may have it. I don't know. Probably does because we're going to move yeah, on we'll to a see. new story. Yeah. But so I'm like, uh, all right. I guess we can. No, I'm just saying, though. I'm excited for next issue. Here, this part there, whatever. 
at least we have a fight coming up. This book is devoid of a lot of action, a lot of times, but at the end, you end up having, yeah, karma. But again, there's something for Duke to do. You end up, and really, here's the thing that's crazy because you have Jefferson, obviously their friend, and I'm assuming this is the three, you know, Katana, their real. Cassandra's going to go after her mother. So she's not even going to be going after somebody who's necessarily the bad guy. They're going to be fighting. Katana's going to end up, it's going to be a free for all, a battle royale. Next thing, Edge shows up out of nowhere. So that kind of, and I'm telling you, Batman, they're going to have Batman's theme music play, and he's going to come in, then Babylon, it's going to be. Now, what's great. Batman's theme music? Is it Danny Elfman score? It's the beginning of the Batman no, anime series, or is it Batman it, 66? It's Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves, Eric, obviously. But when they do that that will be exciting and finally i you you know when we do this book i only get excited about something that's going to be ex- like this a big fight whatever so you, it's, been a it's long setting time and i don't even feel excited about this book anymore because it never feels I don't like either. it's well, doing i don't anything. think anybody does i think that most people have lost like interest by now time i wanted this book to be my batman book out of the detective yeah. comics and batman because it was doing something different i thought brian hill had an interesting take and was doing fun stuff with the characters but we've just been kind of spinning our wheels going through this thing now that seems to be over and moving on to a new thing that's not actually as far as i'm concerned really spelled out all that well and it's not no, doing it enough isn't. to really go back and tell you what happened in that detective comics run he had which we're referring to a lot here yeah it is true i just think that the force net it's one of those where okay let's cut like it, it's like a means to an end let's kind of use this issue yes it's not exactly our strongest issue it's going to be a lot of info dump we're not going to get we're just but by the end of the cliffhanger we'll have something set up let's try to you know pick up the pieces of what this run was going to be and unfortunately with 5g coming with that year of the villain commandeering a lot of books and even before that in like when we get to the end of the podcast a supergirl or say a lot of books seem to not be able to tell their story that they wanted to tell and it's a real shame because by the time that they are allowed you got to hurry up because 5g seems to be happening a lot quicker than we actually even were believing before because of these one shots being announced and things like that so it's a shame but i think he is trying to say tell what will be a 12 issue story now in six issues things are going to be rushed here maybe it'll do better uh the art though i thought was off this is not uh, up to dexter soy's you know usual greatness it really isn't in my mind and there isn't a standout deal really good in my mind for what it is i don't like it at all i I think it's terrible because the characters all look alike you have shiva katana and cast look alike yeah but i'm saying this is not good the backgrounds are nothing you barely have any backgrounds they're all just out and done nothing even when they're eating in that cafe nothing is detailed at all and he usually has a lot of detail in the characters and in things that that is so non-detailed that i I thought it was very disappointing and uh, even at one point where you have mr pierce we should not let her get away I don't know what happened to Jefferson in these couple panels. He looks like a zombie. Everybody else has a blank face. He doesn't usually do that. I think that this was rushed and put in at the last second to get the story going. That's all I can think because I don't think that it matches up to his deal. But I still, I end up giving it a 5.5. Uh, it's okay. I said that by the end, I actually think it's exciting enough that maybe with this exposition and the info dump, we can get to something that'll be exciting before the end of this run. Cause yeah, this is not going to carry over obviously to 5g. And I actually was, wouldn't have been surprised the solicits dropped today as we record. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was canceled, you know, in may that they'd have to finish up, but it's not, it's going to continue. This might be continues on. Yeah. Supergirl got canceled. 
uh, which is a shame for, you know, that the fans of that book for the last two years got nothing. But what would you give this? I don't know. Give this a six out of 10 because I, I do agree that it does feel like Dexter Soy's order, Veronica Gandini's colors in this whole thing do feel a little bit like, you know, off from what it usually is, but not much to that. Like at this point where I couldn't enjoy it for what it was because it's still Dexter Soy art in the long run. It's just that we had a very slow issue where we had to catch everybody up with a weird info dump that in my mind didn't actually fully explain the situation that our characters were facing and it even like put it down into weird ways for us to do that it's just all right we got a half our t- crew talking about going and finding jefferson we have batman talking to a character i've never seen before about what's going on with this markovia gunrunner and it just felt really weird to finally get us to cambodia for jefferson pierce to sit down and talk about what's going on again with this markovian gunrunner from shiba yeah. and it's just like there was still parts I enjoyed. There. The cliffhanger really got me excited because, yes, yeah, so this. So I, I'm not a huge fan. I'm like, oh man, we're gonna have a big fight scene coming yeah, up. But yeah. I'm like, I want something for the whole team to do. So yeah, if it is that's what I, want. I can get excited about this. But this is a down issue. But I still want to give it a six out of ten because I am a fan of Dexter Soy's art, even if this oh. was a little step down in my mind. Oh, there you go. There you go. Shut up, boo. Uh, we're going to move on to the next book, which is a book that uh, out of nowhere, Jeremy got a hold of me and wanted to review a book again. And of course, I'd give him a Steve Orlando book because Wonder Woman was coming out. And he actually liked it. And I think that I'm going to be negative Nancy on this as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, he he did like it. He liked everything that was going on with it. But what do you got for a blurb? We got Wonder Woman number 751 written by Steve Orlando with art by Jan Dersima, Romil Fajardo Jr. and Pat Brousseau. Now that Wonder Woman has decided to move to Boston for some reason, she's going to have to prove that she's not a danger to the city and is being observed by her neighbor and Boston police officer Nora Nunez to prove just that. Too bad that Nora didn't realize that the entire issue storm that threatened the people of the city was actually Wonder Woman's fault because if she did, I doubt she would have been so hip on the demigoddess movement moving in. Beyond that, though, it looks like Diana is going to have to her hands full with classic villains of hers, Von Gunther and Devastation, not to mention the time-traveling magical knight Iron Maiden has also made her way not only to our time, but to Boston. Yeah, it's it's a weird concept. It, it's a it's pretty much a trope, you know, the idea. Oh, a hero moves into the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. They're going to blow it up. and the things. neighborhood. Yeah, even uh, we were doing the uh, Green Lantern Corps New 52 book, and Guy Gardner applied to be a football coach for a high school, and he couldn't get the job because you're going to be attacked by things. So you have this sure all the well time. Sure, it's welcome to this. Yeah, you have, you have this all the time. At this point, you got to make it a little more clever in my mind. You can't just have one solo police officer from the Boston Police Department just move in next door to watch her. This, to me, number one, would be a government level thing. So kind of like in uh, Supergirl. More like in Supergirl, but in a Boston type deal, because the idea of the Boston like you government. said in your blurb, yeah, the Boston <laughs> government or the whole police or come to her and say, you want to live in Boston, you got to work with us. Like, I would not mind if Wonder Woman actually was like a member of the Boston Police Department. Diana go, Prince, Boston she, PD. I'm telling you, she can go to the get them police selfies, Academy beat the Six, crap out Wonder of them. selfies. They deserve it. Right? You can go wow. and beat the crap out of those people. But you end up, I, I'm telling you, it's just like South Philly. It's all, you know, all the problems in oh, the South. Down South oh, anytime Philly, you go South Philly, Boston. Uh, so you go, I would have liked it to be more along those lines not a we're kind of undercover but i'm going to reveal i'm undercover by putting a gun in your face but then reveal that i'm just watching you this is the very odd. Part of this whole thing was we had to have the cliffhanger last time where wonder woman did come home and then she had a gun drawn her freeze wonder woman yeah, kind freeze. Of thing. so this time we see it's nora nunez who i thought was the fun like kind of a like you know a nosy neighbor type yeah, that i thought yeah. was gonna be a good Which time she kind of is but, yeah, but now she's more hardcore i thought she was kind of a bumbling kind of know-it-all like nosy kind of yeah, neighbor yeah. kind of thing from like that was a sitcom kind of trip yeah, would almost but figure out things and you know walk 
in the wrong more time. Like that was just a put on, just to go, yeah. like, you know, be undercover to, as this whole thing, just to say, "Freeze, Wonder Woman! Yeah, I'm going to be shadowing you now to prove to the, you know, the officials of Boston that you are not a danger, or you are a danger, or you are. And it have seems to move like I stay. It seems like she's on the line of, I want to prove you're a danger. Like she's skewing that way. But also she's like, the first test, the worst you you failed. You failed the first test because I said that thing about fish in microwaves. You out. It's so weird, this whole deal with her with the guns. I, I gotta give, I'm telling you, this is a good thing to happen because as soon as Wonder Woman moved in, she had to go down and tear up the waterfront with Cheetah. So, yes, yeah. right away, she has right. a checkmark She should already her. be kicked out. There's no way she should still stay. And if, they, and they if even Nora spell it out. And was a better shadow thing, like, you know, shadow that, like, two Wonder yeah. Woman, she would realize by the end of this issue that, that strike two in Boston is strike two and you're out because this whole winter storm that is causing destruction throughout the city to the point where we actually have Etta Candy's new, like, you know, non Profit organization that goes in and devastated, like you know, area stuff like this, and hands out yeah. like food and all these different things. It's a triple S program she has. She actually has to show up for how bad the storm is, better like give relief to people because of the Wonder Woman bringing the dark fates around yeah. who causes the storm dark trying fates to get are her there attention. causing it because Wonder Woman's there. And it's funny, they didn't have this. This was a little bit of a prequel part of this that's not on the comic. You ended up having it, and she starts this relief program, and she's like, I'm gonna call it site support, I'm gonna call it the SS. And, uh, no, Edda, you got it. Okay, sustenance. That's why that's it's not a triple good S joke. Then that's when it's a triple S. I'm just trying to keep up with your nonsense. But you end up with this odd deal, like you said. The whole issue, I can't get past the fact that Wonder Woman is spelling out completely, especially really digging in after the Superman identity reveal and things like that. The idea that she's all about truth, and she is the truth goddess. That's you know, Steve Orlando really wants to push this. So she's the truth queen. She just doesn't tell the fine details. That's not look, look, telling a lie. You can tell lie. the truth all the time. You still have to tell the exact truth. That's yeah. Well, I'm you don't have everything. to go too far because, indeed, at the end of this issue, Wonder Woman should sit down at the table with Nora and say, "Listen, I understand Boston. You know their concerns, and you're right." I am now going to go live in my own fortress of solitude in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It's something like that because she is now going back in, to Temescara. <laughs> she ended up ripping apart the pla- cheetahs only there for her. And then you end up in then silencer, just rooting and tooting and silencer shows up. She's shooting up the place. And then also now that the fates, the dark fates have shown up because Wonder Woman's there, and it's all because of her. And it all the is thing exactly. is, that is a weird part because I really get excited for what Steve Orlando did with bringing in the characters at the end. But these dark fates that we've been yeah. dealing with, it just feels like um, almost like a relic of what we were dealing with before. Like we couldn't stop telling that Cheetah, you're the villain story. Where before that, we also had Grail and the dark fates, and they were yes. all intertwined. We've kind of left Grail behind. We moved on the dark fates with Cheetah for them reanimate, like remaking the God Slayer sword. And this, these dark fates, I'm like, even at the one point, I think when we first saw them, there was like four or five of these things now we're down to three fates dark faces are and i don't really understand these chaos characters that were trapped in themiscara that na- are now either. out and about and they're just always in the background and even here when they do show up when wonder woman realizes which is the most ridiculous thing a lightning strike comes down and hits her bracers and then <laughs> nora and yeah. is like man that was like an h-bomb like you are standing right next to her. What do you mean you're it wasn't like an right H-bomb? There. You are I don't think fine. you've looked into this. Really. Well, we I don't this, think you looked into ma- an H-bomb. We have a magical lightning strike that's going to lead Wonder Woman. I'm like, as long as she keeps getting struck by this lightning, it's going to lead her where she – it just leads her out into the ocean where yeah. she's told by, by these dark fates, like, we don't like you, Wonder Woman. Meh. 
Yeah, I really wanted her hair to be all frizzed out. She's like, by the end, she's like, really? I'm having a bad hair day, Dark Fate. Stop it. Uh, and in this, though, you do Steve Orlando and whether or not Rocky will shake his fist at me. And a lot of people don't like the way that Wonder Woman has been portrayed. Steve Orlando, he does seem to really want to give you the compassion and the love of Wonder Woman. That's one of his oh, yeah, main things. We spent things. a lot and of this issue just with her like trying to save and, people and like, you know, give people relief and stuff like that. The doc's yes. going to be all screwed up like with all the waves and the storm coming in she's gonna hold the dock still until everybody gets away and stuff like that why were they on that dock in the middle of the winter I, I don't get it yeah they weren't fishing they're just running they were out there doing stuff drugs i think they were they were often yeah, out there on that dock, dock drugs you know what happens the dock is a gateway uh structure to heroin uh you end up though while this is all going on that i do like where instead of nora showing up and going through the the day in the life of wonder woman which is crazy it's not the oh look at me i can punch everything and i can do this she is seeing the compassion the love and all that with you know wonder no, woman she's though, being told the compassion and love well, through etta candy who puts well, her that's to work the thing, because that's i like it though because wonder woman she's busy she's doing things and yeah all of a sudden nora's like i didn't sign up for this she's now all of a sudden she's moving boxes she's doing things for the deal but it does end up being part now again this is a boston police officer that i imagine that she's gonna have to fill out a report that i i just wonder this report you know wonder woman uh woman to be trusted i was there with it's so odd that this isn't a like a reporter that's there thinking of doing this and all that that it's one police officer just feels weird to me but she's being told through actions and Etta Etta is pretty much the hype woman here you know flavor flavor in the house just screaming and yelling yeah boy as everything goes on uh but it all goes back to the idea that all this is happening because Wonder Woman's there. The the one thing that they're afraid of is coming to fruition right here. It, it's coming to roost. And Wonder Woman doesn't really let them know. Does it just like, hey, I went and I stopped what was going on because it is the dark well, fates. Well, even when the dark fates come and the whole thing is like, we dark fates have spent too long in chaos. Yours is a new world to soil and you are the only obstacle in the whole thing. So like, they pretty much say, meh, and they freaking disappear. When they disappear, the storm goes yeah, away. Just goes. Everything goes like, man, the storm went away, and this whole thing is like, all right, well, it's back to my daily life. That was a crazy storm. I'm like, they never talk about the no, idea that the and, dark fates yeah. <laughs> were well, after exact Woman. Things. <laughs> here's the exact thing. Nora gets a hold of her and the truth queen herself. Yeah, What happened out there, Wonder Woman? I do not exactly know, Nora. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's a battle, a battle to come. To come. It's like, there's a battle to come. Yeah, is this battle going to be in Boston? Well, if I'm living there, no, I don't think so. The whole yeah, thing the, is, she could have told more of this whole thing and then added, this is candy. I could use both of you at the activation site. Storm's dead. I'm yeah, like, yeah. You, you just need a cleanup now is what you need. Thank God, because yeah, then really. Wonder Woman would have to tell the whole truth. Yeah, and with this too, when she goes, Dark Fates, here I am. And they just look goofy. They're you know, lightning all over the place. And this is where Steve Orlando, in my mind, he's getting into his, you know, crazy dialogue. And not even just crazy dialogue, but they don't really say much. You know, this whole idea, the Dark Fates have spent too long in chaos. Yours is a new world to soil. And you, the only obstacle. If our cheetah failed uh-huh. to cow, you perhaps, we get another prince. And you, you never set up anything. It's just them there Man. yelling, disappearing. And then later you end up having a setup of of things that 
doesn't necessarily well, seem to back, be full from much, that. Even if, you know, Diana did spell out the truth to Nora here, they're sitting down on the porch having a beer. The whole thing is like, look, I'm not perfect. Danger and chaos do follow me. I'm like, right there. Like, don't continue your speech because I'm not out. signing off. You get out of yeah. Boston. Yeah, go back she's to not helping. Do whatever you have to do. Just get out of Boston because I don't want to have to put up with this nonsense. That's that's why she gave her a beer. She's getting her drunk. She's going to write this report yeah, drunk. She's not going to remember. Also, you see Nora. Look at the way she's holding that beer. And that it with bothers me every time. No, the way it's like almost with her hand all the way around in a weird position. It's not just holding it. It's a weird way that what I do think you know the, about the hand. Beer? I'm telling you that I can see how you hold a bottle. I mean, really, baby. But you end up with, it just felt weird. You're a baby with the bottle. So then you go off, and now we're going to see what is legitimately the upcoming threat. That's the, the upcoming thing, threat. We, we, have, we, have, we have established Wonder Woman now in Boston. Now we're going to establish the new status quo of Wonder Woman because we're moving all like beyond the year of the villain and Cheetah and all that stuff. We now have Wonder Woman who's not doing things for the gods. She's in a new location. Yep. She's without Steve Trevor. She has a new neighbor slash best friend, baby, <laughs> Nora Nunes. But Ed now is we already have to pissed. I'm sure. New, I'm telling you. The new real story that Steve Orlando is going to tell. And the thing is with this, I do get excited because it's not all the time that we get to deal with new stuff in Wonder Woman and not always just deal with Cheetah and the gods and all these different things. When we go back to these new, quite, huh? more classic characters. They are old characters. I'm saying they're, they're, they're new to us. I'm but saying yeah. They're not characters that you have seen in a long time. No, we haven't. But uh, you end up even before that uh, when Wonder Woman was going around, they had these crazy looters, these jerk offs that end up the going Sons into of the, they, the Sons of Liberty go into the Cheers bar and start ripping it apart. A lot of rats. I don't know if Steve Orlando went there one time on a trip to Boston was really upset about it. He's like, this place stinks. It's all full of rats. Uh, and I wanted Norm and Cliff to be there. Norm's but they weren't there. Rats. They weren't there. Uh, but yeah, just goofy stuff like that. But yeah, when you get to the end, you are introduced very quickly. Now, you're very quickly to a couple characters that are going to be important in the book and one that won't be and never was because it's Firebrand from Firebrand. Steve Orlando's the Unexpected. unexpected. Just getting it the crap kicked out of her by Devastation yeah. of Von Gunther. I'm like, I don't understand why it's we're funny even too. doing this. It's funny because you have Devastation, who's a, a real – it's the dark mirror image of Wonder yeah. Woman is basically the character. Uh, she's beating up Firebrand. I only think that Steve Orlando, because of Firebrand being an unexpected, this version, saying everybody knows that Firebrand is a real badass. So yeah. Devastation beating she's her up. She's one of these oh metahuman my. street fighters. I'm telling you, nobody remembers or knows no. that character. I just think that that was supposed to prove how badass that Devastation is. But, yeah, you end up having the Baroness Von Gunther show up who's putting a together a team which a will be the four idea, horse though, woman. kind of like like these three part epilogues that we have going on here like i'm telling you the whole thing with the devastation of von gunther beating a fire like firebrand there and the idea is like we ride thunder against wonder woman going forward no. and we jump back to boston where wonder woman's trying to you know create a sing like mirror kind of thing so she could like communicate with donna troy, donna troy only yeah. for us to realize that uh, we, she can't get a hold of donna troy because she's fighting lex luther as the death ring i'm like and it says like you know see you're the, the like you're the villain hell arisen i'm like don't do that because during yeah, Hell because Arisen, the Justice League and all the heroes are gone. Are gone. They've been killed by Perpetual yep. already and sent away. So don't spell that out. Spell but- out the one shot, the one Deathbringer. You know, you yeah. had that to kind of but spell that out. But even the whole out. thing, it's like, all right, then we're going to move on. I'm like, this, it never ends because, okay, we can't get a hold of Donna Troy. We got freaking Devastation and Von Gunther coming. And then all of a sudden in the news, we find out that the Iron Maiden is getting into a fight yeah. at a bar in Boston who's a time-traveling freaking – I'm telling you, Arx on the Thunder. This is Arx on the Thunder's main screen. 
Patriots, who are a son of Thunder, would end up becoming Telos from Convergence. Yeah. I'm like, Steve Orlando, you're, you're doing crazy. it again is what you're doing because you just keep bringing these weird characters he is, out and about. I actually kind of get a smile on my face when he does it now. It, it doesn't mean much. We're gonna, Like I said, we're going to go to 5G and this really won't matter that much later, but he does like these old characters. And Answer me, to what me, is the day, the year, and who else dare me, challenge the blade in honor of the Iron Maiden? Yeah. And I'm telling you, to me, you have Devastation. I have a little, you know, things about him. It's Wonder Woman's dark mirror image. She yeah. was given her powers by Kronos and his dark titans. titans. And she was created by, to be Kronos' champion, like Wonder Woman was for Zeus. She basically is. And you end up having Van, Von Gunther even say, you know, she ruined your legacy, all these things. You should be the big bad, not her. And she did debut in Wonder Woman 143 in 1999 and created by Eric Luke. Eric. And uh, Von Gunther is a, a big deal. She's been in the TV series. She was actually one of the people in that Legends of Wonder Woman that I love. And I think most recently it was Wonder Woman Earth One uh, by Grant Morrison. She's part of that. And uh, Valda, the Iron Maiden, debuted in Arc Son of Thunder number three and was created by uh, Roy Thomas in 81. So you have these deep dive deals. Arc Son of Thunder. And yeah, and it's to me, though, a lot of times. She's going to say, I'll be hilarious. Right now, please, man, ship, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> if he's listening to this at work, Too everybody's bad. How wondering what Parallax left Telos yeah. Power on an yeah, really. the edge of the universe. Why is Manship down the hall screaming in delight? Why is he skipping <laughs> to the loo? Uh, but yeah, to the, the thing loo. is, yeah, to the loop. When we had, say, uh, Steve Orlando in Justice Skip League of America, bathroom. he ended up, yes, to the loo. You ended up having these recreated characters you ended up having him you know make characters like a prometheus who ended up just ripping through every member of the justice league at one point being brought they down were crying the for justice Jim. yeah and really they cried to their graves and, and then, you I end cried. Up then, Poor Roy and then they cried more uh he was taken down by a lady with the taser and yeah. so usually when the characters show up he skews them in a weird way that eh, they don't really fit these fit I actually, when I saw these and realized who they were and going on, I'm like, this is what you need to do, Steve. When you go back and get these crazy characters that you want to bring back, do it like this because them forming a four horse women, it seems to be what's going on here from the solicits. They're going to call that down the is thunder. cool. That's cool. And that is something where you have pretty much her, you know, all of a sudden Wonder Woman has a legion of doom of her own going against her. That is a really, That's the thing really is cool I'm idea. I'm excited about the idea that we're actually getting these Wonder Woman villains come in. Yeah. Because I remember how excited I was when James Robinson brought back Silver Swan just yeah. because we're getting like these reimagined classic Wonder Woman villains because yes. we don't have a chance to play with them very often for what we do with Wonder Woman. So when this happens, I do get excited. Yeah. And unfortunately, when we ended up having G. Willow take over the book, and unfortunately, you did have like uh, a Gigana, but that kind of was just a little goofy. And demo. But then the year of the villain hit, and you had to have Cheetah, Cheetah. and it just Cheetah, 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 you know, really more Cheetah than you on a Friday night. And so all this makes sense to me, and I think it is exciting. And like you said, now that we're talking about it, I think my score has gone up because by the end, it just is something like we've won it from a Wonder Woman book. Yeah. And maybe this will even be something like a Rocky who does like Wonder Woman have to kick some butt. She's going to have to kick some butt. new status quo for our hero who's going to be put up against heroes we don't get to see very it often. It's true. Like the Beastie Boys said, this is the new style. Eric, four and three and two and one. And I think they that my that, score's huh? up to a six out of ten. Yeah, they said it on License to Ill. Uh, they also <laughs> said to be slow and low, it is the tempo. They said a lot uh, of things. 
Yeah, they did. They said a lot. Uh, they, they said they were always on dust. I still don't know. But yeah, I'm going to go six out of 10. I like the art for the most part. There's like a the couple art. times where it gets a little bit askew, but not far and not for long because most of the stuff looks really good. And I also like Wonder Woman when she ends up picking up the truck. She doesn't really use balance well, and she's so strong that she can pick it up from the front and it doesn't fall. And I don't know what that guy was doing under the truck You're anyway. Weird. But you like weird yeah, parts. Yeah. Yeah, I do like weird parts. Uh, but yeah, what do you give it? 6.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the art in this one. It's just one like we were dealing with the main idea of Wonder Woman coming to Boston here, Nora Nunes and everything like that. It was a bit slow part of the book where we just had to pretty much talk about how great Wonder Woman was for a good majority. But once we got yeah. beyond that, like there are parts to like about that aspect to it. But once we got beyond that and saw what we're going to deal with Wonder Woman going forward, I did get excited and I look forward to what we get next issue. So yeah, 6.5 out of 10. Plus, I think new, uh, Nora, she might be a robot the way she's holding that beer. Uh, there's something wrong with her. People don't hold beers like that, Eric. I'm telling you. I, you nurse the, I nurse the beers with the best of them. I know how to hold the beer. You don't drink and you don't talk to people. That is true. I, I, I live my life in my head, Eric, in, in my head that looks like a robot holding a beer. Somebody go look at it and agree with me, please. <laughs> we're going to move on to the last book of this section, which is another Eric book and another book, again, that we're talking about the year of the villain kind of messing things up. Well, this ends up being this is messing the things up. story. People love it anyway. Well, I'm just talking about us. Uh-huh. I, I'm not talking about everybody else. I mean, this is the the bell of the ball, this book, no sure matter is. what happens. Biggest thing about a rebirth. Holy crap. Post-rebirth. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, what is it? Hawkman number 21, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Fernando Pastoran, Eau Claire Albert, Wade Von Grawl Badger, Jeremy Cox, and Rob Lee. The Sky Tyrant is on the hunt for the key to ultimate destruction, but first he has to fight a Titan Paladin whose family swore fealty to the Titan Hawk himself to make sure that the key never fell into wrong hands, or really, anyone's hands. But we have Hawkwoman, the Adam, and Adam Strange looking for a cure for Carter, which means they're not only going to take the key, but the Sky Tyrant as well, which will probably be the worst mistake they ever make. Yeah, and where I'll give uh, Von Diddy uh, credit the here. The Von Diddy? The Von Diddy. Half of the time that this book ends up, he, he should be Von Ditto. We're just going right, to say Diddy oh, is going to be like, like freaking Puff Daddy. Finn, it's Finn Finn Ditto. Von Diddy going to be just Diddy. <laughs> That's all he is, Diddy. What's up, Diddy? Um, he actually is doing something a little more than some of the other books that are commandeered. You end up having some cool guest well, characters. That's, that's the thing is where we actually, I'm telling you, Supergirl's doing the same thing to a degree where we yeah, have an infected Supergirl. Yeah, it's not as good though. Wonder Woman is guest starring in that trying to save her. In this one, we have Hawk Woman, the Adam Strange, and the Adam coming in to try to help a friend of theirs through this weird thing. But the worst part about it is everything to do with Carter Hall or the Sky Tyrant for this bit is the worst part of the book. Whatever it we is. do with the heroes here, it is the best part. And that's the the weird thing about it. I want to praise it for putting the focus on the people who love and care for Hawkman, trying to get him back. That is a little bit of a twist because I think that the problem would be you end up having Sky Tyrant. He's kind of a one-trick pony. I mean, he wants to kill everybody. This is what he's got. So when you have him, it is just a continuation and a, a Von Ditto, if you, you get Giddy. my drift uh, there. And uh, so with having the Adam and Adam Strange and Hawkwoman, it is a better I, I think it's better served here because they are classic characters for the book so you can enjoy and friends it with and hawkman and stuff like and that that's so it all thing. works out good so even though he's infected and he's the sky tyrant you still get a classic hawkman feel because of the guests because they are there for him and they're remembering some things and they're trying to bring him back and things like that so i don't mind it as much it's just this book just doesn't do much and i don't think it can it never i don't does. think it's Each i don't think it's diddy's fault do even when we have sky tyrant here 
here where he wants to get the key to the weapon that will actually end up destroying the universe and killing pretty much every life form, it seems like it's the idea, which I do like that aspect to this issue as well, that they are yeah. spelling out the Sky Tyrant's plan and what he plans on doing with this, like, quote-unquote, ultimate weapon. I like all that, but it's just... We have a sarcophagus for the, the Titan Hawk where the key is housed inside. And to get there, we have to have Sky Tyrant fight this Titan Hawk paladin, like, you know, this, this, like, guardian of the key, yeah. this whole issue. And we have pretty much imagined little Jim Warner here fighting Godzilla. And think about how that would yeah. look. And that's what you it get here. Awesome. Just like you have a tiny little sky tyrant who is beating the crap out of this pa- Titan paladin. I'm like, it just does not follow up for you because you have this really microscopic looking thing go up against this giant hawk head. Like, ah, I'm like, this fight is not doing it for me at all. And and you always put me down. What? That's the thing. And, and you oh, make so me. You this is why, as the main character. This, this is why, yeah, it's a joke. This is why I'm at work and I have to listen to Unpretty by TLC and cry to myself in the corner. That's why. Why, does he, why doesn't he like me? But yeah, so you, you end up with the idea that it's almost in my mind, okay, you have the, you know, this giant, and it's more of a visual thing. So it's just made to be cool. So everything else, it, it's just, kind of there we're on the and world of the giants when carter hall once stood with the giants yeah. himself as the titan hawk now he's yeah. dead though but now his things have to be like you know protected by other titan characters that wear hawk armor like it's just crazy right. uh and you said they're going after the ultimate weapon do you know who was considered the ultimate weapon in football eric do you know that randall cunningham that was one of his nicknames i just wanted to throw that out right. for you to know right but yeah so with this you're getting the best parts with you know, Adam Strange, the well, Adam. Well, that's the and, best and, part of my mind. The Adam actually having a shrink ship inside Carter's yeah. head where he can actually monitor everything that's going on while he's trying to figure out a cure for the infection going yeah, through his body. Yeah, and they're trying to. And he's actually talking back and forth with Hawkman, which actually it's a problem for me because I even told you earlier in the week when I read this that they, they really pushed a joke here, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of people did enjoy. It actually took me out of the book because it actually was cringeworthy in my mind when Shire is trying to talk to the Adam about what's <laughs> going on. And Adam Strange is like, do you mean Adam with a D or a T? I'm like, yeah. Uh, yes, you both are called the Adam or Adam Strange. I'm like, stop it. You, you yeah. guys know exactly what's going on here. You and, don't got to freaking play yeah. coy here and have, start having like, you know, funny time over having And if not, just Carter start calling him Strange. I mean, may, make up something that you're going with. But you end up where also it kind of does point that maybe, you know, these will be the characters that do break Carter out of all this funk and things like that, which I like. But really, not much happens in well, this that's issue. that's the thing. Yeah, is yeah. I do get excited because I do realize in this one that the key for the thing, the ultimate weapon, that would devour all life in the universe kind of thing. I do get the idea then that that would be the god beyond the void who, you know, yeah. Qatar Deathbringer originally, that. like, you know, worshipped the whole stuff, which I was really upset with because people talked about how great the first 12 issues of Hawkman and getting the definitive new origin. I'm like, we never really found out what this thing was except for, like, you know, he sent the void away and all the other Deathbringers in there and they came yeah. up, like, we never really got to know what the god beyond the void is. So it seems like this key is a way to access that void as well to bring the god back. So I do look forward to that because I want to get some answers out of that finally after you know, two years of this book finally yeah by the time it'll end up happening probably but it's just that whenever we deal with the sky tyrant and everything like that there's nothing ever going on it's like even when we get to the idea that he had to go on a scavenger hunt to find the ultimate weapon destroy all life so he would never end up stop die like reincarnating he doesn't want to ever die by balancing out the scales it's just 
the, you're not a very interesting character here. Thank God no. we have all these other ones, Shire, who do care about it's, Carter to come in. I'm because telling you, Diddy have, is smartly played by yeah, putting them in. We he have really the is. Adam here working on Carter from the inside out. We have Adam Strange, Zeta beaming in to grab the key that they find out through the Adam. This is what he's looking for. So we get that out. Of, and even at the end, when they're like, you know, there's the giant eruption of the freaking maces and stuff happen, they actually take down the Titan Hawk Paladin and Sky Tyrant. They're able to, you know, take the key and actually then take a Sky Tyrant back because so they can start working on a cure for him. Like, yeah. That's the thing is, it's great, but I'm like, why would you have him in a bed right here in a weird cell? And right in front of that cell, the key that he has been wanting this whole time, no, which no, could no, end the universe. Put them right next to like, each other. Do you not know, put those in the same within room. reach. Uh, I I do like the idea that you're spelling out some of the. Uh, hey, Adam Strange, how do you know? Oh, you know, I I dabbled in archaeology back in the day. That's our thing, and that's how I met Carter and all this. I like that, and I like that he's going to get this. He ends up getting it by the end. Do anything just because Carter's his best friend. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like the connection of all these and I like this. I, I really, think I think the reason that, this, that we got Shiera Hall and not Kendra Saunders because Kendra was going to end up going away with the Justice League for yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I do why? think so. Okay. I think that's why. And also I think in my mind, and I know that people love that first 12 issues. I, I think the art in this is the best it's been in the series. I think that's this issue, is, I think it's really good, but because it. of what we do with the Titan Hawk Paladin and Sky Tyrant, where you don't get a lot of stuff except for that I'm giant you, Titan. Like, I just, it doesn't I do love anything for me. The, the scenery. I love, great. I'm telling you when, when you end up having the, giant there try to hit the sky tyrant and there's all the planet and you know rocks and things flying around i think it's incredible i i I actually really really like the colors a lot of times uh, and that's the thing brian hitch when we went back it's one of the things that we don't like about brian hitch it's not him necessarily but he ends up getting a very washed out look from the colors that he prefers it seems and even the port where you see the atom getting smashed and it's all blue hued and stuff i really this is fernando passerin great yeah i know it's fernando that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I really like him doing this art. So and I. I think this is my favorite issue of art I'm in this so whole series. I'm so happy that we got beyond Pat Olaf because the thing is, I thought the series started struggling in writing. And then when he yeah. came on as artist, it really became apparent to me. But at least now, I, the I book looks great. And we seem like yeah, we're finally doing great. something with the Sky Tyrant story now that we have him aboard the Thanagarian ship of uh, Hawkwoman. Yeah. It's just I just I needed to start doing I know. more at this point. And- it's one of those where I'm falling into the trap that I said I didn't want to fall into the idea that they are kind of thrown into the story, the infected story. It's not a ditty story that he's thrown into. I think that he is doing it pretty well here. One of the better ones of these commandeered books because of the characters. But I, there's not a lot going on, but I still like this a lot more than some of the issues leading I, up I, and I just kind of wish that going forward, because we do have the you know, Sky Tyrant knocked out because the, like, you know, the Atom Shrink ship is inside of him and he emits this emitting neural spike, which knocks out the Sky yeah, Tyrant. Knocks him out, I really yeah. just wish that the Atom would have stayed in the Shrink ship inside his brain so he didn't know what was going on because if he did in case, you know, break out when they've written him on you can kill him. You cannot kill him. Or knock him out again. Knock him out again. You kill just him. Make sure that you have something that like you can keep the sky tyrant down if he does anything like break out and go for the key yeah. of ultimate destruction. And the, and the one point when uh, you have the Adam come out and he the end up having Adam Strange like, oh, where's the ship? You keep it's it in? Pocket. No, I put it in my pocket. And he's like, oh, I thought you were happy to see me, Aaron. <laughs> but I did like that where he's like, I kept it in, in my pocket because it can get bigger at any time. And that's going to happen. I mean, this, this has to be a – why mention that out of nowhere? And, oh, I hope you never go in my head. Like that sort of thing. I have a feeling that you're going to end up almost having a death in the ship. But boom, it gets bigger and it knocks something out 
Paladin or hits I something. Really I am really worried about that Titan Hawk Paladin, though, because you know, pretty much the, our heroes go. He's away He's going to commit suicide. Like, I he think he gets up all upset. He's like, he's Titan so Hawk, sad. My father and all the Paladins before him. I have failed you all. It's about he's pointing out a sword and Harry carrying himself right oh, there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you, he's committing suicide. The poor guy. Look at him. He's a giant among men. He is. Uh, I would have liked him to take him with him. Uh, say, Where? listen, I, I, he can, I'm saying he flies in the side and you have shrink technology anyway. But I, I like the idea, though, that, you know, they're going to save him with the kid. Yeah, well, he is a failure, but they could have, you know, given him a solid <laughs> and just said, hey, listen, you, you didn't fail. We're going to bring this back. Just hold tight. We'll be back. back. She's just going to be sitting there, you know, just dead when they come back with a, a note. Back. Uh, I don't know. You don't think they'll return it for him? The, I don't. the way I, the way that they're spelling out of him being such a sad right, right sack. Now, I really thing, think they'll bring it the back. The Ronian version of Carter Hall when he was in that whole life, like you know that lifetime, he took this key to this place so it would actually end up being safe haven there. Obviously, now it's compromised, so now you got to hide it again somewhere. I'm ch- I I think that you're gonna be. Yeah, but it's all just in Carter's head. That I I think that they're gonna come back and make him feel all better for himself. But he'll be dead. Uh, but what did you get? That's thing is i just imagine too it's just it's not going to come back anyway because i imagine somehow it's going to open up the to the portal to the god beyond the void yeah. and then we're gonna have to somehow like destroy it or somebody it's Probably. never going anywhere but i ended up giving it a 6.5 out of 10 because why well, i enjoyed the art it's just nothing to do with hawkman or sky tyrant this was really good in my mind everything that really came through for me was the stuff of shire the adam and adam strange it's yeah. just not enough going on because of what we're dealing with right now but I look forward to what we're dealing with in the future of the series. It's just right now I'm, I'm tired of the Sky Tyrant because there's nothing going on with the character. Yeah. And I'm, I have to look at side characters to be the best part of the book. I'm like, there's a problem there. Yeah, and it's weird that we're saying the three books we talked in this section, We every one of them were saying that by the end, we're excited where it's going, even though there's a brick wall of 5G coming up. So I hope that they get to this yeah, stuff because a lot of these, you know, a, a while, not that long, the way that they're spelling these things yeah, out in my mind. a while. Yeah, but you'll see. We'll see. Time's uh, relative, Jim. Yeah, yeah. So when we have all this happening, Too bad uh, I did it, like, right? like you said, yeah, I, I like uh, the side characters. I like what's going on there and so i I enjoyed i'm giving a 6.5 and yeah that's pretty much how i feel about this series in general i know that everybody wants to say it's the greatest thing and i think it to be the greatest i think it's the snowball effect people get used to saying everybody loves the hawkman book it's a great thing but like always the hawkman doesn't sell it doesn't sell very well and i want to love a hawkman book it's just right now it's just always doing the same old things even the idea that we are going to go to the god beyond the void again it's like all right we're just continuing the same thing we're doing a scavenger hunt to some other part of the story that we've already talked about yeah. and then like even dealing with the past lives concept at the end of issue number 12 he was supposed to remember everything until we move past that and he's he forgot some stuff again i'm like Man. we're never completely dealing with anything new from this story and that's all i want i want hawkman to go back to, and from the midway city and just be a hawkman fighting bad guys like freaking shadow thief or lion mane or something like that yeah, Lion Man would be cool. And it's it's a weird deal because we talk about this a lot, the idea of people who are fans of a character and they and especially reviewers, where what they'll end up doing is in our mind they will end up over, you know, valuing a book with the idea that if uh, if I tell everybody this book is good, then it won't get canceled, it won't go. But the problem is a book that's good will usually sell. 
I mean, eventually, for the most part. And again, that wasn't the greatest. I know that we like to say we loved it. To me, it was just a better book than the crap that we had around it. But also, that's a niche title. People didn't even understand it. Hawkman is a character that people know. Hawkman's kind of a niche character. Uh, What's that? Hawkman's kind of a niche title. Not as much as the Freedom Fighters and from a different world and all that. I mean, it's hard to explain. You can explain Hawkman. It's Hawkman. And say, oh, I remember seeing him eating the Butterfingers and the commercial but you end up having these reviews and hey i'll even go with the freedom fighters even though we did like it where it gets evaluated this is dc sitting there it's not selling and it's getting great reviews so you know what that means that means this book will never sell because this is the best run of hawkman people are telling us in all of creation and yet it can't sell so the character's done and this book while it's okay It's not been doing much. And in those 12 issues, by the end of those 12 issues, it even got to the point where, like you said, it ended up kind of getting caught up in itself. The story ended up getting weird. Why Hawkman was able to travel through time or call forth past versions of himself to the present day or anything like that. And past versions that didn't make sense at, at that point. So when DC sits there and says, oh, my, like everybody loves it. People, 20, 10 out of 10s for this issue, but it only sold 12,000. Well, I guess this greatest version of this book is not selling. So why would we chance it again? This is going to be, if this is the best run, a shitty run won't do it well, either. So saying, why even the do best it? Nine years we've had a Hawk, like a Hawkman series, a Hawkman mini series, yeah. and now another Hawkman series. I'm like Hawkman's doing pretty good for himself for the past decade. He is. He's just not selling ever, and no. it just gets canceled. But yeah, but that's that for the section here, and and now uh, we will be up, but we'll be back with some more books in a minute. Hey there, Bendis, why's your dialogue so shitty? I just want to turn away, cause man, it really is a pity what you do. I hate to say it, but it's true, I don't like you. Hey there, Bendis, when you gonna tell a story? I'm still waiting for the answers, but I guess you never listen to reviews. Cause then you know that I am through reading you Oh, please just leave DC Oh, please just leave DC Oh, please just leave DC Hello everybody, and it's me talking by myself to you. I'm going to be talking two books before Eric arrives back to talk with me, because the two books I'm going to talk about, Batman's Grave and Batman versus Rachel Ghoul, are things that he will not read. Now, he started reading Batman's Grave, same as me, and we ended up not liking it fairly quickly. Uh, after issue number two, we were a little wary. After issue three, we were done. We did not talk about number four. And Brandon even ditched the review on five, mainly because this book has a lot of padded scenes. It's one of those things where it's starting to almost get ridiculous in my mind, where each issue, you end up having at least half the issue just in a fight scene or even people just walking down hallways and corridors 
This issue is no different, and it's going to be a very quick read and a very quick review for me. Uh, You do get some info, but at this point, at number five, I need something more. I need something more than just decent art. And actually, it's above decent art. It's pretty good art. Brian Hitch does a good job. Problem is, there's really no script And you end up with these extended scenes each and every issue that I can only imagine when it's collected in trade that it's going to just be ridiculous that you're going to end up where half of the trade is just going to be fisticuffs and fight. That's fine. If it ends up meaning something, and for the most part, in my mind, now a lot of people I saw review and even Ruben and the Get Fresh group, beep, boom, and Slack said that he enjoyed it because the fighting seemed to have some sort of, I don't know, some ballet to it, a little bit of uh, stuff going on beyond just on the panel. I see a lot of fisticuffs. I see a lot of fights. And yeah, it's neat and all to have a Batman who punches people in the face, but you got to do more. And even in the first issue where you ended up having this kind of twist and turn where Bruce Wayne ends up, Batman says, I, when I'm going to a crime scene, I don't look at it through the eyes of the villain. I don't try to imagine what the villain has done here. I try to look at it through the eyes of the dead, like Haley Joel Osment. He almost does talk to dead people as he was going through. And one of the things that I think you need with a Batman book, I don't know if this is a surprise to most everybody out there, there is a lot of Batman books There is a lot on the shelf and more and more come out. And when you end up having what this is a maxi series, 12 issue Batman series, you need something that's going to set you apart. There's too many Batman books to just be thrown. And I thought that this idea of this mystery and how you ended up having Batman looking through the eyes of the dead to try to figure things out that this was going to maybe be the hook to get me into this more than, say, a White Knight or the regular Batman, Detective Comics. We have so many of these that, to me, you really do need to have something. And I I think it would be something that you you would have somebody come to, I'm the head of DC, and somebody comes to me, I want to write a Batman book. Well, I want to know what is going to make yours stand out. And just White Knight, for example, it would be Sean Murphy's art, his vehicles, all that. And it's also an Elseworlds story that deals with a kind of twist with the Joker. I mean, there are a bunch of things that would set that apart. And in this book, you had something at one point. Now, the only thing to me that sets it apart is the lack of script. And that's crazy. And it kind of continues here. This is Batman's Grave number five. It's written by Warren Ellis, pencils by Brian Hitch, inks by Kevin Nolan and Brian Hitch, colors by Alex Sinclair, and letters by Richard Starkings. And I'm going to read you the solicit. Uh, Like most of the issue, not very wordy, the Batman is summoned to Arkham Asylum where he's presented with parts of a deadly puzzle he couldn't see assembling all around him and he may not make it out alive. And yes, there are some things that are revealed here, but they're kind of just told to him, sets up you know, more of a mystery, but more of a, we got to figure out what this gang is doing and things like that. And it's okay. You end up starting where uh, you have Gordon and he's telling them at the GCPD, he calls them up and says, hey, 
you know, light up the signal. I need you to have Batman show up and meet me in Arkham. And you have the guys go to the signal. They light it. Then you have Batman going through the gates of Arkham. Then you have him going through the front door. Then you have him going through the lobby. I This, this is the progression. You end up having him meet Jeremiah Arkham, the warden he says you know warden arkham and oh no jeremiah i thought we were on first name basis and there is a little bit of things going on here the guys that let batman in they're not right and i know this is arkham asylum but it almost right away gives you that hint that the inmates are running the asylum or at least working as valets and batman Greeting Jeremiah, where Batman is very formal. Jeremiah wants to be informal, wants to shake Batman's hand. Batman does not touch him. He just walks by and he ends up, hey, I'm supposed to meet Commissioner Gordon here. Jeremiah says, yes, I am going to take you to him. But there is that little bit here where Jeremiah does seem to be into Batman. He seems to want to maybe be his friend or I don't know. Batman does not want to touch Jeremiah as if maybe Jeremiah is something else. Like you start thinking crazy things like he's going to get some DNA, but he has gloves on. So I don't know what that would be. But you end up that it's the opposite when you get to Gordon because Gordon comes in and he ends up kind of, you know, digging into Jeremiah by calling him Jerry, uh, where nobody calls him Jerry, even Batman says. But it's a funny thing where Batman comes in and says, Warden Arkham and Jeremiah says, oh, no, call me Jeremiah. When Gordon greets him, thanks, Jerry. No, I prefer Warden Arkham. It's the opposite. So obviously he does not like Gordon, which does kind of go in with what happens here and what is going on in Arkham as well. Because through all of this, with all of the clues, all of the things going on, the Midas and all that, uh, you always thought, okay, they're after Batman, they're after the... No, 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 they're after the GCPD and possibly Gordon by the end of this. And the idea of who, it would be Scorn, the Scorn army. And this is something that even Gordon has done some of this detective work, pretty much more, it seems, that he has figured out that the guys who ended up attacking the police officer and his family and end up having the tattoo that we saw. This is the tattoo of the Scorn army. And it all twists and turns through here where you have the Scorn army, they're attacking cops. They have Helfern, who actually is involved with the Scorn army, and he killed the previous DA. Then you have Vincent Stanek, also in the previous DA's office, murdered by Eduardo Flamingo. So there's this down the, the line deal of what's going on. But with everything going there, they really only have Flamingo there in Arkham. And he's supposed to be sent away, but he's still there. And they go in to talk to him. Batman asks, can I go talk to him? And you have Jeremiah Arkham say, well, yes, but, uh, you know, people have to be with you. It has to be open door policy. We're not going to let you go in there. Now, there was a, a neat little talk as Batman was coming into Arkham before where Jeremiah is like, so have you decided to check in? Uh, we have your cell waiting for you. And it kind of goes back and forth again, though. It's not exactly necessary. It's a nice flavor thing where Jeremiah 
is just dying to get his hands on, dying to get his hands on Batman to kind of psychoanalyze him. Batman's like, I have nothing wrong with me. Jeremiah's like, yes, says the guy in the bat suit that goes around punching people. So there was a nice little deal going there. But all of this is just it's just not enough in my mind. You end up having Batman talk to Flamingo and Flamingo kind of wants a deal. He does not want to be taken down. He doesn't want to leave Gotham. He wants to stay in Gotham. And since he was going to go, you end up having Batman say to Gordon Commissioner, and like, I'm on it. I'll get the assistant DA. We'll, we'll figure this out. We'll make a plea deal because he's pretty much going to go, state's evidence at least, tell them about all of what's going on and the scorn army. Well, in the meantime, there is the one orderly that is behind him. And all the orderlies do seem to have, and just about everybody there seems to have a scar in their head as if they, you know, were tinkered with. But this guy ends up pulling out a gun, runs up to Batman and shoots him in the back. I mean, dead in the back. Uh, And then pretty much shoots Flamingo right in the head. Flamingo's dead. And so now Flamingo will not be able to give any evidence or to, you know, squeal on anybody. While that is going on, you do see another guy, another orderly outside the cell through the glass pane with a mop handle. That's going to be a guy who they're going to fight in a couple minutes as well. So you, you do get a nice progression and a setup of the action, but we're almost done the issue now. And not much has gone on. You end up having Gordon come in. He doesn't have his gun drawn yet. He's a little, uh, you know, slow draw McGraw here. He comes in. The orderly points the gun at Gordon. Batman leaps into action, grabs the guy's hand, and makes him actually shoot himself through the right above the kneecap, which is awful, and then slams his head into the wall and just crushes the wall with it. I think Batman's killed a man. Uh, but yeah, they they keep fighting and then you end up with Gordon. Oh, are you bulletproof? He's like, no, no, no. The cape's made of something called structured polymer composite. Oh, wh- where did you get that? Did you buy it? No, no, no. I found it in the trash outside of the MITs. And then Gordon, lucky it came in black. And then they just go. Uh, the one thing I did like where Gordon says, "Did it? does it hurt? Like hell it does. And they go off where there's where you have the guy who was with the mop and he separates the mop into two pieces. So he's kind of got bolo sticks and they're going to fight. Batman does tell Gordon no killing, which Gordon thinks is completely and utterly ridiculous. Batman talks a little trash as well. He ends up stabbing one guy with a batarang because now there's a bunch of guys. Guys with AKs come in. I mean, people are, it's not a good day. Ice Cube would show up. He'd be scared. You end up with this big fight in the hallway. Batman's beating the crap out of people. He ends up, I can't hear you as he's sticking the batarang in an arm, but it's page after page after page. Um, and that's where Batman then ends it with the cliffhanger of these guys aren't for me. Wh- who did you come with? And it's almost it reminds me every time these things happen, it reminds me of the Matrix where your men are already dead because I think that they may be done because he says, who'd you ride with? Oh, then I left two police in, in the lobby. They were not here when I got here. And they want to know where Jeremiah is. Where is Jeremiah? Uh and Arkham and they're like I don't know it seems like he ran away and that's where Batman says stay behind me stay behind me because we're going to go out here we're going to get more fights I'm I think I mean really we're going to get probably 10 pages of them going 
out of Arkham. Uh, that's my guess because says the Scorn Army is targeting the justice system, not me, you, and I'm getting you out of here. And it ends. And again, if this was just one issue like this out of five, one out of five, two out of five, where not a lot's going on, but you get some action, you get, and I'll tell you, the art I really, really like. I have not been a huge fan of Brian Hitch on a lot of things. And everybody always tells me I'm crazy. And I think that they end up where sometimes the colors on a Brian Hitch book are a little washed out. And I think that it doesn't pop like it should. This is still a little washed out, but it's better, I think. And the art is good. The problem, though, is you're not getting much of a script. You're just having extended fights. And there are pages with some pretty big panels. So you end up buying this book. And I don't know that you're getting your worth out of it. It's $4. I think that you can read this in six minutes. There, Really, it's six minutes, Dougie Fresh, you're on, because there is not a lot going on in this book. But you do find out the Scorn Army. Batman does tell Gordon they are targeting the justice system. You already had the DA deal go down, all these things. So this is where Batman is clicking in his head that they are more after they went after the one cop and his family. So, yeah, it is the idea that they are targeting the justice system, not Batman. Batman just happens to be there. Now he's got to protect uh, Gordon to get out. So, yeah, that's it. Not a lot to talk about. I'm trying to extend it just to make it seem like there's something here. But I'm going to give it I, – I do like the art. And you do get some info this issue. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. That's about as high as I can go. And just there, I would be the second lowest on Comic Roundup. A lot of people are liking this, and I don't know if it's just that they like it because it's a, I don't know. It's not that different, though. It's just a Batman who goes around and gets through the extended scene. So I'm not sure why they like it. I, I'd have to ask them, I guess. But I'm going to go off to the next book. Which nobody likes, and it is pretty much ridiculous. All right, and here we go with Batman versus Rachel Gould number four. And I'm going to go through this issue, and I just want everybody to know from the beginning that everything that I'm going to tell you is true. Everything, like Han Solo, uh, I'm going to go through this. And if you haven't read it, and you will think there is no possible way that what he's saying is in this issue. You will think that I have lost my mind and started making up ideas that make no sense and things that are just just too crazy. Just this book is just god awful. It is awful and it is hilarious. It is crazy. It can be stupid fun. It could just be stupid. I don't even know how to explain it. And obviously, this is something that I really enjoyed going through with Reggie. And Reggie is not able to join me and join us at the moment. Hopefully, the time will come shortly where he'll be back. Hopefully, before this series ends in a couple of issues. And it's been delayed so much, so he might have a lot of time to come back and it's just, it's awful. And as I was reading it, I, I did get a little sad just knowing that Reggie would just go nuts with this, but I'm sure that I will go nuts as well. It's Batman versus Ray Gold number four. 
And it's written by Neil Adams. It's art by Neil Adams with also letters by Clem Robbins. So you end up having Neil Adams doing all the work. That is probably why it's been delayed at points. Even me and Reggie used to talk about the idea that he did have his sons working, inking, coloring, things like that. I guess they got mad at him for this nonsense and bailed. Because it is... It, this it, is all wrong. It is all wrong. It is so, so bad. But here is the solicit. And again, we, we joke about the golden age of comics that most reviewers think we're in. This book has an aggregate score of four on the roundup. And that's with this guy Tyler coming in with a seven. And boy, that that's high. Uh, that's going to be about five... Points higher than me It's But I like the art I always do like his art Reggie turned me on to Neil Adams About the art that's still I don't know if it can make up for the things You start off With a scene in a bar And Churascaro Has got two beers She's double fisting things while you end up Having Dead Man and Bruce Drinking their own beer, having a little lunch, they say later, and you end up having a Viking attack. Churascaro basically says, you have two men, that's one too many, why don't you share? I want some of that man meat. You end up with Churascaro, no, get your own delicate flowers of manhood. Then you have some other Viking in the background, share, share, somebody yelling, fight, fight, and as this goes over and it looks like it's uh like a helga is they're calling her helg uh take care and then out of nowhere there's bruce this is different he's pointing to the back of them you have dead men there and dead men is wearing a kind of a headpiece with horns that will disappear at point he ends up like you think they're gonna fight over us which they are already, and it's very easy to see that. Bruce says, are you ever serious? And then Deadman says, and don't have a sense of humor, Flelder Mouse Man. And I've already lost it. We're one page in, and I'm just like, what is going on? Then you end up having in the bottom of the page these two kind of trolls yelling, odds pretty even, such a liar. Uh, fine two to one favor really really I, I don't know what's going on so you end up having the viking then smash one of the beers at Churascaro where she gets mad and says you broke my mug you end up having Helg yell yeah I'm gonna shatter your skull then Churascaro says but my mug and then Helg says your skull and then you end up with one-handed Churascaro, spills her beer, but still looks pretty badass, grabs Helg by the hair, slams her into the table that then upsets both Bruce and Deadman, who say, hey, you could have thrown her the other way, we're eating lunch. And then Churascaro says, but then I would have had to have put down my mug. And they're all laughing it up and everybody's oohing it on as Helg is there she's rubbing her head and then you just have Churascaro says now that's what we're talking about and slams Helg across the room never gonna happen because that's where Bruce says hey uh, are you gonna take me back to my dimension and it's never gonna happen ends up slamming this woman across the bar and yes that, that is the first scene and scene but 
you end up with a lot of questions here. And I'm talking a lot of the same question, a lot of the same things being repeated. But there are things that go on in the script, Bry, uh, Neil Adams, that I do end up, I'm going to have to read some of these things for you to truly get the insanity that's going on. But Deadman says, hey, uh, uh, I get it. Let me get this straight. On pain of death, you're charged with keeping Batman here in your dimension. Churiscar says, not my dimension. Uh, Deadman says, okay, not yours, but here. But yet you take him back to his dimension to get food and collect stuff. And then you end up having Churiscar almost shrug her shoulders and say, Batman's very convincing. I'm bending the rules. And that's where you get an O-Y from Dead Man, and I don't know what's going on. So this is the progression. This is where we're not to the craziest stuff yet. This is where it gets crazy. You end up with this. Why do you have him in this dimension? He's trapped in this dimension. You're not allowed to let him leave. It's not my dimension. Okay, but you take him to get stuff. Yeah, he convinces me of that. You have Boston say, O-Y. You turn the page, and Churoscaro says, Did you say Boston? Nobody has said Boston in this issue yet. Not at all. Not the last conversation. Not the last page. Not the credits. Not on the cover. Out of nowhere, she says, did you say Boston? And that's where Dead Man says, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Churiscaro says, don't wear it what? And then Bruce says, you don't know that Dead Man is Boston Brand? And Cherescar goes, no. And now, here we go. We are now going to board the insanity train. Because dreams? then she says, are you Boston Brand? We just said this just right ago. He takes off this headpiece that was, I don't even know why it was there, throws it on the side and says, yeah, so what? And then Bruce says, oh, no, can't close this door. Then she says, you are Boston Bran, the twin brother of Cleveland Bran? And he says, yeah, yeah, he's my brother. So what? You got internet here? How'd you find this out? Then she says, that's impossible. Oh, no, are you Boston Bran? Really, Lord? And he says, yes, don't you like my duds? What what is going on? What is going on? We just started. We end up where? Did you say Boston? No, I didn't. Oh man, you're Boston Brand. Yes, you're Boston Brand. Yes, you're Boston Brand. Yes. Oh, you like my duds? Just uh, and then he says, "You you freaking me out, sister. You know what's going on? How do you know about my family and me?" She continues by saying, "You're dead, man." Dead man. Does that now? Now we're going through this. She's now after seven panels and seventeen questions. She realized, okay, this might be Boston Brand, but 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 you're also Dead Man, the circus performer. Dead Man goes the aerialist. Aerialist. I'm dead. You're dead. You're not dead. You're here. I'm here. That's a technicality. And I want to jump out of the window. Right now, I'm in this room. I'm looking out the window. It looks very tempting. Either that, I really, Neil Adams, if he's going to end up making us read, he could at least share the drugs that he's on. And I say no to drugs. But reading this, 
I might be in. I, whatever the hell he's taking, I don't know. So then you end up where <laughs> Churiscarl has said, you're here, you're not dead in this realm. Dead man responds, a technicality, and then sits down, very worried, and says, it's a matter of opinion. I'm alive here, but in my dimension, I was killed rather by... And then Churiscarl steps up, killed by the League of Assassins. How could you know this? Killed by Rachel Ghul. How could you know this? Yeah, what it looks like as you say, but why I was a bug. And there you go. And now I'm going to get it. And then he says, so what's it to you? And she's just she's just yelling, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, still, you're alive here in this world. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks to. And then now we're having a big guessing game. She's like, don't tell me, Tatsinda. And then here comes the scraggly cat, Tatsinda, <laughs> a, a fellow witch that says, Sister, you're doing well. And she says, yeah, yeah, my training continues. Uh, but yeah, I don't understand what's going on here. Now the cat starts talking and says, nor does Brost and Brand understand any part of this. And that's good. Charsara, she's like, yeah, I agree for now. <laughs> I, I don't understand. And now Dead Man has lost his mind. He yells, you agree? How? dare you? I mean, who is he? Greta? How dare you? How dare you? You witches deciding what I know and what I don't know. If you were a man, I'd paste you. And that sounds sexy. I know he means hit, but really, sexy talk. And she says, hey, pretty much, I don't care. Don't mind me. If you're going to hit me, give it a shot. Monkey boy. And now monkey boy is now used throughout this whole page because then Bruce stops and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't want to do that, monkey boy. And Boston's like, yeah, she deserved it. No, 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 you don't get it. And here is the, I, I already thought we had the craziest, but out of this, Bruce then comes up to him and goes, hey, uh, you don't get it. And Boston says, get what? And he goes, shh, Boston, settle down. This is your sister, Zia, out of nowhere. Yeah, Chorosgaro is his sister, Zia. And Boston's like, what? This is my sister, Zia. How do you know this? Well, by the end, Bruce just says, it's because I'm a detective. But he says, ask her. She's like, ask you? And then she says, oh, monkey boy. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, monkey boy. I've been blind through hell. Oh, monkey boy. And then they hug as Boston's yelling, oh, Zia, baby, Zia. And then the album say, how did you know, Bruce? I'm a detective. Isn't that why you both brought me here? And then they say, yes, it is, but it wasn't. And they didn't know. And so then, because of this, because of saying out of nowhere, he knew that Churiscar all through all this time, that is Boston's sister. Boston is all excited. You get reminded again of their, or his twin brother, Aaron, but Zaya's uh, brother, Aaron, because out of nowhere, then Boston says, oh, I get it. You're here uh, looking for our older brother, Aaron, for Zia. Now it's a twin, but is he alive? Is he here? And Bruce's like, he's alive. All right. Yep. And with a little help, can you get, you know, dead man back to our dimension? Uh, Tatsinda? 
uh, what? And then like, yeah, I guess the choice is his if he decides to. And then Bruce wants to go, but he can't. And this does not even make sense. And so they end up saying, Chiroscaro, can you take me back to my dimension? Chiroscaro, uh, Zia, says no, because, you know, Raish might kill you. And also because Aaron's here. And everything is just completely out of control. And then you end up saying, Aaron's here in this dimension. How do you know? What do you mean? You know, I ended up seeing Boston's mother and father, Solomon the Dementor. I don't know what's going on. And then things get so confusing that Neil Adams realizes he's got to give you uh, markers of which panel to go to because you go back into the regular dimension where Raish Al Ghul is having a meeting with that Bruce Wayne that is in our regular dimension. That's not Batman yet, just the Bruce Wayne. Talking to Rachel Ghoul and Dr. Petrison about how they are going to end up, you know, agreeing to have Rache work the whole deal. You've lost so much track of what's going on in this, but Rache is there for this whole, you know, power deal as hydroelectric power, whatever it was going to, you know, end up powering Gotham because they had a, a problem there. So you end up with Tim Drake and Dick Grayson kind of storm into this meeting. It's like, how can you let Raish do this? And, and they're like, no, no, you know, this is okay. You know, and hey, Dr. Petrison, why would you agree to this? And he says, he's working with us. Raish is here for all mankind. And then you have a progression where, Dick Grayson says, and money will follow. The doctor says, that's the plan. Tim says, that'll happen. And then Race turns around and says, I'm getting out of here before there's this love fest. And then Bruce says, yeah, with hugging and all. You know, Neil Adams, he's a man's man. He, he don't like that hugging. So Rachel Gould is going to, he's going to take his leave here. They have decided that they're going to have a deal. There's going to be money coming in Rachel's pocket. Seems like Tim Drake thinks this is worse than anybody else. Other people think that's why. So it's all for the money, right? For the love of money. Raish goes out. He's going to get in his limo. Suddenly his limo drivers pull out Tommy guns and start shooting him and saying, die for the money. You find out then that Rachel Ghoul's a robot. And now another Batman shows up because the original Batman or the Batman that was just Bruce Wayne in this dimension ends up getting in his costume, goes to save Tim Drake, ends up then seeing this other Batman come down on a glider with a glue, a gob gun. It's shooting blobs, a blob gun, he says. Also, you end up having where this other Batman coming down says, you, another Batman, I'll take these last two. And out of nowhere, our kind of Batman, who wasn't Batman but was training, and now it says, put down your blob gun, my Aussie friend. Work is done. How? At least say good day. At least say, you know, put a shrimp on the Barbie. He just comes in, and we're supposed to know that this non-accent is Australian. It is, but you end up with two Batmans now face-to-face. Now, remember, in that other dimension, we we have what we think is the real Batman. Also, so you got three Batmans going on here. Well, you're going to find out what's going on because Batman then gives the karate chop to this Aussie Batman who then 
I mean, at one point, maybe I can see that he's talking a little bit Aussie. Like, he's like, not very likely, Batman. I'll be taking me leave. He's going to leave because Batman's like, how about you come inside the mansion? Let's just discuss this, what's going on. And he's like, he's going to leave. And you get the karate chop to the side of the neck, which I always love. It's like the sleeper chop. And then you end up where he has taken the cow off of this Aussie Australian Batman and tied him to a chair. And now he is going to interrogate him. He goes a little too far here, but he's going to interrogate him where you end up where this Australian. Oh, brother. Is that any way to treat one Batman to another? And then Batman says, you're Australian. Like, almost like that's the, you know, be all end all uh, of trash talk. You're Australian. You can't be Batman, please. He says, you're Australian. Why are you here? And in that very expensive getup, the bat suit he's talking about. And here we go again. I, I think that we're, you know, next stop, Crazyville. Again, because we're on the trolley. You have the Australians say, for the same reason you're here, for the Olympics. And Batman says, the Olympics? And the Australian says, the Batman Olympics. Ain't that the reason you're here? Uh, The Olympics, unless the real, you know, thing, the real Batman God. Uh, uh, the Batman Olympics they're, they're there for And I believe that this is Neil Adams' uh, idea Of what the Battle of the Cow was The Battle for the Cow Is the Batman Olympics And really this is complete and other nonsense And we're halfway through Batman says uh, No, I, I checked your ID It says you're Marvin O'Hearn Well, Marvin O'Hearn You and I are going to have a very long discussion, after which time I will feed you and get you on a plane back to Australia. I expect I'm feeding you the alligators, the the sharks with the lasers. Now, he's going to give him a meal. I I love Batman's trash talk here. Now, he does get a little dark, but it's almost like, listen, you know what? What's going to happen here is we're going to go 10 rounds. Then I'm going to bathe you, I'm going to clothe you, I'm going to feed you, I'm going to burp you, and then I'm going to get you on a plane. Boom. You take that, buddy. And then says, and by the way, I'm also going to insert two permanent electrical shock receivers just behind your kneecaps that will dispense acid if someone tries to remove them. Now, he is going off, and he says, or he'll do that. So if he doesn't go, if he doesn't get on the plane, Batman's going to put two things of, of acid on the back of his kneecaps that will disperse if someone tries to remove them. But I, I think that sounds bad, but why would you remove them? They're just shock receivers. Is it just he's going to shock them all the time? He doesn't really spell that out, but I guess. I I guess. That's, that's pretty dark there, Batman. And I am getting tired. And you end up having this guy, Marvin, goes, Oh, and that's the case, I'll take door number one. And then Batman turns to Alfred, who suddenly appears, and he says, Excellent. Alfred, uh, get Bruce Wayne's permission to take Marvin's photos. Uh, photos for police files? Sure, for police files. Now, this is where now he's even saying get Bruce Wayne. So how many people are in this? How? Oh, I don't know. And that's where you end up. 
you think that the idea of these Batman Olympics has gone, you know, it's one of those things Neil Adams has thrown it out there. And yeah, forget he didn't forget about it because that's where Dick Grayson suddenly appears and says, I get it. You're going to get those pictures because you're going to disguise yourself as Marvin for the Batman Olympics. You're not going to be Bruce Wayne. Oh, my. And he's like, ironic, isn't it, Dick? And then Dick says, actually, it's funny. So we may all get what we always wanted, the Batman Olympics. I hope, I hope there is like long jump and high jump pole vault. I mean, really, this will be pretty good if there is. And I can only say there will be because everything that goes on in this book is complete and utter nonsense. And we're not done. We're, there's still another WTF moment coming your way because we go back to that other dimension while everybody is watching what's going on through a globe kind of electrified, like, uh, you know, a Tesla globe there. And uh, they're just talking about what's going on. Deadman's like, hey, that's you, Bruce Wayne. Then who the fracks are you? I mean, if he's you, Bruce Wayne, you know. And that's where you have Bruce say, I think I'm Batman and Bruce. But then who is he? And then Deadman says, yeah, who is he? Then Bruce says, well, I can guess he's Bruce Wayne who's learning to be Batman. And Deadman says, you're Bruce Wayne. And he's like, no, 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 I'm Batman. I'm not Bruce Wayne. But he just said he was. And he says, I have no memory of Bruce, but then says he did have memories, but they were flashes. And he ended up saying that when Churiscaro went with him to get material from the back cave then she starts yelling not in my dimension you're not bruce wayne just batman bruce wayne's different in my dimension and now out of nowhere bruce then says i see i guess this explains and he he goes over he crouches over and takes a wig off of his head and, and he's got horns and he says that explains this and that's where you end up having dead men lose his crap and says, Christ, you look like a demon. And then Churiscar says, a bat. And then Bruce says, I look like hell. Pretty shocking, huh? Oh, yeah, pretty shocking. And then Bruce says, there's more. And they're like, what What else could there be more? And he says, take a moment. Wait a minute. I got to put my wig back on. And then all of a sudden, they're just in a tar pit uh, with demons where he ends up saying, roll up your sleeves. They get upset because some of them don't have sleeves. He says it's figuratively. And then they start fighting. These demons look like tar pit demons that he says are harmless at first, then hits one and says back off. Then they fight because this is an entrance they're trying to gain. But yet the demons, they want blood or flesh or ectoplasm, but they're just there to talk. So they don't think they have to pay. They're cheap. So they end up fighting their way. Through these demons that then end up in a Wizard of Oz, like follow the gray road that then leads them to Etrigan. And Etrigan is doing rhyming and scheming. It's not rhyming and scheming. It's very, you know, it's very much not that much rhyming and scheming. But pretty much 
they they just want to find out information and this is where they find out where Rachel Ghoul has their dead man's brother Aaron he's making him into the claw of the demon not a free man the safe agrural a slave for Rachel Ghoul and then it ends it ends so they end up going to what appears to be to go see the wizard and they end up seeing the demon well, and he kind of rhymes. I mean, the rhyme is, ah, Batman, never welcome, always meddling, terrible confusion. To what do I owe the displeasure of your obvious intrusion? It's okay. I mean, it's not as bad. I'm used to, you know, there once was a man from Nantucket who had a wing, wing, you know, that sort of thing, you know, or hickory dickory dock. Oh, you know, a little dice there. But yeah, I, I don't know that you're going to put this to any rhyme time, like, pff, 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 pff. Damn your eyes, you vex me. This innocent needs never see. Uh, not very good. Not very good indeed. But yeah, so if we're, if we're going to recap, if we're going to recap this. You end up having a fight that made no sense. Then, I didn't even mention the art, while you end up having Churascaro go through what is the most stupid game of 21 questions she just she's as bad as homer when uh apu and him went to the the mountaintop and so she are are you boston yes uh, you're boston yes you're boss yes y- yeah yeah dead man yes circus aerialist yeah so we, so we learned that right so we got that then out of nowhere we found out that you end up having the Cherascaro is actually Dead Man's sister, and Bruce Wayne figured it out that he's also in this dimension to find Aaron, their twin brother, that seems to not be there, but is there. Then you have Rachel Ghoul, who's a robot. He gets shot by his own men who yell, Die for the money. You end up when that is going on. You get two Batmans because the one's Australian. He comes in in the glider because he's there for the Batman Olympics. And then you get this dimension, our dimensions, kind of Batman. We're not sure, which will probably end up being Aaron. Uh, He ends up getting the info from Marvin, the Australian Batman, so that he himself can enter the Batman Olympics, but not as Bruce Wayne. Then you get the Bruce Wayne in the other dimension. Has never been Bruce Wayne there. He's always Batman because that dimension has its own Batman separated from Bruce Wayne. And that explains that he is a demon with horns. And then he freaks out. They fight the tar pit monsters with, I don't know, look like lightsabers slash bolo sticks. They end up fighting their way to Etrigan, who is in just a hovel there, goes in. And they find out that Aaron is a safe agrawl, a slave for race to rule the claw of the demon. The end. You are failing us. Is anybody still listening? Because this is just complete and utter nonsense. It's very tough to just talk through these issues. And hopefully, if there is a chance, I hope that Reggie is listening And I hope that he is giggling because he uh, let me go through this on my own and I am going to slap him one for making me do it. But uh, there's only one person who could ever enjoy this issue and it is Reggie. So shout out to Reg, man. 
Um, but overall, I'm giving it a two out of ten, and I like the art for the most part. But holy moly, it, it, this this thing is just—it's garbage. It's complete garbage. It is a trash fire. Any sort of synonym for garbage uh, you can come up with, uh, you know, waste refuse. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's so bad. But there you go. There you have it. I guess I'll keep talking about it as long as people are like, oh, man, you talk about that nonsense. It, it's, it's just you, you almost I, I hate to recommend a book that I gave a two out of ten. But this is one of those. It, it's so bad that you can't quite comprehend the whole idea of it without reading it yourself so uh if you do uh all the power to you but don't don't come and get me don't come to slice me but that's it for me talking these two books uh gonna go off now we're gonna continue kind of the monstrous slash maybe you know crazy dialogue sort of deal but a book that's way way better is gotham city monsters all right i'm back with eric Welcome uh, back, Eric. Where were you? And I was doing two other books that you didn't oh want my. any parts of, is what I was doing. But here we are going into a book that we actually did not talk through the whole series, but ended up liking it. And what is it? That is Gotham City Monsters number six, written by Steve Orlando with art by Amanke Nahulapan, Trish Mullaville, and Tom Napolitano. Our monstrous heroes have come together in Slaughter Swamp to stop Melmoth from completing his sacrifices. But do they have the right, Jim? Because with a few people dying, or what seems like millions now that the entire multiverse has been thrown in the Melmont sacrifices, the villain would be able to save the multiverse from perpetuous complete destruction of everything. That's beyond our hero's pay grade, though, and they simply defeat the villain and go their separate ways, where we may or may not see them again. Probably not, though. No, probably not. And it's it's a shame because we've kind of heard down the grapevine that a lot of the writers that are not signing exclusive contracts and things like that will not end up being in the 5G stuff and not being allowed to reference stuff like that and things like that. And Steve Orlando is not one of those exclusive writers. And in fact, just this past week had an interview about why he decided not to be and why he is going to end up being a freelance writer from here on out. So it makes it all seem like this was a six issue mini that was dealing with a lot of stuff and was referencing what is coming up, the big battle with everything going down with the timeline perpetual and stuff like that, which would be cool if this would continue a bit because of the setup, but it seems at the end it will not be. And it's it's also a shame because this whole series is set up to be, you know, what's the big important thing, the good of the few or the many, you are going with the good of two people versus trillions. No, that's, that's the thing is up until this point, I was really led to believe in this whole series that, you know, Melmoth was sacrificing some pure-hearted people to open up the multiverse through the the crime Bible that he has here. But in this issue, it seems to open up. Maybe I, I didn't read everything as much as I should have. But from what I understood is that we, we kill these few people, make some sacrifices. We're able to freaking open up the crime Bible and use a, like that their sacrifices to create an immune system throughout the multiverse to fight back perpetual. But now it seems like now that we're going to open up the, the crime Bible – we're going to have to kill millions of people throughout the multiverse, pretty much all just Gotham cities, it seems like, to kickstart this immune system. So, like, from where it was, where I really thought, like, okay, just let Melmoth do what he's going to do here because he has the best plan. Now i got to kind of weigh that option here because he's going to kill, like, yes, we're going to save trillions throughout the multiverse. But we're going to kill millions and millions to do it. 
Yeah, I, I still got it with those two. I got the idea that he, yeah, he may do some bad things, but it's still, it is trillions and worlds and universes and things like that. I do think that maybe they skewed it up a little before it was basically two versus the whole deal, it seemed. Uh, but yeah, it's this isn't going to affect any of those stories. And it's just a six-issue many. And we thought that it was pretty cool to actually set up that, big stakes and this huge thing that was tying a lot of continuities and timelines and things in just to kind of end with, well, we kind of don't like Melamont and we'll deal with him. And and yet later, maybe we'll be able to save the universes as well. Maybe we'll be a part of it, which we'll see. Maybe somebody That's the thing, will pick up We stop Melamont here, but there is a bigger thing that he was worried about. Maybe the monsters will come together maybe to fight we'll her when together. she rears her ugly head. Yeah, so it's not the ending of, well, Melmoth was bad, but he could have saved everybody, but the hell with him. Where It is the ending of, we stopped the bad that was in front of us, yeah. and now we'll be open and for options later is, to well, join in. While we are stopping Melmoth from doing this, our biggest plan is we all still want to just get revenge for when he was resurrected. He killed a lot yeah, of our friends to true. do it. So that's what all yeah. brought us together. We're going to complete that test, then we're going to worry about what comes next. I just love with Killer Croc, he's like, wait a minute, you mean he's going to kill those two people? I mean, I I've eaten like 10,000. I don't know. Well, that's but the best that, part when like in the last issue when Croc betrays Frankenstein. Yeah, stabs he betrays him. Back, and we talk about really. the idea here where he is with Melmont because being from the Suicide Squad, they had the idea of weighing what the options are, no win scenarios and stuff like that. So he can see where Melmont is coming from. But technically the whole thing is that it is a ruse to get Melmont close so that he can shove the sword through Melmont. I thought head. it was a pretty cool deal. Yeah. And I like the idea what Steve Orlando plays with is – there's Croc, you know, he's Croc, he's doing his deal. And yet you may say that he always plays a character, things like that nonsense, but he's not a good actor. And Melmoth sees right through it. Now, one of the things that goes through the whole deal with me, and I said at work, and it was kind of a joke, but it's getting on me right now, is the idea that you've always heard this by Melmoth's beard. He ain't got hardly a beard. No. I wish that he had this long Rip Van Winkle beard. He's got, he's but yeah, got like, like a long soul patch, it looks that, like, for I the most that part. I think that that's what has been all this time and is revealed here that when Frankenstein continuously in every issue is in, he's got to yell it. By uh, and, I mean, it's beard. like great Caesar's ghost. Yeah. For, uh, you end up with the idea that he's yelling by great mouth. It, it's throwing shade because he's like, why couldn't he have a great beard? He has that stupid thing, but you go on. And I like also that you told me too. It's like, here is the biggest bad. And he comes across looking like David Cross. <laughs> and you're like, That's the big bad of everything. But in, and all in all, the way that Steve Orlando played this, and even as he ends it, he has to skew it a little. And maybe at the beginning, and we've seen that recently, which you'll hear later as well with the Poison Ivy Harley deal, that these miniseries may have meant more at the beginning. I mean, somebody did allow this to happen and did let this whole perpetual thing be accessed and, and used and all this other stuff. And then something seemed to happen where... You're not involved, or this story won't really matter. And it's a shame, but it still is big while you're reading, and yeah. it still is nice to see a connection. It's well, more of a thing, symmetry, as I said. Our biggest thing about this whole series, one of our, like, I can't even, it's not a complaint, obviously. It's one of our biggest praises for the series is how many things in the DC universe that Steve Orlando is tying into this whole thing yeah. and making this cohesive thing of the story he's telling. But by the end, because throughout the series, we have had big fights throughout to get to Melmoth. We're always just on the verge of getting him. We have a big fight, Melmoth gets away, and now it's the final showdown with Melmoth. 
Moth and Slaughter Swamp, but he's going to achieve his final sacrifices here and then like kill all these people Man. throughout the multiverse, but stopping Perpetua's plan. But most of our team are just left in the background to deal with the big fight scenario that every issue has to have, yeah. just fighting Grundies, while we only have a select yeah, few actually Grundies. going after Melmoth himself. And th- even that fight, though, doesn't last too long because we have to have an epilogue idea where we're like, and then we're all going to go back to a, our separate lives and maybe come back together one day, but we all have our separate yeah. lives. And like, you know, we did what we set out to achieve. It, it ends up now again, I'll bring up the Marvel deal, but the Savage Avengers ended up having a team and then separated like, eh, we'll get together later and figure out stuff. But with this, there's two things that uh, also uh, make me laugh. And one of them is the fact that Steve Orlando, even if it's a different style of deal, he loves to end stories or ends up having Big Bad's defeated by bricks. We ended up having that well, before that's what I was in the about JLA. JLA. The whole idea yeah, of that, brick that would defeat the whole Big Bad thing. But now we have the brick that is the yeah, Red it's Phantom. it's a different brick. It, that one in JLA was the brick. That was a Grant Morrison thing, if I remember. This is the brick that's the Phantom. But it's still funny. That I, th- I thought the exact same thing. It. Yeah, it's like when Eric played basketball, it's always a brick that ends the thing. And it's usually him throwing it. But also, that gets me uh, laughing. Why do they keep and you giving only... me the ball? Mm, I don't know. They, <laughs> you're the biggest guy there. I mean, you're 6'5. They think you have something. They just don't remember. They have bad memories. The other thing that makes me laugh, and it goes back to something that you said earlier in the podcast, is the idea in Hawkman, you end up having the key that is the big thing that Sky Tyrant wants. And you set it up right next to where you have a in this croc he ends up having pretty much the thing that melmoth wants and then gives it to him yes stabbing him with yeah. it but gives it to him he actually here you <laughs> he, he go lets buddy. Him have it. he lets him have it and then lets <laughs> him have it it's like really like why would you do that don't let go of it when you pull it out then uh but yeah he ends up getting the knife that he needs but at that point you are like you said in the middle of a big battle with these grundies everybody well, pretty much has something that, to do not great the but only people still. that are really dealing with melmoth this issue are killer croc batwoman red phantom and frankenstein yeah. and red phantom is pretty much just the brick to break yeah. apart like you know the the head of the melmoth because the hell. Yeah. no the, the brick is there to or break the apart head, the I mean. head of yeah. melmoth because we have to separate his soul from his body because melmoth is an immortal character you can never truly kill him but you can just to kill the body that he's inhabiting and that's when we get to the idea where it does remind me what we've had in justice league dark where we actually you know put cersei in a mirror we had all this crazy magic to do yeah. it, but we had to confine melmont's soul in this to yeah, a it's mirror. funny too i think this might be more of a painting I, I think this might be, but you do have the reflection of a mirror, but I think that he might not be moving at all in that. I think that it's more of like a, a painting that they're going to hang up, but who knows the way it's spelled out there and he, it's left there. Uh, but still, you end up with it just ending because it has to end. And that's the end. thing, in yeah. the background, the, the majority of our team, I know it's not probably the majority of the way it turns out, but a good portion of our team are just in the background fighting these Grundies are inconsequential to the entire story, except for just keeping these people off their yeah. back. And what you were saying earlier, the big thing about the idea, first, it was really pushed. You know, I'm going to stop. I have to kill these people, sacrifice, get in there and uh, make an immunity for perpetual, perpetual. And then out of nowhere, you end up having the crime bubble. Like, it's going to be every Gotham City in the multiverse is what he has to destroy now once he goes in. And I I said, you do have the flashpoint uh, Gotham in there with the Wayne Grand Casino. And I just shook my head that they keep wanting to push this is not a timeline thing, but a multiversal thing but you get batman 66 in there so what the heck you can do whatever you want and it is pretty cool to see that it does 
up the stakes in a weird way. It's a weird thing. (laughs) It gives them a reason to want to stop him, especially it's almost the exclamation point on the idea. Oh, yeah, now we have to stop him. He's he's going (laughs) wild now. And so that's where they go to do it. And again, at the end, you kind of get everything reset. And there's some okay moments. The one thing that made me laugh is they're all doing it, like you said, for revenge. Even when they think that Croc is still on the side of Melmoth at the beginning, they're yelling to him, what about Tusk? Oh, my. You know, you, know, you want revenge. Tusk we want monster town hospital. Tusk. He's like, really? I knew him for hotel. a hospital. I, I only knew him two weeks. But they're yelling hospital. about that. And in, in the meantime, <laughs> you do get reminded near the end where you end oh, up Orca. having. She had a nephew. Yeah, Orca. I could never this imagine. Thing. What it's like to lose it a nephew that you have as hard as you want, it right? Especially when you're That's in the first the issue, and, the, and Noah is not even named Noah. It has a different I name know. in the first issue. Jonah, yeah, it's Jonah, Noah. It's all over the place, and so when you end up, and that's the thing. I never told you that this was my laughing moment. And you knew right away what I was talking about is the revenge for the nephew you barely knew. Yeah. I'm like, this is like me. I want revenge for that third cousin twice removed. I'm going to get that revenge. And it's just as the line, you didn't it need never, that it part. It didn't hit where, in the beginning for no, me either. It, especially well, when they when change the name. you have it as the epilogue. You never knew your like, nephew's name, did you? You end, you end up having Lady Clay. I can't imagine losing a nephew. <laughs> I know that people love their nephews and things like that, but really, that that's the big thing here. Uh, all right, and it didn't end up. And what you got revenge, kind of, but he's still dead. Lady Clay is going to realize Noah. that she can go off and be her own person, even without the Cobra Cole controller. She can be her own yeah. person and find out what life has to offer, Jim. Well, she's going to do that, and you'll even have a little bit of connection because it seems like there's a lot of bricks around that you could kind of keep in touch uh, with uh, Red Phantom. But while this is going on, too, you, you get reminded that lady clay's not going to get anywhere or do anything because even the people that get saved here are like what are you doing you're a statue i'm like yeah well then they didn't really see the the forest for the trees here and they're saving and, and you're a shark uh but they go and it's it's fine you end up with the brick saving the day i do like where orca starts fighting these grundies and it, it's a big fight and it looks like they're going to be overwhelmed you have andrew bennett as well they're going to fight and you have lady clay end up being almost like these big gauntlet fists on orca i thought that was a really cool thing to up the ante almost like a team up that makes them stronger I feel like she together could have just done more on her own i don't than know i don't just think that lady clay orca. does much i think that maybe she could have but i think that this really makes it like all right we're super powered let's go it doesn't really matter you're just fighting them and and really you have a timer on here because if melmoth does get separated if you end up kind of destroying his body there all these things just fall back in the you know yeah, the power's and, taken yeah so it's taken so you get that anyway because they probably would have been killed eventually um but yeah everybody saved the multiverse is still is in trouble gonna run the hotel of tusk yeah. in monster and town then, and for some and then he this is the thing i know what you're gonna say steve orlando has to go one step further <laughs> why does he have to say razor change from the curse of brimstone series who died in it yeah, why is she? But it's such a weird up? idea because you're not showing, except for the name Razor Jane, you're actually not showing no. the character. I'm like, no. why are you playing coy about Razor and Jane? Is this here? setting up what would have been something later 
if you would have had this team again. And and I'd love that. If we're going to have a big story at DC, if we're really going to go crisis, you know, not a, the last real reboot was the new 52. And that wasn't any, that was a changing of a timeline. But you even said before, when you're reading back on the DC universe app and you're leading into things, you, you set up all these things going forward. And then I like when you end up having these tie-ins of all the people doing things in this whole thing. And this would have been cool to have them. Maybe Razor Jane's involved where they're a separate book that they're doing their thing and whatever. I think we're just going to get back to one, you know, singular story uh, with a metal two type deal, that death metal leading into something else. But I would like to see this team pop up again. Just doesn't seem like you're going to get that. And, you know, maybe a brick could have ended up saving the day again in the end with Perpetua, but we'll see. But I did like this. I like the series. Series in general, I think that it was better than we ever thought it was. Oh, it definitely be. was. I'm telling and you, the scope I of the thing was huge, it. and it was dealing with so many things of continuity within the DC universe. I'm like, look at this, Steve Orlando is yeah. doing it. Yeah, some of the monsters had some weird dialogue here and it's there. Not perfect, we didn't have a lot but, of things for everybody to do because we had to have that big fight as we chased Melmont through over Gotham and stuff like that. But overall, I thought it was a really fun series. It just yeah, I did didn't too. come together all of the way for me. No. It didn't. It it ended up, like I said, maybe something changed to change the, the whole focus or whatever, but there was always something a little bit missing. And but I did really, like the addition I mean, of Red Phantom. I thought it was a new cool character yeah, added yeah. to this whole deal. And we already said t- two of the team's you know, big things were a uh, death of a nephew and Tusk being, uh, you know, treating Croc like a real person. And so it kind of was forced well, to get pretty them. much we got that woman in here, which is the weirdest part, though, just because you dealt with that Bible of crime. You're, you're damn yeah. right I did. Let's go take <laughs> yeah, it back. It. She just showed up on her motorcycle, you know, rooting, tooting, bad woman. But it was cool when she showed up and also ends up being a little connection to what her solo series well, was supposed thing, to start with. And that's the with. thing is, though, the whole idea of Batwoman, every time she's in a book or in a series, you remember that, like, the end of the Batwoman series in New 52, when she had, like, a clay face yeah, and she had the clay face She team always fragment. deals with supernatural monstrous elements. Yeah, so does. her on the team actually makes a bit of sense. It just, it seemed yeah. weird because we have the Gotham City monsters and then a few issues in, oh, and, and Batwoman. <laughs> Like I said, ring, ring, she comes into town with a few days to throw. But I, I liked seeing her. I liked the ending with the heroes most monstrous, and they show the big thing. But that's one of the things with this is you get done. That you never really got the team to really be, you know, together as a team and kind of, you know, learn more about them. They were always in this big peril and things. But I like what we got. And yeah, I said to you at work, even when we were talking about this, that Steve Orlando's dialogue is usually what we have a problem with, but you have Melmoth and a bunch of monsters that, that for, pretty much it's it's gonna be over him. the top no matter what. Steve Orlando yeah. adding his over oh, the yeah. top uh, dialogue is not the worst thing that could happen it to did, this. No, it didn't it didn't end up really throwing it off at all. It's just like you said, there was something a little bit missing, but as a six issue mini I've read a lot worse. I actually had some fun with it. I like seeing the art I thought was great throughout. And you got to see characters that you normally don't see ever. And they're together doing some stuff. Like Lady Clayface. Yeah, yeah. And freaking even Andrew Bennett. We don't see him ever. He's just kind of doing his deal. And Orca and, you know, Killer Croc in a different way of just not being a sad sack on the Suicide Squad. So you end up having that. And and he's a brick. So you end up a brick saves the day again. I'm just saying just the concept of a brick. He loves that concept of that winning the day. But you end up with Melmoth at the end still being out and about. He's just kind of trapped right now. But he can be, he can come back later. 
Yeah, and so you have that. But what'd you give? This? I ended up giving this a six point eight out of ten because I love the art in this whole series and this issue. I just thought that the ending was a little lackluster for all the build up going on because, you know, we're dealing with one of the biggest things in the DCU outside of Snyder's Justice League and the idea of Perpetua. This is a B story that is dealing with the same thing. It's just it all kind of came down to a weird ending for me where it seemed like. I thought I knew what the series was, and by the end, it seemed to change for what Melmoth was doing just to be, you know, pretty much decapitated at the end. All right, we've won. Now let's go our separate ways. I'm like, ah, I kind of, I don't know what I wanted by the ending. It just kind of fell apart for me by the time the series was over. And you're going to hear later, we're going to talk about, like like I said, the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy series, that that was supposed to be something and change by the end as well. And the structure of this, of the beginning kind of been like, oh, you know what you thought this, here is what it's about. But Steve Orlando actually makes it work better. It's not a non-ending to me. It's just, okay, we ended and reset some things, but it still felt like at least an ending for these characters. I'm sorry, not the entire like, time that Ugh. we had, though, like if we're going to kill, like, uh, you know, well, let's say uh, 50 people, if that's the sacrifice to save the entire multiverse, I might be on Melma's side, but then you talk about destroying yeah. all these well, sacrifices around Gotham and the multiverse. They realize, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know anymore. You did make well, it a little weird thing and here. And that's the weird thing. It's like, hey, we're going to kill these two innocents, or we're going to kill well, the that's multiverse, the thing. Was, or the it multiverse was, might die. It was supposed to be the final two sacrifices, because we've killed people throughout the series the whole yeah, time for the sacrifice, but now they're like, okay, with this, it's going to open us up to the multiverse where we're going to kill which all is of these weird. people to save the which multiverse. Which is weird, the deal. That's the thing is, we're going to open up the multiverse to get all the multiversal Gothams, kill those to save the multiverse of the... Yeah, it started to get a little weird by the end, and I think that he ended up realizing either something the stakes you know, here. was told, or the stakes were weren't there you'd be like yeah there's two people like you said croc may Brad actually eat three here? people next week them. yeah you know, they're teachers but uh yeah we end up with just that i'm gonna give it a six five but overall i'd say I'd give the whole them, thing a seven. really they're gonna teach them that they made the wrong decision at the end and it would have been cool too if this would continue maybe it will with somebody else but just imagine where they have to go to melmoth and say eh, sorry about what we did but we kind of need you to join our team now to be perpetual and then we're gonna put you back in there or something that would be a cool setup i don't think we're gonna see anything of the sort or anything from this but yeah i think overall i'd give it a seven and i would say i'm talking the whole series the six issues uh and i would say for most people when it does hit the DC Universe, if you don't go out and buy the yeah. trade or whatever, uh, you check it out when it hits the DC Six Universe. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that's the problem. And that's where I think they want to sell the trade. So it is a, a, a year difference between the Marvel app as a six months it would have been cool to talk about this now and now people could go check out the number one issue and see kind of the fun that we're talking about if you can remember six months from now i cannot go and check it out i can't remember six minutes from now but i know in six minutes from now eric we will be reading some mail because right now we're going to go off to the mail section yo it's mail call
Coming to his mail with Eric this time around, and Alex right. M is the mail in this section. He says, hey, Jim and Eric, how are you? All right. What's going on, Alex? Terrible. Oh. Terrible. Since I Don't last worry, sent you looking. an email, not what the ladies say, oh, yeah, Eric, what the ladies say? Not what the ladies say. <laughs> They say I'm presentable. <laughs> Since I last sent you an email, I went ahead and finished Pfeiffer's Teen Titans run, nice. which included reading the series up to Robin's War. A lot of that run involved the Titans being blamed for helping Superboy, who had killed a bunch of people thinking they were threatening aliens, when in fact, were they Plorians? In fact, no. he had been mind tricked and they were actually nice aliens. You know, those nice aliens. My, my problem with that whole plot, it seemed to focus on the Titans running around trying to get not caught while some joined Manchester Black that came along with some kind the of pity elite. party for Superboy yeah, and formed the elite and all that stuff. However, there did not seem they did not seem to spend any quality time explaining how Superboy wound up in a suburban neighborhood that put him around a bunch of Durlins that he wound up killing for feeling Durlins. threatened. It is. It's them. You're always saying it. it just seems to have happened and not much was explained. The lead up to the murdering, which based on the Superboy comics in the New 52 and re-listening to your new 52 podcast seems to sum up a lot of that silly butt run and yeah a lot of people didn't like that run so so now i am reading some yeah he's reading some of the new 52 superboy and here's his one take i read the entire aaron cooter run first and foremost and have to say it is fudging excellent the art of jorge Jimenez is insane insane and the ability to have fun outweighs any of the complications of the overall superboy story that cooter has to take on in fact maybe one of the greatest recap pages of all time can be found in one of these unique issues that being issue number 34 this ultimate issue states at one point that overall madness of all the Superboy showing up within a time bubble is due to timelines trying to fix the irregularities caused by Superboy. In fact, at the point, the Superboy's occupying one body turned into a sort of Dr. Manhattan that goes around changing members of the team to be their most heroic based on different timelines and multiversal cells. I found it to be very convoluted. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I remember, I think you even showed it to me. It's like, look at this nonsense. I don't know, but here, you're going to be surprised coming up. I don't know what Cooter thought at the time, but this feels... A lot like a prologue to Rebirth, and furthermore, this whole timeline fixing itself sounds like the multiverse fixing itself, which in my mind proves, in fact, that the multiverse fix itself based on a timeline anomaly, an abnormality, but that's kind of hyper time. And, and it's also, I'm saying it wasn't that. anything to do with the multiverse unless no. you're paradox from the Flash this week because it was all a future timeline where Lois and Clark got together and had an evil son who was, you know, taken by uh, Harvest. Yeah, so we'd have to deal with that. Therefore, in Hell Arisen, number one, Perpetual was correct. But again, we've always had the idea of the hyper time fixing things that were wrong. Not, you know, at that scope of multiverse things, but still you had that. What I was more upset about Perpetua is you pretty much threw some stakes out there by destroying these planets. And then you just kind of in one sentence, yeah, spell it out as yeah, they're good with it. It wasn't really the idea of the multiverse fixing itself. It was that that was the all the explanation. And it just seems silly. Therefore, he says she is right. By the way, Mr. Eric Shea gave that Superboy's issue an 8.5 out of 10. So good. even if you did have issues with it, you oh, liked you, it. it you fun. were one of the only ones I, reviewing I'm just saying it. at the time, though, it was very convoluted to try to get the story back into some kind of semblance of what a Superboy book should have been at that point. Yeah, and with that whole idea of the Teen Titans and things like that, that's when I started taking it over and dealing with it. Oh, as once well. Piper um, came on, yeah. on. 
Yeah. Uh, Let me add, as a part of the Pfeiffer's Teen Titans series, there was a cameo by Doomsday Jr. Doomed. From the Doomed series, Doomed, but he was doomed. Uh, I wound up reading the last three issues of this epic six-issue series based on the ever-so-intriguing Alpha Centurion. And at that point, me and you... We're one of the only ones who seem to talk about the Doom series itself. I thought we were the only ones who liked the Doom series. That's why we were all excited when he showed up in Red Hood. You were so excited (laughs) when he showed up in the Teen Titans because when when that series ended – that that was one of your things you kept saying to me, even on the podcast, was, why don't they put him on the Teen Titans? It'd be pretty cool. Then he showed up and then did nothing. No. uh, He had a crush on Wonder Girl. Yeah, and then when he showed up then later, in, you know, recently in the Red Hood deal, we were excited. He didn't really doing nothing there. No, but no, if I remember correctly, Sean and Brian used to have so much fun Sean mimicking his ye old English style of speaking. How do I, uh, Hal don't know or he doesn't know if you guys were into the character, but it seems you like go the back and listen, Alex. Tom King. Uh, yeah, I believe that that's where a lot of my English accent came out and doing my nonsense. You know, I haven't done that in a while, but, you know, hello, love. TK would spill his milk. Tom King would spill his milk over. Uh, he gets better with this. I don't think that would be quite the Tom King story, but. It'd be a perfect Orlando character. He says, Steve Orlando would be great. That could be used in any one of his many DC books that are given to him in between the real comic book writers. Oh, my. How dare you say that after we just got done saying how much we like the Gotham City Monsters. Speaking of funny sounds, what did you think of all those crazy onomatopoeia from the big fight in Hawkman number 21? And what he's saying is the big sound effects for what is yeah, going on. All those. Yeah, I, I ended up, uh, he ended up sending me a message and I forgot to, a message back, but yeah, I was more into the, uh, you know, the I story. What I really look at is what a boom tube opens with the oh, boom. My. Yeah, I, I mean, some of them were funny and he mentions them a, a, at this point. And I didn't know what SLTT, uh, that actually <laughs> did kind of go on. I'm like, <laughs> I know you guys separate the art from the writing in your reviews. I'm not sure if you consider what a writer does to provide artists something cool to draw. And I do mention well, this. I, actually, I, I, I do say some. at one point. Draw something cool here. Well, no, I ended up saying the idea that it was this big giant heart. That, that seemed like it was a cool thing to draw. But Venditti is one of those guys that seems to provide real cool stuff to be drawn as far as Hawkman number 21. I can't think of a better issue to provide the letter or some cool poop to do. And I, I think a lot of times when you do sit there and say, oh, man, that writer really made some cool things for the artist of jealousy because there ain't no story going on. And this is just the art. But uh, such sounds as Chris. Kredoom, and of course, Coomb. Coomb, he says. Uh, so I also read Batman and the Outsider, still slightly slow, still slightly boring. And oh, the Rachel Gould stuff keeps going into May based on the last solicitations. Ooh, now we got a whole new Rachel Gould thing going on. And which key, kind of makes me struggle to want to keep getting this book. But how Again, does it tie into the ARC program, Jim? If you are going to change, yeah, if you're going to change up storylines, uh, you probably will, if you're going to have an ending series for some of these things, they would probably start in like a, a June maybe because of the way the things are going into this 5G and where it seems to lie. So if you're going to do that, but I think most are just going to tread water until we get to, 
you know, the actual 5G. And again, from what we heard, a lot of these writers aren't even allowed to play in the the 5G sandbox and things like that. So they're not even going to be able to set stuff like that up. Hopefully we get some good action soon for there is one main reason I get this book. And that's for Mr. Soy on art. I thought it was off this one. By the way, Jim, you can talk about solicits on the normal podcast since I've read them now. No way, man. I'm not doing it, but I just did. I ended up saying some things for solicits. So that's it. It's open season. That's out there. Have a good rest of your weekend. And that is Alex M. And that is the end of the mail for this podcast. And so we're going to go off to the finishing bunch of books. I think they're stellar. I think Eric's going to love each and every one of them. But we're going to go to that now. Don't go changing and try and do more. You never did that much before. Mm-hmm, I don't imagine Jesse even loves you And she'll be walking out the door I wouldn't leave you In times of trouble I'd be right here to make fun of you good times There's only bad times I hate you just the way you are Alright, Eric, and we're back and I figured that I'd put that Well, that's a Valentine's Day uh, song We're recording oh, what you get Valentine's. Your wife for Valentine's Day? It, what I got her is a lovely and dashing husband Me Where? And oh. uh, she's off She's having fun with her littlest Valentine She says on not you? Facebook It's not me no, oh. jerk. It's not me It's Logan The one person in I this saw house the Facebook like, How could she be with Jim? I'm talking yeah. to him you shut up. Where's Jess right now? Probably That's crying to herself. Why? Yeah, out there, just sitting there. Start talking about dildos, and then we'll see what's happening. Jerk off. Uh, I ended up uh, in between little segments there. I ended up going. Start talking about I pornography. Made, I made crying. my dinner. Yeah, really. I'm not going to talk about that. I, I sit there right now. I told you today. Uh, I have uh, been. The, the door has been shut on the old pornography game uh, in the house, including me and the kids, uh, because well, a lot of my kids, kids are getting old enough. I mean, we have a little, they're older now. You don't realize how old. Uh, some of these kids are uh, Logan. He just turned. I didn't really have the internet when I like you know when I was that age no. for the whole thing. And well, even if you did, it wasn't great. Well, now I'm I'm not allowed. So I sit there and I'm I'm laying in bed and I realize that my my memory uh, of being able to do some things with imagination that's gone. I oh, know yeah, Willy Wonka. That. I'm not Willy Wonka in the sack anymore. My imagination's gone, and I'm sitting there thinking, trying to remember some some videos. Like I'm actually trying to recall things. Imagination. Yeah, like it's not working. I'm really struggling. I you know I, it's terrible. But in between uh, the break, I'm having problems right now. As I always do, Eric. Uh-huh. But this isn't problems with You're my medicine. Job. It's problems with my butt cheeks because Weird. I ended up going down. I made my dinner, but unfortunately, the timing didn't work out that we started the podcast right as it was done. So I had to put it aside. Well, I went down and heated up. I made a out. well. I made a whole thirty chili, Eric, and I, I it's a paleo chili as they call oh, it. Yeah? You, you want to know how you make that? This is the this <sighs> is the ingredients. No, you're not allowed beans. Oh. Ground meat, onions. 
and a pinch of TLC. Eric, that's it. That's all I have. So basically, I have ground meat nuggets. Like now, a the, sloppy Joe. And, and well, TLC. I, I'll tell you, I do mean that I was singing No Scrubs while mm-hmm. I was making it because I was listening to a lot of TLC, and I, I came to the assumption too at, at work today that I want to be a scrub, and I ended up listening to it oh, again. There, baby. And I do. Well, here's the thing, and I'm going to go down the list. If you want to be a scrub or not, you tell me. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly. Uh-huh. No, you're there right there. I, I know that you always say that you're fly. Fly uh, as hell. He's also known as a buster. And I think that you would like to be called Buster. I would that not like to be called cool, right? Buster. Yes, I'm taking that as two out of two. He's always talking about what he wants. Oh, yeah. There's Eric. And just sits on his broke ass. There you go. That, that's your life right now. You are a scrub. And we love you for it. But, yeah, I was making this chili, as I call it. And I, when I bought the meat, it was a quick sale deal. It was $2 off. And that was like <laughs> two weeks week, overdue. It's about a week ago. It never said, you know, quick cook. It just said quick sale, like type of thing. It's coming, it's coming to roast, Eric. I, I think I'm, you should I'm have realized. Having, You've shopped I'm having a lot of problems. And remember when we said there's that smell, you know, like of, of pretty much inhuman zombie yeah, it's meat. meat. I got you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it had. But I figured if I cooked it long enough and simmered it, I'd simmer. Oh, you buster. I'd say I'm about that. There you go. See, that's what happens. And now I am sitting on my broke ass and it's broke because it won't stop, Eric. It's got a crack in it. It's broke. Somebody fix this crack. But yes, uh, we're, we're here to talk books. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm having pro- I'm rooting tooting right now. I hope that it doesn't come through the mic. That would be just as annoying as you playing with your yo-yo at work, right? Your yo-yo. What's wrong uh, with that? You, you sit there with the – you realize Eric sits there all day playing with the stupid yo-yo. He's walking the dog. a lot of work He's going on. Babies in the cradle. <laughs> and I know that the thing is, the minute that I would touch that yo-yo, I know somebody's walking around the corner and I'm in trouble. And then they'll take your yo-yo like we're in second grade. Uh, but you're doing that yo-yo, and I realized today, because you'll do it, and you look angry. When you're doing it, when you're working up that yo-yo going, you, you really look pissed off at it. And I said, you, you got to make love to the yo-yo, not end said. up doing this. Yes. But I did tell you that yo-yos are nonsense. And, and I thought about it while we were working and I'd look over, I'm listening to my TLC. I look over your yo-yo and I'm getting a freaking infuriated. Just so Why? mad because it's stupid. It's not but like I, you were doing I up, anything. Here's the deal. This is the, yeah, this is the top four level of annoyance for me with things that are a waste of time number one as you know whistling Eric, i can't stand it whistling unless it's axel rose at the beginning of patience that God, i can I deal with it right? oh my number two y- you heard this today it's a new one i realize and it's blowing bubbles and this blowing bubbles that could be with gum this could be with soap bubbles any sort of bubble blowing it's nonsense it doesn't get you anything. bad at no, I, I'm good at blowing bubbles. The thing is, I've never like lifted off the ground and flown away to a new you're life. Good, you're not That's a cartoon I, character. This is what I thought blowing bubbles would do for me. I got the hubba bubba going strong. I think that finally I'm going to get rid of these parents. I'm going to end up in China as parents. a king. Yeah, my parents. And uh, number three, fifty <laughs> year old man playing the harmonica. Unless it's an official hoedown. You're allowed to play the harmonica, and if you what call it prison? a mouth organ, I will kill you. No, they shouldn't allow that. You can make that into a shiv. Uh, and then it's a musical shiv that you end up, you know, dancing as you're dying, and nobody wants to do that. Number four, yo-yo. I, I can't stand them. I am not that good at the yo-yo. I'll tell you, because or harmonica it scares or me. No, I can play the harmonica a little. I should bring. I, I should buy a harmonica. You should. I, I, 
I call it a mouth organ myself and then punch myself do. in the face. Uh, but I and I should bring it in. I'll play a little tune. That's how it goes. Uh-huh. Uh, and the yo-yo, though, I don't use a yo-yo. I think it's more of a weapon than a toy. And I'm always well, afraid it's going to hit me in the balls. Is what happens with the yo-yos. I get so very like scared. It is. It's a nuts chuck is what that is, Eric. You know what I'm saying there? Oh, my. We're going to go into the books now. I just wanted to get this off my chest. I don't like to keep things in like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's not keeping it in uh, Nancy. Is that character, Eric. There's another keeping one. Keeping it in Nancy. That's one for the books. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have an alliteration. Uh, I'm telling you, that's the problem. That's because I'm dyslexic, Eric. How that dare you bring sense that either. Up? I know. Supergirl number 39. Does that make sense, sir? Does it? Yes. Does it really? Yes, it does. Written by Jody Hauser. Does that make sense? Art by Rachel Stott, Chris Peter, and Tom Napolitano. Poor, poor Supergirl. Poor Supergirl. She's been caught up in other people's stories since the book went on a brief hiatus and came back when Brian Michael Bendis showed up at DC. This is just another in a long line of pointless issues that we keep getting. (gasps) And with it just announced today that the book is ending in May, sadly. This will probably be all we get. Has it even really started, Jim? Has it? I don't know. Has your level of annoyance with that yo-yo started? Yes, it has weeks ago. I love where Eric ended up bringing a yo-yo into work. And I'm telling you, I'll – Full out honesty. I was getting angry because you seem to be getting really good at it. I actually was sitting there. You were, you, you were singing this thing around. Like, I mean, I'm like, what is he? The, the freaking, you know, gravity controller guy. Boom, boom. He's happening? doing all these things. Why is it and, making you angry? And I'm just looking. I'm like, how dare he end up with this? Yeah, you know, dare how dare you? you bring this yo-yo in and actually get better at something that I hate. I was so angry. Then you realized then and came in and all my, you know, my hopes and dreams were restored because you came in and said hey uh, by the way that yo-yo i had it's pretty much a starter simpletons yo-yo that you could do whatever you want from yeah. the get-go but you can't put it to sleep another thing that drives me nuts when you're using he, he walks around using terms yo-yo terms at work now <laughs> he's like look at me I'm, I'm getting it on the run but i can't put it to sleep now i'm really the tense tension on the sun oh, it's yeah, all about how you bind it jim oh my god i was getting so angry at you but and then i and then i try to get involved i sit there there's eric shay he loves the yo-yos i mean what else is he gonna end up doing blowing bubbles here i'm gonna kill him you know you're there with the toys you're there with the yo-yos and so i try to get involved well i don't know much about the yo-yos so i say oh you ever have one that's like a, a wheel and you look at me like I'm, I'm talking some other you're language. Talking about. You, you shame me because I think that I, you know, it, it looks like a mag wheel that you do. So it's, it's like, like an imperial yo-yo with like wheels on the side. I don't know what you're saying. See, you're using these terms again. I don't yes. know what you're talking about. These things. Yeah, because I didn't know. I'm like a butterfly, imperial, whatever it takes. I don't know. It was just a yo-yo that I had that was a wheel. So I was just trying to get involved, trying to be part of the gang. <laughs> you just ended up like, yeah, what an imperial. Like next thing, I'm not saying the code. I'm not allowed in the damn clubhouse. I don't know what was going on. I'm like, what happened? What happened? Go, go home and buy another transformer, please. These yo-yos in my face. Then, then you're there. You barely have learned how to use this yo-yo. You're zinging it next to my face. <laughs> what are you doing? You're gonna kill me. 
Complete control. I just remember as I was like in second grade and they were going through, we were learning about American Indians, Native Americans, and they were talking about yo-yos and how they were used as as weapons. I thought that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, hey, here here comes, you know, Custer, get out the walk and the dogs. They're, you know, going with that nonsense. And then, but ever since then, I think they were a weapon. That means they can kill somebody. I don't want any parts of these things. And next thing you know, there's Eric, yo-yoing it up. Like a jerk. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. And uh, yeah, sadly, it'll, it'll probably. Yo, yo, MTV raps. The U.S. government is reeling from the Leviathan attack and the Superman identity reveal. So it's off to Smallville to take care of Kara with Luther Tech. Wonder Woman is there. Not much going on as Kara is good, bad. Kind of not evil. Eh, but yes, evil. the thing is, the, the Jody Houser is not doesn't seem to be able to push the whole deal. She has to be kind of good in her evil ways, you know. Isn't that a Santana song? Not evil until the cliffhanger where she is fully the Supergirl who laughs now. And I and the that's Lady the thing. Gaga even concert. by the end, this whole thing with the, the Supergirl who laughs or the infected kind of thing, I don't understand, and I never have the idea that no. somebody gets infected and their costumes immediately change, and then they keep. Changing. Changing without how yeah. evil they get. I'm That's the these big spikes come out of here. I'm like, I, I don't understand anything to do Telling with this you, infection. I want to get infected. That you don't have to buy clothes anymore. You know, I'll just have different you clothes and shorts. Yeah, you're going to be infected, all right, <laughs> to the chops, you will. Uh, yeah, you end up with the government looking in on Supergirl. Which, in my now, mind, is the coolest aspect of the show. You whole like book it. I do not. The thing is, we have deal with all these villains all across the U.S., the world, and all these different things where the heroes always swoop in and they save the day. The government is never doing anything. So when we actually have a threat like a Supergirl who's infected, oh. we don't have a lot of heroes going on except for Wonder Woman is there trying to care yes let's get the yeah, government no, involved i don't like it and why i don't like it is the fact well first off they have to point out the whole idea of oh you know since that leviathan remember that the government didn't react during leviathan is why they're not destroyed they they ended up sitting on their hands through all of that as all these organizations which were government organizations a yeah. lot of them, they ended up being torn down they did nothing so now it's, it's almost like, like okay we're gonna go but still they did nothing it was spelled out in the book that they did nothing so with this, you only needed one little thing and I wouldn't be as angry at this. And I'm not angry about it. I think it's kind of silly just as a main focus and just a insular thing. I know we're in the Supergirl book, but what I needed is a start with all of the government agencies. You have a panel of 15 little panels of what we're going to do. And they say to this group, you're in charge of Supergirl. There's a threat in Smallville. Go and do that. So I can see that everything is being taken care of in the meantime, because one of the guys even points it out and says, with everything with Leviathan going on still, should this girl really be considered a priority? And you have to go, well, if Superman was that, you wouldn't say it almost as if this guy is a jerk because he's saying a girl. I'm telling you, I think it's pushed that way and saying it may not be Supergirl, but it's a threat level. I just needed them to show that the government's working on everything. And this division has been set aside. You guys, you get the Luther Tech that would make more sense with well, the Luther Tech like as the, well. You know, U.S. military. 
Yeah, I'm saying, but where are they during Leviathan then? Because this guy's even spelling out, why aren't we going to get Leviathan now when this is going, why would we just go to a girl here where we also have a Donna Troy out and about? We also have all these people out and about. We do have all these different affected people, but this is a Kryptonian. Here's somebody who they believe may be Supergirl who's pretty much conquering middle America. That's a problem. But there should be other things that the government is doing. This is just like five people. I wish they would have spelled out that everything is being taken care of and then you wouldn't have to have that line well with Leviathan going around do you think we should just go to Smallville yes we should also the idea that this lady just shows up this you know colonel and says we're going to the deal I think she's a colonel or a general but even so this would be a thing where you would have talked this out she just basically throws it at him we're going there with the tech doesn't matter you still can't just say when a guy ends up thinking, spelling it out as if this is a surprise to him. Like, what? Oh, well, we shouldn't do that. No, they would have already planned this. This would have been something. I just, the way that it's set up, I thought it was a little odd uh, through that. But you do end up having what's going to end the series. The series will end with the idea of the government going after an infected Supergirl. That's okay. The only problem I have is Steve Orlando's run at the beginning of Rebirth, Rebirth, Hope and Dreams, all that nonsense that never came to be. Most of the time, everybody was against her. You end up having a Supergirl in her entire Rebirth deal, for the most part, has been looked at as a threat, has been looked at as somebody who's done something wrong. In the Steve Orlando book, it was the idea that Cyborg Superman was her dad, things like that. They they shamed her. It was always, I just wanted at at one point to have a Supergirl book where she's actually just Supergirl having fun. And it did seem that that Rogalzar was going to start with that crypt even in this, she sends crypto packing. It made me so sad. But I just want a Supergirl book to have some fun and for Supergirl to be a hero. And instead, nice. we're going to end with this. We never got it in all of Rebirth, and it's a shame in my mind. And it's funny that you end up having Wonder Woman in this book, another book that's been in a shambles uh, for a while as well. Wonder Woman's here, though, doesn't have much to do. No, right and now, do- this whole thing with the government getting involved in the idea that they have all this Luther tech for all the times that Lex Luthor was in prison and stuff like that. So yeah. they have all this his patents on the books here that they can use against a Kryptonian like this if it, a Kryptonian ever went wild yeah. like this. So they do have these machines going on that can shoot kryptonite rays, stuff like that. Wonder Woman here, pretty much her entire job is to make sure that the infected Supergirl gets to stay alive. Yeah, and I, I don't even – I don't think she's even mentioned going forward. And the thing was, Super, uh, Wonder Woman had shown up in this and it was spelled out in interviews and things like that as she was going to be the cure for Supergirl. Well, it doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. And when it does, it's not going to matter because the government's after her anyway. So I think that Wonder Woman's probably going to end up skedaddling. So the worst it, part it about this in my mind, because I like the government aspect, but the part that we actually have to like force it into Smallville so we can tie in when the, the generals talk about the idea. Yeah. We have Supergirl here at Smallville. It has to be this one because now that Clark Kent's revealed himself to Superman, this is where he grew up. Mike, this is the only real connection that you have to prove yeah. this is a Supergirl and, kind of and, thing, which it made no sense for us. And before we had the idea that she went to Smallville, like, why wouldn't she go to National City? The idea of the city yeah. that made her weak, why's it got to be her cousin going to yeah. Smallville, which she really doesn't have a connection to for this whole thing. It always felt weird. Now that you have this issue, the whole thing is, oh, so we can have this whole thing because of the reveal. And that's yeah. our like, you know, tie and, into and that. It's forced even a little more as well because they're like, well, she's in Smallville. It may not be Supergirl, but it's a Supergirl, Superman level threat. So they're not even sure it's Supergirl. And having that idea that, that, like you said, the reveal of the identity seems to be the spurring on for the government, not the idea that 
a Supergirl has been wrecking house uh, even before that. So it, it did seem a little weird. Uh, you also are going to have these weird little deals of when this takes place in the Hell Arisen, the infected, you know, you get a little weird because of the, you know, the infected Supergirl and then Wonder Woman being there, like we were saying earlier, but I, I can get away from that. But it does seem that there's not really going to be much of a healing of Supergirl. I'm sure she will at the very, very end. But even at the end of this, I'm reading this, I'm like, nothing's going on in this. And then you get next, no cure in sight. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that's what we're talking about? Because I wanted Wonder Woman to go there. And yeah, at one point, it was using that crazy new addition uh, from the Mayfly story, I guess, was where you can end up lassoing somebody in their DNA, seems to recognize well, what's right and wrong like and the, the other thing. thing. And I that's was nonsense. We didn't but deal with that because no, that I, was I ridiculous. But we did have a thing where, like, the lasso could show her her truth and maybe help her fight through the infection. And it might it be what's be going on still. It's it's allowing her to clear her thoughts a little still maybe, but it's not played that way. But I still would have liked Wonder Woman because of the idea in these books, and we talked about it earlier, and Steve Orlando wants to show the compassion and the love. And I would have liked to have a Wonder Woman go and cure Kara with that compassion or with a way that she looks beyond that you look like a juggalette. Now, you know, I trust you and no matter what you do, I'm still going to love you and let's heal this. But really, all Wonder Woman should be doing. And the thing you are pushing at the beginning, she's a Superman, Supergirl level threat. Obviously, it's Supergirl. Yeah. And, it, and she does not have the moral center as she usually does all that stuff. But really, I'm just waiting for Wonder Woman to lasso her and take her to Themyscira. Get her away from everything and then, you know, try to figure out a plan. But you can't do that because she's going to be out and about with the Batman laughs and stuff like that anyway. Uh, so with this, you do end up continuing that narrative of Supergirl well, the thing is, wanting did, to be we, bad, but not in a bad way. I don't know if Supergirl is a part of that because we saw before one of the Batman Robins uh, and Batman, Batman and Superman's, I believe it is, where she went off and maybe it was even her own book that kind of like separated from where we were with that, where she didn't want to be a part of this whole secret well, section. Even when but we I, had, I still did we think. have them, her fighting Lex Luthor and Hell Arisen? Because I thought it was just the other ones. I don't remember yeah, her I being think, there yeah, off the top yeah, of my head. I don't, and the thing is, when she's off and about, I mean, we have Sky Tyrant in space for crying out. <laughs> I don't know what this Batman or Laughs just lets them do what they want. It's, it actually, the Batman or Laughs shows up. It's like the Wu-Tang Clan. They get together to do their thing, but then we're going to do our solo stuff on the side. It's crazy how he's letting these people just leave the galaxy and stuff. But yeah, you end up with Supergirl basically going, I want to save these people to prove these I'm idiots. a hero, but they won't listen. They're idiots. They're weak. So I have to do this. And Wonder Woman's here, and I don't like that because I'm the hero. I shouldn't be saved. And she goes through and I... I actually would have preferred what we always get and we always laugh, but it would be like almost like the two face, like, hey, I'm going to save you. No, you're not like something like that, because the way they play this out, I don't know what's going on with the infection. It's very different well, it's weird now because look, we want to she wants to make them stronger, not as the weak people that made her cousin weak. So the whole idea is she is going to be their savior, their hero. And by doing that, it's also going to make it easier for them to trust her when he she wants to infect yeah. them oh, and yeah. make you them stronger. That she wants to do that, but you also get the idea that she's fighting through to actually like she would never bring herself to kill a baby because she's supergirl but she'll do a twisted thing to do something else and and i don't think it plays well the only thing that you had that was spelled out was at at one point 
the Batman or less pretty much was going to get Superman. Supergirl jumps in, gets the uh, the Batarang that yeah. was laced with the Infectional, and it seemed to be fine. He's like, oh, man, that was a little off my plan, but you're perfect. You're Kryptonian. That's all I needed. Then it got skewed a little of the, well, it wasn't really set up for you, so you're a little different. And this is starting to, you know, what gives? You end up having Hawkman who has in his head a Earth 3. Everybody is this weird difference, and it doesn't jive with me as much. And Supergirl, because you want to have her still kind of be a hero, you have her play out like this, but you end up with nothing happening because she's oh, not going to go full you, out She saved some people here while also yeah. talking and throwing a narrative to herself, the idea that like, she's gonna I'm going to save them. these people just to yeah. infect them later and on. But in the background, get. you just have the government come in with these weird Lex drones, like almost like airships. Because yeah. I can't even want to say like Lex bots. I guess they are like Lex bots. They're, Lex, yeah, they're Lex almost like bots. mechas for the whole they thing. Like they, they look weird at times for like every bots. time you look at them, they look kind of right. different, but no, not like GoBots. But I could say like maybe like a Lex Sentinel or something like that, but a Lex drone, the idea that he's shooting kryptonite rays, pretty much have Wonder Woman in the background fighting these things off as Supergirl goes and saves these people only for it to come around at the end where, oh my God, Wonder Woman has broken all these machines down and she has to go save Kara who's taken another direct blast from this kryptonite and then out of nowhere, the small spikes in her costume become large spikes and then she stands up, her hair is grown and now she's just, what happened? And again, is this one of those that they're playing in and I thought that possibly what you're going to find out then and this is because you're seeing this that at the very end- that the, well, at the very end, one thing I thought at first was the idea that you're going to end up being able to cure her by almost killing her with kryptonite. Kryptonite will take place, like rip apart, you know, almost like a chemotherapy. It's really, it's ripping you apart, but it's getting rid of the cancer. I thought that that, but then by the end, I thought that the kryptonite hitting her might have taken down the walls that she still had left, and that's why she ends up growing well, spikes in the It's thing. almost like one of those things we had with Hawkman, where the nth metal regeneration kind of thing, the healing fact that the yeah. nth metal gives Carter held off the infection for a while for that's it to actually take I place. That's what I thought that was in going this, on. we could have Supergirl, who's infected, the, the sun's you know yellow rays coming down, keeping her you know powered. Maybe yeah. the kryptonite hitting her, depowering her, allowing the infection and to take hold completely. And that's what I'm saying. And I thought that maybe, like but at first- Just the spikes growing out of her costume them because you know she's fully infected i'm like what does it have to do with her costume well that's the thing you don't realize that the costume's what's really infected i mean in her hair the the pop color she has now that it's grown it's cool as hell i like the pop color she has almost what i consider a mullet going on she has everything i like like a reverse mullet spikes going no business that's, because front. that's the thing is that there's party all over who needs business anytime she's a scrub but yeah so by she's the end buster. you don't have anything you, know, you, don't, you don't have anything to do for wonder woman she's just there like you said to kind of see if she's okay protect her a little here make sure but nothing really no, and no. even what, the idea that we have to go save these people while wonder woman is taking care of the drones it's just the whole yeah. like i gotta remind people what supergirl's all about here that's in what I'm like, smallville even though like what is this group of people doing in this barn that's now I on know. fire and it's on fire and then supergirl goes and she's a smart cookie now that she's infected she's like i'm not like any idiot who would actually make a way out with fire I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever, then, at one, then, then at one point, it's funny, too, because they're like, no way. I'm not going to go with you. And she's like, it's me or the fire. What, am, what I'm uh, here to do is give you a choice. Choice to live today so you can choose a better path tomorrow. And that's the whole deal. I'm like, they don't really have a choice. I mean, really, are they going to choose the fire? I mean, I it's choose still free, free will. will. It is, Eric. It's still rush. But still, but it's just – and she then saves her by holding the uh, – you know, the the roof from caving the in. Beam, but it's yeah. still, yeah, it's still. And I um 
I didn't like the art as much. You, you mentioned no, it to I didn't me like before. The art either. There were some things, and it's not that I don't like, say, the character models or the things. A lot of the action I thought was a little more confusing than it should be, especially when she's got that beam. It seemed weird. I thought she was headbutting it. <laughs> I thought she at just one put point. her head in there. Yeah, that's what I thought she did. Bits. She's like, look at me. I, I got ears. They're, they're wood. Uh, and even in this, you want to show that Supergirl is still infected, even though she is acting nice. She's so fully she has, infected now, she it seems. To, she has to throw shade at poor Crypto. Like, get out of here. I wanted one of those where she ends up crying afterwards. She just needs him to get away because she realizes she's infected. I never loved you. I like everything like that. (laughs) Get out of town. It's like when Stan and the Harlem Globetrotters, get out of town. We don't Uh, want you here. That doesn't seem to be the case. Crypto goes off and he's whimpering. Poor Crypto. He understands words. Back to the fortress. Yeah, really. Back to ghosts. He's not. He actually seems like he's growling, but he looks so sad. Look at him. I'm getting so. And that's the best too. She she ends up saying, "This will be the last thing I say about this." But mm-hmm. Supergirl goes, "I don't need you or Cal or anybody." She's pointing right at Crypto. She's not even pointing at Diana. Says, "And if all you're going to do is betray me, then just leave." Crypto goes, all of a sudden, shade-throwing Diana. I don't scare off that easily. I'm like, well, you're saying that Crypto's a jerk. He left, you jerk. He's a dog, Jim. Yeah, he is. He went to go get some Alpo, Eric. But yeah, by the end, I I, (laughs) that's the chuck wagon. The water makes the gravy. I ended up, that is such a cheap dog food. I ended up buying it for our our older dog, Bella, one time. And Tanya's giving me so much crap. She's like, this stuff is like $3.50, a huge, like 10 pound bag. I'm like, fine when we were kids, but now it's not. I I know, but I'm sitting there, but but it makes the gravy. It makes the gravy. (laughs) And And then she said, it's so good you eat it. And then I started thinking, Eric, you know what? I like I like gravy. The problem is I don't like cold gravy. So oh, I did I did heat it up that day. So what stuff goes yeah, on that, your yeah. house. Well, a lot of challenges. A lot of physical challenges. What's the yo-yo a lot of, challenge a lot of double dares. The yo-yo challenges. I challenge you to try to get that through the door. That's what I challenge you. Uh but yeah, at the end I give this a five. And it, it could be How a, a with five, you? it could be everything. It's just it's a, a five. regular five for me because the thing is I think the mm. art's a little lacking this thing, but the idea the idea of bringing in the government's a new thing for this whole thing because it doesn't seem like the government's doing anything else with the effect, like you said before, but yeah. it's a new element to this because obviously our heroes element. aren't doing anything and we have a rogue supergirl here. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. cool thing, but okay. right now it, this issue really didn't do much except for introduce the idea and this whole thing by the end where now she's fully infected. I'm like, I don't get you infected. I, mean, I don't seriously. think I ever will. We haven't even talked about the main craziness of the story and what's going on. We have all the other uh, reviews that we did. Superman not going to Smallville and getting Kara. That is nonsense. But if you're going to go full out and you're going to have Jody Houser do this, I, I think Superman might be a little bit ticked off. Even though Supergirl is infected, they have sent Lex Luthor doom tech that's based to kill him to his hometown to get his cousin. And I think that that would be a neat repercussion story. But the, the book's going to end in May. The whole thing is we're like, this is going to affect you like a lot, Carol, when I reveal my identity. I'm yeah. like, no, it won't, but maybe it will now. Yeah, I'm really trying to make it work trying here. To push it it because we really don't know why she went to Smallville. Well, we know why, but it meant more if she went to National City. And also the idea of the, uh, yeah, I'm going to say my identity and it's going to affect you the most. Why? I'm Supergirl. They know I'm Supergirl. <laughs> it doesn't really tell out the Kara Danvers part. So why would that be a trouble? But yeah, Wonder Woman's just there. But yeah, five out what of ten. What to Eliza? I wonder if we're going to find out Leviathan checkmate. She's kind of a Leviathan robot right now. I, I I mean, I like, don't is Jeremiah going to show up in that as well? 
He may. Where's the rest he of the DEO? The rogue agents of the DEO trying to bring well, things back together. That was the funny thing is uh, at the one point they did push like, hey, hey there, Leviathan. W- what did you do? Mind control or drugs? Because everybody went with you. Jeremiah didn't. He didn't seem to go. So take that. Jeremiah left beforehand. Yeah, I know. He got out when the getting's good. Eric is what he did. He said, get over here. Hold my hand. Oh, no. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number six. That was an inside joke. Eric. I got you. get it? You get it? <laughs> it is not nice. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number six, written by Jody Hauser. Jody Hauser again. Eric. Jody Hauser. She's not sticking these issues. Adriana Mello, Mark Morales, Hi-Fi, and Gabriella like Downey. I love Jody Hauser, actually. Wow. Love her like a, Going a right sister. right to the love. Yeah, I do. I think she's great. I, I read her Star Wars stuff. Mwah! I, I really like her. Did I think her, her dialogue is usually good. I should have. I, I bet you she hates our guts, but I, I think she's awesome. Uh, and the thing is, when we go into this issue, I will tell you right now, peoples, uh, we're not going to be so kind <gasps> with this issue. This issue is what they call in France. Were we kind in the last issue? Full crapo. Well, still, I'm, I want to point this out because oh. the last issue, we can keep going and resting our laurels of hate on the idea that she was forced into this infected story because of what's going on. She's not really able to tell a real Supergirl story. This Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, it is a miniseries. She should be telling her own story. Something happened. Something happened along the way. There was a detour at Albuquerque. Hopefully something happened because if it didn't, then it's just awful planning. It has to be. I, this book, well, here's my blurb. Aaron. Okay. Well, Give me the blurb. Well. It's a very conversational writing that I'm doing for the blurb, blurb, okay? Well, it looks like this miniseries that was supposed to give us an all-new Ivy status quo ended up being six issues of nothing. Something (laughs) seemed to shift in the direction of this mini, and instead of everything that was set up to end it, we get a quick flashback to change the villain of the story to kind of Ivy herself and then end with her going back in the oven with hope she will be better later. DC pushed this as a rebirth for Ivy. (laughs) And so it makes sense since they seem to mess up every rebirth they get a hold of Eric. I have to do it, Eric. I'm sorry. I'm so proud of that in my blurb, in my review. Doesn't take much. Hot day. Rebirth. (laughs) Toxic fandom. But you end up with a book that was supposed to be like a flash forward with Wally West. This was supposed to give you a reset of Ivy. No, I know. It's not doing what you want, but at least it's doing something big. You ended up having this book be, okay, Poison Ivy kind of got screwed a little. She came back. She looked like a a Cenobite. I mean, craziness going on. So you like that, Eric? I threw that in for you. What's a Cenobite, um, It's that stuff you eat. It's got the cinnamon and the frosting. They have it at the the malls. No, I know what it is. It's in the Hellraiser, Eric. So you end up here. It's not the pin's heads, is it? I don't know. It It is. is. (laughs) So you end up where you have this whole series going. I did say to Eric, though he'll tell you that he doesn't remember, but I did say around the third issue, at the third issue, when he wasn't even reading at that point, I said, it's weird. This book has taken a turn. It it is now a Harley book. It's a jokey book, and it's not – taking this seriously anymore something is wrong here that they're not taking the whole idea because we thought this was again one of the most important books because it was going to give you a new harley we thought because the floronic man was involved the whole idea of the chosen one the of the war avatar of the green. and it was going to be eric's war of the green that he's wanted you even had this starting to be set up in Batman and all these damage. damage all these books were setting this up you end up having heroes in crisis it's awful, in damage it's got to be a story 
Yeah, really. Uh, so Heroes in Crisis, just an awful train wreck of a story that was just got awful. You so know, out she of that, put her, her consciousness in that rose that Wally West then grabbed when Harley put it off the bridge. Yeah. And somehow when he touched it in a field of flowers, it became an ivy. Yes. yes what? That's the deal. Yeah. So you end up with all that nonsense. So coming out of the, you know, out of the Heroes in Crisis deal, you end up having Wally a murderer. He is in jail. He might be on the Suicide Squad. We hear, but they end up deciding to rehabilitate him and put him in the chair, Eric. Uh, <sighs> and so you have that going on. But also, then What's they the have this chair going Ivy. In the dark multiverse. I don't know. It's okay. hanging. It just goes around. It cruises around. It's in its hoopty going around. You end up with this book <laughs> being the, the Ivy, where. We want to know the connection. She's been getting a stronger connection to the green leading up to the heroes in crisis. It's with Swamp Thing almost dying, being, you know, the, the petals, you know, the, the, the uh, king of petals, deal, the king of petals, uh, the Floronic man, but also the ending of the parliament of flowers, all that stuff. It's all new. Everything's up for grabs and Harley all new, seemed all to be, DC. yeah, and Harley seemed to be part of this. And maybe this was going to be where you get Harley, or Ivy. I mean, I'm sorry. You end up getting, see, I even focus on Harley like this book did. You end up having. <laughs> Having Ivy maybe be the avatar of the green, end up being like the new or at Swamp least be in the thing. fight for it. Yeah, and have that. Or what I thought actually was going to be Swamp Thing and her sharing the powers, as they seem to always do. Well, that's the thing but, is Swamp Thing still seems to have this weird connection, even yeah. though the, like the, the, the even Parliament though of Trees isn't around anymore. We have a new Parliament, the Parliament of Flowers, who is chosen person was the King of Petals, who then the Floronic Man ate and took over the power. Yeah. So in my mind, Ivy and him would square off. She yeah. would end up beating the Floronic Man, taking the power for herself, and then be the chosen and that's one the thing. for the Parliament of flowers what i like about the parliament of flowers why i like the parliament of flowers is they're almost like it's a blood sport to them it's basic well it is because we don't know much about the parliament of flowers they seem to be set up of not who's worthy not who is the best Whoever beats the crap out of somebody else, if you eat somebody, there you go. You're, well, that's you're the, the thing. new it's guy. Florotic man, that's his old gig. He wouldn't. He's eaten parts well, of Swamp Thing for a long time, and then he seemed to have to prove it to the Parliament. And this was a book that he was doing that as well. So by the end of this, though, we were going to get what Ivy is going forward. This is how it was spelled out. And I, I have another hot take about Tom King, but I'll, I'll leave Uh-oh. that to the end. But so you have all this going on. You set up a Floronic man who is chasing them from city to city, you know, rocking my rhymes from city to city, like the Beastie Boys Oh, yeah. When he, when he senses Ivy's power after she goes and freaking, you know, takes on Luther's gift that was given to Harley, this weird, you know, fer- fertilizer that was going to yeah. bring her back to full strength, hit gets, you know, the Floronic man noticing, which brings him about because he's going to want to eat her like he ate yep. the prince, the king of petals before that because he's a power-obsessed person yeah. for yeah. this whole ivy, like the green a- aspect of him. And But the thing is, when we jump into this issue where we that's see- That's all taken away. And that's the thing is, we have this thing in the first issue, I, like Ivy's weak. She can't, does not have the full connection to her powers, no. this whole thing. Harley gives her Lex Luthor's like, gift, the which is this word fertilizer. She goes into a cocoon. And in this one, we see her rise from the cocoon, but we also see that these weird cocoons offshoot. So almost like, yes. you know, like in Gremlins, like there's this, all these little like cocoons all around her where other parts of Ivy that then got left behind because I don't understand this either because 
we didn't see this in the first issue. If you no. go back to the first issue, there was only one cocoon. No, this is a made-up We had up one Ivy come back at the, in the beginning of the whole thing to start our adventure. Here we see there were multiple cocoons, and even though when Harley burned the house down to get away from the Floronic Man with Ivy, there were other cocoons, and only one of them hatched to, like, you know, after this, and, and the others were all regular, burned up, and then she yeah. was mad. The whole series then becomes the whole idea that this other Ivy who hatched late, who was left behind by her best friend Harley, now she's spurned by Harley. She yep. thinks that she was left behind, so she's going to get revenge on this person and this other entity of hers who goes back and forth between being connected and like being strong and not being strong but yep. this other version we have come out this one she seems to be all powerful and i don't understand the thing that jody hauser is pushing here with these other versions of well, it well it, it seems as if to me that when she did go in that cocoon she came back and when you see even this other version and it gets confusing too when you go through this but when you have the other version kind of saying well you're just the the simple version that likes to sit and eat popcorn with Harley. All the things that we saw where I said it seemed to be pushing towards a Harley book that this is the, and and all of her, when she hatched out of the cocoon, she wasn't complete. These were all going to fuse as they do by the end of this going to the deal. But even that, you have such a forced deal. You have six issues. You're telling a story. You end up having the big bad of the story actually be revealed in a flashback twist at the start of the last issue and then even go further start of the where, first issue that, well i'm saying oh, the twist this issue, the, i got you the I got twist you, yeah. so the, and then the twist gets even more because you're going to sit there and think well why wouldn't the floronic man who was on their tail chase and get this version because this would have been good they made a deal I convinced uh, Woodrow that consuming me in my current incomplete state would make for a poor meal. Well, the fool care? assumes that I still won't be a match for him once I've gathered more power. So he, he just says, all right, I'll wait till you be full power and then I'll eat yeah. you. And then just goes away. Now it's Ivy on the hunt where they and think yeah. it's Floronic Man the entire time, even and though we have the petals that look like Floronic Man the entire time I mean, going after not, Harley yeah. and Ivy. Is this not finding out after 80-some issues, basically, that Thomas Wayne was behind it all when we thought it was Bane and then we thought it was that? Like, all these things are crazy in a six-issue miniseries. These are things that that should be tight. We have this Poison Ivy, who was our bad guy at the end of this whole thing, talking smack on the Harley, I mean, the Ivy that's been with Harley this whole time. Like, you think that I would just go with this whole hero thing that you put out there, Harley? You you are such not a friend of me that you didn't even take notice of this whole thing. Yeah. But even when we get to the point where we have the Ivy that we have been with this entire time, she's like, look, Harley, this is me, but me without you this whole time. So I'm like, the way it seems that this... Ivy's just mad that she was abandoned. If she was actually the one yeah. with Harley, so she probably would have gone she with this whole thing okay. too because and I don't understand the difference. If she would have just yelled, hey, because they took off and like, hey, they would have came back and they could have fused at the yeah. point because they're they're fighting and I'm the one who's fused, as Wrong Turn would say, but she is now the bad guy. He means Duh. confused. Duh. And uh, so you don't have anything for Harley to do because these Ivies are going to face off. So out of nowhere, oh, Harley, you, you, you're not having anything to do? Let me make plant zombies for your fight i don't understand this whole thing either i'm gonna bring back the the the, like the i'm gonna bring back the ivies from the cocoons that were burned that were not fully formed out of the ground here so you're gonna have ivy zombies come at you and fight while me and this other ivy fight each other but the whole thing the whole way that this ivy acts the bad ivy even like when 
this other version of her goes and pushes her and says, leave her alone. You dare? I'm like, this This is you. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what you're playing with yeah. here. Or what I'm is wrong with this, this Ivy? Something seemed to like, well, we have 5G coming up. We don't really need, we have plans. I said, maybe this is where I do know a lot of people and a lot of people talk to me about the Poison Ivy books when they come out and they're not happy about this. And when I the only thing that I could tell them that might be a glimmer of hope is the idea that Ivy ends up going into the sky. She's not anything yet she's going to reset whatever maybe that continues and somehow gets her into 5g as the avatar of the green there's something in this that they don't want her to have something happen now and i don't understand i don't understand why you you made this book specifically for ivy fans who end up thinking that she was you know taken and used as a prop in the heroes in crisis that's the only reason this book is in existence you turn it into more of a harley book at one point and then you end it with a non-ending for ivy that that's it's despicable it is worse than just a bad issue this is something that people were duped and it was a waste the way this ends it's a waste of six issues time and money was so wasted by the end to get a non-ending for a mini series this isn't something that is an ongoing that got canceled you had six issues you knew this something changed and i don't want to blame jody alzer because she's usually better than this she usually would you know have a deal and she was hired to do this one book i just don't get it because well, the at the end part is this whole thing is that the you know the good ivy is telling holly to run because you know she has to go yeah. back and go after like this isn't your fault whatever she says she's just she isn't whole yet not yet she doesn't remember but she will you need to run so we have the good ivy go up against the the bad Ivy to make her whole yeah. again, even though we burned away a lot of the things that could make her whole, but they run into each yeah. other. They fight in a bush. Ivy oh, runs away. Sexy. No, Ivy runs away <laughs> as the two Ivy. I mean, I keep talking. Harley runs away. That's Har- what I'm saying. It's hard. Har- I don't know exactly. why it gets confusing to talk Harley about this. Harley runs does. away as Ivy then goes and fights herself. Yeah. By the end, it seems that they have merged together and we just have Harley run off without going back. So we're just left with the idea like, well, Ivy's merged. We don't know what it is now yeah, that they yeah. are merged. And Harley's just I don't even know what happens to this cocoon. This big cocoon just in freaking Central Park, just there. I just and then you end up having the the all the New York damage all dissipate. Everything goes away. All this stuff going on as Harley's running. Oh no, no! What am I going to have? My best friend, she's gone. Oh no! All right, let me get in the car and drive and think of her there. I'm like, who's crazier, her or Bruce Wayne? Now imagining these people there, but it just it seemed like it's almost like. The think of Ivy, who the real hero of the story was, and she's yeah. exactly the kind ex- of hero that I want to be. And that's be. the thing. You're, you what? have to push that because she wasn't, <laughs> and she actually was the villain as well. Never ended it. And then you just end with that bullcrap of her going off so the distance in this car. I was so excited about the six-issue mini. It started out so strong with so much promise just to yeah. come to this kind of – Yeah, it kind got of a little wiggy in the middle, but by the end, I thought there could have been some kind of strong ending. It was a complete non-ending. and sure. took away yeah. everything else that the whole setup for the rest of the six issues had. At least Jody Hauser did use her Star Wars knowledge and all that because you got Obi Wan driving shotgun there with, with Luke going up. Hey, here we go! And yeah, it ends as nothing. And I couldn't believe it. I read this and I, I really could not believe that it Thank ended God the like art's this. Great. The art's incredible. It is. I even I think that the art's great. And uh, yeah, I, I that's it though. At the end, it's just like this was nothing, nothing at all. Uh, because that, I'm going to even go down a little. I'm going to go uh, three out of ten. 
It's all art. It's all art. I ended up giving it a four on that. I could even go still with the four. The art is so good. It is good. It's so good, but it's, it's just, just such a non-ending that comes out of nowhere and retroactively <sighs> changes what happened in the first issue. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you give it? Four out of ten. Yeah, four point five because of how much uh, I like the art. It's just that it's a really yeah. disappointing ending for a series that I was really like it was a sleeper hit in my mind. Like nobody was talking about his book or just putting it down because it was another Harley Ivy book kind of thing where I thought I had a lot of promise for what it wanted to do after he was in crisis. And like a lot of things from DC, it just went nowhere and was just yeah. very disappointing by the end. But the thing is, the art was still great. We had some decent issues with these characters. It just it meant nothing in the end. And that's what yeah. really kills me. And then what gets me in my, my hot take, and I promise I won't hit the hot take, Eric. I won't. I, I, I really promise. promise. You can't break I promise, control. Eric. Is the idea that all the – and this is just to Tom King fans, and I know there's some that – three or four that still listen to us maybe and one of the things that drives me nuts is this guy the greatest writer of all time people are telling me why does every book that he writes almost always have to have other books afterwards to explain things i mean he, he can't explain things his own run so you always have to have you have the, the pennyworth r.i.p this week because of the idea well we didn't really get to show all these robins in because they Oh, it drives me nuts. That's the hot take, Eric. But we're going to go to the last book. It's a cold take. A freshman dorm cold take, I'd like to call it, Eric. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Uh, yeah, it's another book that yeah, I'm telling you, it's not an ending. It's a penultimate issue. You're going to get the same nonsense. What is going on with DC with these books? Letting look, books look, go well, on too long. Well, look, just tell me that we're going to get a lot of answers out of this about what's going on with Raina Creel and no, what's going I on with these zombies the or that dust here. or the Lazarus water. I think that they think the answers are here. And it's Catwoman number 20. Dust? And they're always smoking dust. Written Did by Joel Jones. And maybe. That's the other thing is why. Well, I'll get to it. There's get another <laughs> thing that gets me because of the idea. I don't even say it. The blue dust is one thing. But why did we see people get into the Lazarus pit and become zombies? Now you have to have a mixture. She's that down in the lab cooking it up in With a crack drugs from like, I'm sorry, I couldn't remember the drug from like the first two issues of the series. I, know. I thought it and was it has something. To be so spelled and out. And it hasn't been anything no, since. Nothing is set up in this series that you get to. And I'll say 20 issues. I realize if you're a fan, you're going to say Ram V had some in there. I don't care. You have had one story going for this many issues. You have not set up anything so that when you get to a penultimate issue, you force these things in here. I have never witnessed the amount of ridiculousness. This is silly. At one point, get so silly that I couldn't stop laughing when I was reading it. I don't even like to hear that. Riddle me this, Eric. Oh, it's art by Fernando Blanco, FCO Placencia, and Seda Temafante. Riddle me this. How can you spend so much time on a story and yet still have to force almost everything in it to set up a conclusion? I Batman. Okay, there you go. This series has sat around doing nothing since it spawned out of the failed wedding, and now it is just getting silly. This is the penultimate issue of the Reign of Krill story and also Joel Jones on the book, and really this ending is way, way overdue. Like, this doesn't feel right. This is going to be Catwoman's nightmares, right? It's one of mine. It really is, because I hope that people understand, if they've been listening to us long enough or if they haven't, this book came out... I'd like to say I was one of its biggest champions. I ended up spelling out how great she was doing this book in the idea that she is coming off one of the events, the failed wedding, that people were losing their mind. You end up having Joel Jones having to kind of she pick was a up champion, the pieces. Everybody. I was. I was up on that. Me 
Alfred and Barbara are on top of he Mount Cain. He was biting Cain. his sword to this cause. We were on Mount Cain. They both told me that I was their hero. That's what it was, Eric. And I lo- I thought it was great. I thought, okay, I love Catwoman. You're going to get her own book. Now, again, Joel Jones is kind of in, you know, in, in league with Tom King. So I don't know why I expected different. A but league? Yeah, up, well, no, she is. She's their best friends, it seems. So like a major they, league? And, uh, no, just in league with them. Uh, That's a saying. You, you got to get out some. I got you. You end up where Catwoman she had the worst the of baseballs. circumstances into this. That's the only thing you know about the baseballs. <laughs> uh, you know, there you go. And so you end up. It it wasn't what I'd call an up to the plate home run the way All it was right. set up, but it also was yeah, close right. to a karaoke being a gig. Uh-huh. So you end up. I liked it. But and we had an issue early where Raina Creel full spelled out her background, her origin. It seemed really good character work. You had Joel Jones' art for the most Still part. Still my that favorite point. issue of the series. Yeah. And so then when it did end that first arc, which wasn't the end of Raina Creel, obviously, it ended up that first arc. Things were confusing. You ended up having people showing up that we didn't know who they were. They weren't set up. You end up having, you know, crazy Adam zombie guy. You end up all these things going on, but also the fact that it seemed like the Creels were now on the run, especially Raina. She had to skedaddle. They were after her, the government, the, the, whatever. She just shows up and there's never been a setup. Now she's fully, I said at one point, she's driving around, you know, with the, the Creel license plate, like she's a player. And now she's just back in her mansion and nobody that yeah, protesters. What are they protesting? I mean, are they protesting that the stormtroopers she... in the street? Yeah, because I, I'm telling you, she's back in town nowhere. after going to the Lazarus Pit. All of a sudden, she's got stormtroopers in the street. She's taking over yeah. the city. She is inviting the now, high class society. Of she is inviting whole, them there. Villa Hermosa over to her house to hang out and have a freaking. We party. don't know what that is. We and don't know what the party is. We don't know the protest. You can assume the protest is because the curfew, stormtroopers, curfew, stormtroopers. But don't you think that if that's the case? Stormtroopers would be there knocking heads. I mean, it's so ridiculous. The stormtroopers have disappeared now because and, we have an army of zombies. Well, they have an army of zombies, and it's great. It's like you end up having a store. You got protesters in the front. You got the zombies in the back. I'm stuck in the middle with you, Eric. I hate it. But the, you end up it's all the these things ever. going on. And you, the protest, it's not protesters even. It's spelled out a riot. They're trying to break in. The police are, what is going on in this book? Nothing has been set up. She has a zombie army. You end up seeing that what she ends up seemingly doing is having these parties? Who could be left with this zombie army well, already that's the thing going? Is we have all these zombies out and about. We don't know how this happened because we do know that we like reanimated her son Adam with this weird Adam. blue dust. With and that then he relic. became this weird thing. Yeah, the relic and the dust and all these different things, but which we started the whole thing out. The penguin wanted at one point. It became this big deal. But then we moved on to the Lazarus pit. Now we have the Lazarus waters, which also turns people into zombies for or some reason. Or gives them new costumes. It does whatever it we wants. We have a new costume for Catwoman every issue now. Yeah. And it never makes any sense. Even this one, we have a bunch of stray cats bring her a gift yeah. of her costume. That it's Alfred ridiculous. Like, it's the silliest thing I've ever read the in my thing life. Is, that is the most reasonable explanation for the yeah. costume change that I'm I've seen you, yet. It's not. It's not of this well, makes go, sense. Go back and look at the other ones. Which one was more explained? Well, this one that or was, any of the other ones? So you end up where they're going to have this big soiree. The, the brightest Ooh, uh, stars soiree. of Villa Hermosa have shown up. Why? First off, she has stormtroopers that never were explained or made sense. She wasn't in charge ever in this book. No. Her husband was the governor, mayor. Senator, and I don't know. He died. Big mayor. He died. And then she you, killed her, her son, Robert, yeah, who was running for mayor. Yes. 
that doesn't give you power. At one point, she wanted Robert to get the job so she could get her power back. At one point, it seemed like she was down Mexico way on the run. At one point, you had police officers who were after her that then were in cahoots with her. You end up all these things never set up. And now she's just there in her mansion with people rioting about her. No police around and zombie horde in her backyard. And that's the thing. So I, was, I was getting to this point. I actually left this whole thing. The idea, though, where did all these zombies come from? What we had before? Because I don't we had know. Adam turned by the blue dust, and all of a sudden we just have, you know, we had her people like Doctor uh, Yo. I uh, know we had Detective Yomas Yo and the Doctor. Yep. They were killed and they thrown were in the killed. last, but they came back they as came back zombies, zombies, a lot like Adam. Now we just have a whole bunch of yeah. zombies in the backyard, penned because up like the freaking have, dogs. We did have zombies show up at the pawn shop. You end up yes, Linda. And where yes. did all of those zombies well, come from? That's what I'm saying. That's where we started saying where they come from and the the other issue is if you're going to do this now also i uh, get to the i think she's social commentary here which is ridiculous but i think that what you needed to know how are these zombies made if you end up having a bite cause it you end up having so then we say okay well it should have been set up but they must have been just going around eating people turning them into zombies but we haven't had much of any explanation they're just there as a threat now they're uh, an army but also in my mind you have these zombies in the back where they're, they're being corralled around with you know prods and things but then in the meantime you have the real zombies the socialites that don't have any thoughts in their head i'm like well, what are you doing here what is this dawn of the but dead we're going to get their the, the thoughts more out of their head with this narcissistine yeah, drug. that's how she's been making zombies, but it was never spelled out before. No, no, that's the thing. The narcissistine drug, which she had before, which she overdosed her husband on, but if it's mixed just right with the with quality the of life-giving water. Lazarus water, the body will continue on creating a parasite zombies. of sorts with, with the, the clinically dead mind. I'm like, yeah. leaving the subject open to a form of manipulation. I'm like, yes, if you mix this drug in with the Lazarus water that makes zombies, you're going to be able to <laughs> manipulate these zombies to do what you want yeah. but but why because the whole thing why? is like even this whole thing where you have a zombie riot going on outside oh, you're like so you're not ridiculous. really controlling that you're like it's not like you took oh, no. all these zombies well, the problem is go out in the back yeah. and get in your cage well here's the weird thing that they try to spell out at one point which is funny to me but you end up where Adam, the last issue, I thought it was hilarious. He was the guy was in the walls and yeah. he was in a, a dumb waiter. These people under the yeah. stairs. And they're like, hey, get that kid out of here. Now, where at this point did little baby boy that I'll do anything to bring back turn into the biggest hassle that there's no ever more. been? She doesn't. And because she's changed, because you have to end this. So she's like, what's this noise? What's this, Adam? We already dealt with this the last issue. We have it again. Another disappointment. Yeah, another disappointment. That's what kids really are, huh? You know what I'm saying there. But even in that, at one this point. This is Jim Warner and Creel talking. It's both. <laughs> she's talking through me. The best is at one point, you do end up with stuff going down and Raina gets mad and yells and it seems like the zombies come to a lay. It's so ridiculous, this whole thing. The zombies end up attacking the protesters. Then you end up having this new way that you're going to make these more zombies well in the meantime you do have selena back with maggie and talking to her hey everything's going to be all right mag just fat shaming uh, her yeah. sister everything's so going to be fine put you on a diet, you're so maggie. heavy jeez like, well, what were they well, feeding you, can, you, you? Can talk about better small talk while you're thinking about how everything's going to well, go I down like here so you're trying to get your sister to safety she's talking and, and this whole deal i guess maybe next issue maggie will say something or pop to i don't know well, why was she is, maggie, that's the thing is maggie is definitely should or it should be the next whole thing with that whole like you know the character she was previously because by the end she's catatonic 
because Wonder Woman is like Wonder Woman. Catwoman is dragging her mm. up this whole thing. But by the end, she leaves. She's being taken care of by stray cats. Well, that's you know, the thing. It's ridiculous. But and that's, she, she comes to and then she starts petting the cat. So I'm like, yeah. obviously, she's but again, like, you she know, has reacted a little when you ended up having Carlos and things like that. But you had times where it even seemed to be that she was listening uh, earlier. But that kind of went away. We'll have to see what goes on. Maybe she shows up and saves the day. But she is there. Catwoman's there and saying, listen, you know, we're going to be okay. Linda will be fine. Oh, my. I just thought of something. If I get the Lazarus water, you know, the the stuff that Raina Creel ended up going and getting from the Lazarus pit that I was there and got this costume for, and I could just go back and get my own with nobody else around, I could get – but if I get this Lazarus water, I can go give it to Linda and she'll live or maybe – be dressed up different. I don't know. Maybe a zombie. Maybe there'll be something else. She'll shoot rainbows from her fingertips. Uh, you know, so you end up, she's got this plan, but I can't go. I can't leave you here by myself. I mean, I couldn't just lock you in here. I couldn't take you to a hotel. So I can't go. Woe is me. Meow. And she turns these stray cats. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Stray cats just show up. She goes, ah, oh, Stray cats, what you got there? Oh, my goodness. It's the lucky rabbit's foot that Satana gave me. Oh, my. You seem to have. What do you have with you? You're all bringing in my original costume, the one I got from Alfred that was made for the. Oh, my. I think I'll put that on, Stray Cats. Thanks. I'm waiting for it. Is she talking to Brian Setzer? Is he out there doing doing this? Do me another favor, Stray Cats, and make sure that you watch my my sister sister. as I go and take care of this now. How the hell does that make sense? She says, well, I'm telling you, I've seen I this can't before, leave you. I can't leave you. Like, but, you know, people die in their apartments. The cats start eating. Yeah, that's not eat cats Maggie. showing up. This is the, I can't leave you by yourself, Maggie, because the zombie army may come and get you. Meow. Oh, oh thank God. Kitty cats are here. They'll fight off the zombies. Maggie. <laughs> Oh, you only need me to buy you, wow. you know, <laughs> trying to think, chow, chow main. I don't know. <laughs> Fancy feast. <laughs> Fancy feast. Well, listen, I don't know if you know gravy. <laughs> I, I can't afford the fancy feast. Can I just get you the- some friskies? <laughs> I wanted to get the chuck wagon. Can I get you the chuck wagon? Meow? Yes, that is the one that makes the gravy. Meow? I don't like gravy cold either. I will warm it up in the microwave. Dog Meow. Food. They're not going for this. I'm telling you, she leaves her sister in the care of stray cats. Now, is this that somebody down the line thinks that she's got some mental power? And that's the thing. She <laughs> yeah. doesn't leave her sister in the care of the stray cats. No, uh, Actually, a just stray cats. Yeah, just stray cats. Just stray cats that seem to bring her her costume and the lucky rabbit's foot. It, it's crazy. And then they're like, meow, what, what? Hyper, I don't do heroin, stray cats. Just get out of here. Meow. No, no, no. You're still using. Get the hell out. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's it's goofy. It's so goofy. She leaves her sister in the care of cats and then goes off as all this stuff is going on, as Raina Creel has to fully explain the narcissine, all these drugs and how it works because it's never been explained before. And then the kicker, you have just gotten the idea that stray cats are watching and brought Selena the costume. That's ridiculous. So then you go with Raina, who ends up saying as an explanation to all the things going on, 
I, I alone understand how to control the zombies and how to mix up this mixture. First, she also has the Lazarus water in yeah. that big urn where she gets this girl to go off. She's going to drop it. It's just going to be a disaster. She can That's barely pick she it up. this time. Yeah. And I, that alone, I understand how to control the zombies. Now, how I have managed to achieve such magic will have to remain a secret to you as the year I was born. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have an explanation. You don't have an explanation. You have no explanation. You have made zombies three separate ways in this book. It makes no sense why these people are going to changes for no reason out of nowhere that don't make sense. Leaving people, her her sister, who can't do anything for herself. Brian Setzer's there, and the guy on the the bass and the drums, nobody knows their names. He plays the drums. It is, I think, Slim Jim, one of the guys, actually. It's something like that. Playing that game, they thought it was the fifties. Like, go, go hang out with Sean and I. Johnny Lee. You end up though. The one thing that I do like is you have the drummer. He plays standing up. That is cool. I'll give you that. But yeah, no, Selena it's, comes- it's the original standing desk. Yeah. Nobody wants it. No, they also have the original bass too. Cool. You have Selena showing up. She's about to rock this town as she comes up doing the stray cat strut. I mean, how many more things? Has a rockabilly girl I've ever seen one. She's and 17. She <laughs> goes up there, knocks on the door. Look who's come to call. Raina Krill. That oh, damn no. cat. That damn cat. That darn cat. cat. Crap coming out of her mouth. It's just disgusting. No out of her nose. nose. Bandages on her. I'm ready to finish this, Creel, said Selena. Wishing that it was issue seven. Nonsense. This is the worst. I mean, we we have all these issues. This is why I said to you, I sent a message. All these issues with these issues. I sent a a message. I'm going to just jump out the roof. I'm going to throw everything out and then follow it. You're going to jump out the roof. I'm going to jump out the roof. All these issues that I dealt with for the most part this week and going back to Justice League 39 even, non-endings forced to a nonsense deal that makes no sense. How can you be so, you know, asleep at the wheel in your own series with your own character that you end up having to have stray cats show up with a costume and a lucky rabbit's foot and then also have the big reveal of these zombies? You'll never know because that's my secret. You don't know how old I you just the year that I was Ancient born. I wish that she secret. knew it. Yeah, huh? I wish that you ended up saying uh sixteen twenty-two. Damn it. It doesn't make sense. I, I just was making this up. I just ended up mixing things up for a cocktail. But yeah, even the idea, Adam, get him out of here. Like you did everything for this little kid that it, it was like even if he was a monster, you, you were looking at him through a mother's eyes. It's totally just pushed aside because there's no real reason to have that going on. And I do think by the end he kills her. I think he's going to be the one that busts in. He he seems to be really inspired as a zombie. He's doing a lot as a zombie, getting things done. He's still doing it, Adam. Yes, he, he's the one who kind of uh, lets the breakout go. And uh, again, though, it's just nonsense. So at it's the end when it nonsense. says to be concluded, that means the series, right? No, it does oh. not. It means Joel Jones's run. It will end next uh, issue issue 21 and then it seems like we may continue with just Through different the tales creative of teams including what was just solicited sean uh, ryan is or uh, sean murphy i mean who does the white knight right. who's going to be co-writing an issue of this maybe that'll be good maybe we needed a book that's just capers because tales the one, of the Catwoman. i didn't like the first one as much as you did when when ram v came on but it was just a caper issue but at least yeah. it had a beginning middle and end i'll Turns give it out that i was right 
Yeah, I don't know about that, but it was better than this. This is just nonsense. Uh, I gave it a three, I believe. I'm going down to a two. I'm I didn't saying, even like I think the it, art as much. That's the thing. I think a three, yeah, you're right, 2.5, because yeah. the thing is, even just talking about the nonsense of every detail of this book is ridiculous. There's not one the, part that makes any art, sense. I don't like as much as no. I usually do. Fernando Blanco it's, usually it's, does it's, a really good job. It's still okay, but it's not like no. what you expect out of this. And just looking at it, just, at times, just looks ugly, because you're just dealing with random, almost like, you know, like, uh, de- de- uh, desiccated zombies yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. It just almost looks cartoonish from like a Scooby Doo cartoon yeah, for how does. ridiculous they look in the background. Well, I mean, if you're gonna have cats showing up with costumes, you might as well go for cats showing up with Lucky Rabbit's Foot's costumes. Oh my! I'm that, cursing. That, I better look at the <laughs> the timestamp here because that's gonna have to be it, Eric. I said a couple curses. But that's how angry we are at this. And again, people Stupid. talk. People talk to us all the time and like, oh, why are you even bothered doing this? Whatever. And please, Somebody's if I could stop it. one people, one person, <laughs> one people's from buying this, it's so bad. I had so much hopes for the series as being a separate entity, not, you know, telling it. And it just, she farted around. She all like, right, Villa was, Hermosa. She ended up having that backups on art all the time. And then people filling in on what was she doing? I, I just don't understand. Villa Hermosa. Let's hope we get out of here. Hopefully the Creole mansion falls into the hell mouth that it's probably on ends up going That's down. And we never I just see want it the end. So Selena can go back to Gotham because I like her being with Batman and Batman's own book. And even she, though I'm not exactly was, enjoying the I, story. So far. That's the thing. I was going to put it in my blurb. Just the idea that we're getting Bat- uh, Catwoman back with Batman in the Tynum Run too just makes this unnecessary. It's it's just not necessary, and it never told an important story or a story that even made sense within itself. Maggie can go hang out in the back for other than like the Wayne Manor I know, property Maggie with Duke's should parents. Have been fine. She, she should have been fine. They Where's Duke's been, parents at? I don't know. They're they still in the back Joker of the Wayne eyes. estate. They're getting the Joker ice fries now. Everything's fine. We all at Bat Burger doing things. End up throwing Maggie. I'd throw her through that door into the you know the realm with the, the that guy where they were fighting <laughs> the, the gentleman. Yeah, the gentleman. Let him deal with her he'd watch her just as good as these freaking cats just get rid of her uh but yeah and i like maggie and i think that this was something that could have been important that's the thing and is, i was being really a whole hoping it was going to become sister zero out of nowhere yeah. and this whole thing where she was going to become Such the bad a guy missed this opportunity, whole thing. all of this and whatever there you go i, I, I just do... didn't really want to tell the retail that sister zero story it's like i yeah. just leave maggie the way she is i don't know i do think that at one point, that's where it's at i think at one point one of the zombies the guys the socialites turning in it which mitch gerard's i think it was him with that beard going he's like ow my tummy he yelled at that point where he's and they all turned into Weird. zombies the zombies the third variation i mean it'd be funny if they all changed their costumes too that'd be pretty neat but that's why is that. your costume changing why did cats show up with the, that one I, I don't how are they carrying Me, it? Yeah. Are, are they putting it all like they get hey everybody you get like four rows of cats all with a box on top that they drag it i don't understand no yes i did but still <sighs> <laughs> they were no. they weren't stray cats. <laughs> they were they were fancy cats, Eric. I don't These know. Siamese, as you please. Yeah, that was not appropriate. Get oh. off there, buddy. You that's that one should be in the vault. Disney. Get in the vault. That and your Calgon commercial earlier all should be out. And, Ancient and, Chinese secret. Yeah, yeah, all of them should be gone. But uh and that it's I great yeah. commercial. Yeah, so we're we're done. Eric, yeah. That's it. Uh you did give a score, you give it a two point five. Yeah. I'm going to I was gonna go a three. It's just it's just so bad. Yeah, well, now we're gonna go off to our book of the week. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Superman Heroes number one. Oh, my. Mine is Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey number one. And that love is for ones. this week. We're going to there for Jim. And when we go off now to, oh, over to talk about next week, we have a, another, you know, 
bunch of books next week. I hope it's, so. Well, I'm saying it's not one of these three book podcasts. Again, oh. what we have is Aquaman number 57, Batman number 89. Why does it seem like Aquaman's been forever since we talked about it? Because it seems it like that was weird, like delayed. Deceased Unkillables number one. Oh boy, another number Something one. Something Eric has been waiting for. Not I know a lot has. of people like Deceased. <sighs> everybody has. That book still sold like 250,000. Right, everybody, 000. I mean, you and me. Yeah. That's what I mean as well. Me and you weren't as high. Hopefully, on it's the good. I'm not going to say anything about it. Just that, like, I did not need yeah. a sequel to Deceased so soon. When the story didn't do enough for me the first time what around. What you're saying is you're getting a white knight feel yeah, exactly. about it. Flash forward number six. That will end that. A lot of that Better was spoiled well. going into it. Uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, Don't yeah. you hurt Wally we'll, West no more. We'll we'll see. I'm on cry. the site. Uh, He-Man, the Masters of the Multiverse, will be uh, one of the things that Brandon oh, yeah. does have a review for, but we haven't talked about that in a couple issues, so I don't think we'll have that. You end up having other things, such as Joker Killer Smile, that I'll probably do a review of. I did the last one. Justice League number 41, back to me and Eric's stuff, and that will be something we will be yes. talking about. Legion of Superheroes number four. Oh. Goody. We end up in a Metal Man number five. All and right. that's the craziest again is that's the book that we're most excited. Love like, all right, it's Metal gonna Man. be it's gonna be a great week. Metal Man number five. Nightwing number sixty-nine, dude. We'll see how, Such a how child. that goes. <laughs> Makes me giggle every time. Teen Titans number thirty-nine, dude. And that's it for what we'll be talking about on the podcast. Wonder seven Twins books on the podcast. Also come on, but that is pretty good amount. That yeah. actually, we talked that's at the one point. Right there. That is, that's what you had said at one point, that nine books coming out, seven being on the podcast, are. that's pretty much what we think is the perfect number of uh, the deal. So we'll have that. But as we're stating there, two of these books will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, boop, boop, and they will be a Patreon-only deal. So if you want to listen to those, and I have my my opinion that it will probably be the unkillables and flash forward number six. Uh, and if that's the case and you want to hear those, you can go off and sign up on the Patreon and get a bunch of other shows, not just that spotlight, but a ton of other things. Some things so that are coming many up. Things. So many things. So some of the things so that might interest you things. coming up, I will be doing as we're done here. I'm going to go off to do it right. When we're done is the DC comic solicits podcast where I go through the solicits Jump that just it. came out and it's, seems as if the sales for Go both Marvel and DC will be out on Monday. Two other podcasts that I'll be doing that'll be up this coming week. So if those interest you as well, you can go out and check out all the things that we do over there. Patreon.com slash where it's, I know you have, that's why I have three <laughs> podcasts to do tonight. Uh, but with that, there's a bunch of stuff. So just check it out. But that's it for the podcast. We learned a lot this week. We did. We learned that you might be uh, a nice guy on the outside, but inside you're just awful. That's what I learned. Really? I learned that every time I, I talk thought I was to you. Awful on the outside. No, no, that's what you say. I am, and indeed, because even I, I, inside, I talk to you and I, I, I put you down all the time. You tell me how I'm the worst person ever, and I'm yeah, that's I'm the inside about of mine. Oh. No, I'm telling you, that's you just throwing shade at me. But then when other people are involved, you're like, oh my, bit but do. I, I end up, <laughs> I am awful on the outside and even worse on the inside. A heart of coal. And there's never a time where my heart grew a bunch of sizes larger uh, from Cares, there. It's I, I'm the anti-Grinch. <sighs> I'm the Grinch who stays the Grinch, as I've been told all day. 
Eric, I was just berated all day. And then I have to come on here thinking that I'm going to hear a voice that's going to just put a smile on my face. Did it work? And no. Oh. You, you ended up just putting me down the same way. And down? Just ended up there. Yeah, down, indeed. Yeah, down. Please. You and the 6'5 uh, height, you better get something else. No, that's all I got, life. That's I mean, all really, I have, really. When, when you end up being dead and you're laid I'm gonna flat, get, nobody's going to I'm going to get really good at yo-yo. Maybe that'll be good. Six foot tone, still have a baby bleep. Uh, oh my! Why would I say that? I don't well, know. I would say it because Jess told me. That's why. Oh my! Yeah, you guys talk a lot. Yeah, she's out ghost hunting right now. Oh my! Why would she do she's that? Doing her nails in the other room. Yeah, she's doing her nails. All right, she wants somebody to come over and do her nails with her. Right, that's what she's got. What'd you do for Valentine's means. Day with Lady Jessica? You I really got her something. Treat her like a queen. And as I say, you want to treat her like a queen. You probably did because kings really didn't treat queens very well back in the day. Uh, did you get her something? What'd yeah, you get? I got her a vase of roses. Okay, you got her a vase of roses, the most cliche and the, down the line. You okay, know what, you what do? did you do? Nothing. Oh, that okay. is flipping the more script. cliche. You know what I do? I continue the craziness of cliche. all year. I, every day is Valentine's Day to me and my love. And what I mean is this recording software. Eric, that's what I spend time with. Right? Stop making love to the software. That's why it keeps failing because I fail. It really is like I don't really know why I'm here with you, Jim. You're terrible. Uh, I'm not a very compassionate lover. Uh, I'm more of a selfish lover. As yeah. this thing. You take but, everything hey. like it's a race. Sex is like a race. Whoever finishes first wins. That is true. And I win every win. time. Every time. It's like weird. The gun doesn't even go off and I've already won. It went uh, off that all right. is it for the deal. So everybody, like I said, go and check us out on our patreon supporters for this and everything and be back next week for the regular podcast and we'll see you in a little while eric what do we say at the end of the podcast everyone have a great week Week. keep it weird Weird. and we'll see you in seven see you in seven So turn off your iPod or phone Closing time Nine hours you just wasted Now it's time to get back to work Closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a jerk Play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Play with his toys.